Presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for biker body parts, BTOsports.com, save uh, using the code PulpMX. We welcome you on this Monday night, February 24th, 2014, Atlanta Supercross has come and gone, lots to talk about, fantastic show lined up tonight, Mike Alessi, Mike Genova, Adam Antignap, Danny Stevenson, Nick Way, Jason Thomas, all on. And, uh, of course, uh, our great sponsors could be do without them. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, the Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Guts Racing, and Optrix all on board with us. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas, not far from the Lions Den at MGM Grand, where they are probably snacking on some fresh meat right now. And we've got a lot of fresh stuff to talk about in this show. It's, it's really a great show lined up. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what goes on tonight. Should be interesting. I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio is uh, the mechanic for the RCH team, Brock Tickled. Mechanic of the year. Uh, mechanic of my year. <laughs> Tony Berluti, what's up? Steve, how are you today? Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Uh, and, my, you're welcome. Th- and... Obviously, your rider, Brock Tickle, was involved in some controversy, but this scheduled appearance was done a couple weeks ago, just so people know. Yeah, you were, you were absolutely. Gonna, you were gonna, it just happened, so happened that... Well, you had me booked, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. Uh, also, in studio, uh, he's a, an editor over at Dirt Rider Magazine. He's uh, got his own things going on up in the high desert, testing for a bunch of companies, 
former Yamaha uh, test rider, R&D rider, Chris Kiefer. Welcome back to the show, Kiefer. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming by, bud. Appreciate it. Awesome to be back. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Lots to talk about. Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about the Mike Alessi family at all or anything? Or? I know he's from the desert. Yeah. Uh, you, ever, you ever hang out? You ever run into each other? Uh, we run into each other every fair now enough. and again. Fair enough. Um, taking your calls, handling things behind the scenes, producing the whole damn thing is uh, our guy, Devin. Devin, what's going on? Hey, Devin. What's up, guys? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, looking forward to having a great show. We've got a couple tickets to give away to uh, Indianapolis, courtesy of Vortex. We've got five pairs of X-Brand Goggles, grips though. X brand grips. They're making grips and they're exciting. Uh, Rich Taylor designed, and there's probably isn't too many people key for who has too much more time on a motorcycle than Rich Taylor. Dude, he's the OG of test guys. Yeah, so he's designed these grips, and we're going to give some away. We'll tell you how in a little bit. And again, uh, Michael Essie, Mike Genova, Adam Entenap, Denny Stevenson, Nick Way, Jason Thomas. You can get this show on Stitcher, uh, the Stitcher app. You can get on Pulp Mex app. You can get on iTunes as well. The archive will be up hopefully tonight. If Swisscore uh, uh, is around to it. And uh, we're going to have the BTOsports.com Gabba Gibbs where we take your questions. The Race Tech emails, Race Tech Suspension email group. NFAB, question of the day. And X Brand Tearoffs, of course, all coming on. And uh, looking forward to, to a good show. So, all right. Martin Davalos won. Fantastic. Kenny Roxon won. Fantastic. But we can't start without talking about the big news. Uh, Michael Essie in the heat race in Atlanta. Uh, pulled a move on Brock Tickle that left both riders on the ground. Mike fined $4,000 from Supercross as well as uh, put on probation for the rest of the year. Brock uh, Tickle got up. They uh, qualified for uh, the both main event uh, going to the semi. And Berlut, you as the mechanic of Brock Tickle, the first thing I want to know is, did you just wish tell Mike good race afterwards? Is that what you were Yelling at him out, just good race, Mike. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah, I congratulated him. On, yeah, just he just missed the uh, transfer. You by rode what, so good, two Mike. Spots. Yeah, not happy. Silence. You weren't happy, <laughs> and you shouldn't be. Hey, it's racing, right? Damaged your bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, made me work that night for sure. Well, you got the top tech award. Oh yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You got five hundred dollars because Mike Alessi jacked your bike up. Um, <laughs> I guess you could look at it that way. You know what? It's a shame too because uh, well, look, uh, Mike got sixth in the main event and Brock got seventh. Brock uh, overshadowed all of it. Brock rode maybe his top first practice to main event. Maybe his best race of the year. Yeah, probably the best I've seen since I've worked with him. Oh, so in two years. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, the way he was going through the whoops, he, uh, right from the early morning, he saw the whoops on track walk, and they were huge, and he said he was pumped, you know? Yeah. For some reason, he, I guess he liked big whoops. Yeah, and he was good through them. Man, Very good, they were, yeah. They were big, no doubt. Until they got torn up at the end, then mm-hmm. he didn't Guys have that were, advantage he had when they were fresh. Guys were jumping through them by the end of the night. They yeah. looked like they were beat down, like they were really uh, struggling for sure. Um Obviously, the, the move wasn't cool that Mike did, and we'll have him on here along with team owner of Moto Concepts, Mike Genova, to, to sort of talk about what happened. But, I mean, Tony, you watched the replay. Like, what – well, I should have come with Kiefer. Kiefer, as a racer, former pro racer, yeah. uh, what was he doing? What was he trying to do? What was happening in your – Here's the thing. As a racer, and, you know, and I know Tony's probably upset, but, like, as a racer, sometimes you just lose your shit. And I think that's what – Mike did. He's he, he knew that he wanted to transfer straight from the heat. Brock passed him. He's like, he lost his shit. And I think he should have came out, you know, after the fact. You know, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, I did something totally wrong. That was my fault. And uh, 
instead of the, the way he did his interview was kind of weird like oh i'm gonna go talk to him and he never talked to him and then just he just needs to go and be straight up and be like look i messed up that was retarded i should have never did that you know what mm-hmm. uh, that's not gonna happen again you need and you know in all fairness mike hasn't done a whole lot of bad things in a long time right you know mike yeah not the other parts yeah yeah so um I just think if he would have came out and owned it, like that was totally retarded on my end, and not try to skate around it like he did, mm-hmm. I think it would have been totally different. I think I agree with you, and maybe he'll say that later on the night. I, I, I hope there's no excuses. I, but as a racer, uh, he had no hope of making that work, even still. Like, I went back and looked at the, uh, thanks to Swiss Corps uh, on Pulp MX, he broke down the Chad Reed on Stewart Pass in Atlanta, and as well the Villeman and Kevin Windham from Phoenix back in the day. And in, in my memory, those were somewhat like what Mike did to uh, uh, Brock, but they weren't. When I went back and looked at him, those guys had a better chance of making something happen. And I think Mike too, had no chance. I think too, like Brock railed that outside, like he didn't really let off. And I think Mike was trying to maybe like think, oh, he sees me on the inside, he's going to roll down, and Brock just pinned it. And well, he was trying to get away from him. Yeah, he was like, I made the pass. Things are, you know, I need to get go. But go, Mike go. cut that corner so hard that. I'm sure Brock could see him at his peripheral, yeah. and I think Brock didn't really think he was going to do that, something that retarded. So, uh, And, and he, got, uh, he got lucky, Berluti. Brock did. He seriously went flying. Yeah, that was a, he got ejected for sure. Yeah, like he, he could have been hurt. Could have blown his leg apart. Yeah, well, and that's another thing. He just really missed his leg by, I don't know, six inches or something or whatever. You know what I mean? Hundredth of a second. Yeah, yeah. So um, are you okay with that fine, Berluti? As as his mechanic, you know what, Steve? How about uh, what happened to Stewart? How come he crashed in the main event? Let's talk about newsworthy stuff. <laughs> this is just normal stuff that happens over there. So why I don't really you don't want to not uh, really right uh, right seriously talk about you know Roxon you know killing it. I mean I, I I'm just really yeah. it's not really it's 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 not news it's 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 a normal thing with Alessis. that's how I look at it well I don't know if it's totally normal because that I mean he hasn't been fine like that he hasn't ridden dirty like that but weird things happen didn't he get fined from that Washougal thing personally didn't he also get fined or no oh uh, he got his points taken away I think the team got fined did Mike get fined too I I, I yeah we have to look you're better with right, this right, kind of right. stuff than I am the uh, the Washougal thing yeah obviously Jeff the Alessi uh, Jeff Alessi shining the laser. Mike got his points taken away, I know that, and Mike got um, um, on probation for that, I believe, too, but I don't know if he got fined. Yeah. But, um, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, and, and hopefully Mike Genova and Mike Alessi will come on, and hopefully they'll say, you know, hey, like you said, Kiefer, own it. Just right. be like, I screwed up. And, and I agree with Tony like, to a certain extent, too. And uh, Mike has done some stuff in the past. He's been kind of like been good. I mean, you watch Mike ride. He's overly cautious of riders most of the time. Like, he looks back, he sees the guy, he'll let him go. Yeah, he gave Will Hahn about 30 feet in the yeah. main event. And this time, it just lost his shit, like I said. Yeah. So, um, I think he's going to be on his toes again. I think he's going to be... Uh, Do you think the 4,000 in a probation is, is enough or too little or not, you know, not enough? I think that's appropriate, you know? Yeah. Um, he end up... What, who, who's decide what is too much or too less? Like, what is the right, right amount? Well, you never know. I mean, obviously the RCH guys aren't happy, and they're calling oh, for absolutely. more for more uh, money and all this. If you look at it, Mike Alessi with the purse money he won for sixth and the whole shot award, he made about three hundred bucks right. um, total. So he actually ended up still making money on the night, you know. And he and he 
he literally he wrecks some things on your bike that cost money. So sure. you know, so you guys are out some money. The team is out some money. I think I would. Vince Freeze does way more gnarlier things to me than Michael Essie does. Freezy. Well, yeah, and Vince is on probation, right. and he's being watched and all that. So, um, you know, there is that part of the like, – I agree. But um, going on to um, – what do you think Michael Essie is going to say? Well, I think he's going to own up to it. He has no choice. I mean, even he kind of said it in an interview on TV. He's like, look, I, it was my fault. Even in a weird way. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't rewind it. i got to listen to it again. But in a weird way, he said, it, it, it's my fault. I'm going to go apologize. But in that Alessi tone where you don't know what he's coming from, it's like a <laughs> foggy kind of talk. So it's like uh-huh. it doesn't sound sincere. That's where I want to see it. I want to see sincerity and be like, look, that was totally stupid. I messed up. You're not going to see that by me again. That was my bad. Right, and, right. and that's it. And then be done with it. And I think because it's Alessi, it's amplified ten times. If it was – you know, Andrew yeah. Short or whatever, yeah. it wouldn't be this blown up. Well, well yeah. maybe it was Andrew if it's Brock because those two get together an awful lot too. Yeah, if, it's, if it's any other rider than Mike Alessi and for all the things that's gone on – oh, by the way, uh, Alessi was uh, uh, fined $5,000 for that Washougal thing, but it was suspended. If you got in trouble again, it, he would be – Right. You know, but, oh, okay. So he Where'd was, you find that? I got a text. Oh, great. So uh, he was fined $5,000 except it was suspended. Hey – Pending staying out of trouble. So maybe this will be suspended too, huh? No, this is not suspended. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, no, he's he, he's definitely uh, been fined and been on probation. Is the probation for the rest of the Supercross, Supercross series. Okay, got it. But look, if you're – and we'll ask Mike Genova this when he comes on. If you're Mike Genova, your team – now, I don't believe Mike Genova, Tony Alessi, or Mike Alessi had anything to do with the laser thing. I don't believe that for right, a second. I agree. But however, facts are facts. If you're Mike Genova, you now have a rider who has been fined $4,000 and – Put on probation for Supercross. You now have a rider who has been fined fi- a suspended five thousand dollar fine. Your team manager was suspended from the outdoors. You, you're, it's pending for the outdoors uh, as far as them coming back. There's rumors of them going to Canada, which we'll ask Genova about. All since Genova teamed up with Tony and Mike Alessi. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. If you're Mike Genova, before they got the Alessis, they had Ryan Sipes, Kyle Chisholm, uh, Villeman was over there. Uh, team was killing it. Uh, Jake Canada was on there on a 450, putting in good spots. You have to – eventually all these incidents, like I know there's a sense that if it, if it was somebody else in Michael Essie that maybe there isn't the social media uproar, but I still believe there's a fine. I still believe there's action taken. Hmm. But you got to wonder, Balut, if you're Genova. These things are following you. Yeah, yeah. You would, you would think he would wonder about that for sure. Right. You it, don't want to talk about it, Balut. You're mad. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'm not mad it. at all. Right. Seriously, is he deserving of we, we even talking about it? Well, I think it's a big incident. It's I a know. big thing. It's, it's good it's for a, your it's show, a, it's but a big guess thing what? In, in to the, me, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's racing. It's done. Yeah. I talked to Brock after the race. Uh, I said, did Mike say anything to you? And Brock told me, I don't want to hear from him. I don't even care. I don't even wa- want to talk to him. But I guess, Tony, I don't know if you were if you saw this, but Mike tried to talk to B- Brock on the line. I didn't see that. Uh, oh. What, before the main or something? For the semi. And oh, I guess I Mark Johnson, your team manager, was basically telling Mike, don't do it. Like, I, we don't want to hear from you right now. Don't upset my guy. Uh, I, didn't you know. even, I didn't even see you that. You didn't even notice that? No, okay, yeah. man. When he said that on TV, he's like, I'm going to go talk to him right now. Then I saw Berlute, you know, and behind him, you know, did helping he, Tickle. Did, I thought he was going to come up and tap Tickle on the shoulder. I was like, oh, my God, do not do that. <laughs> do not go over there on the starting line right now and talk to them. It's going to explode. <laughs> do anything you want. But, yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I personally think Brock's maturity was unbelievable. 
You know, even yeah. through the whole thing, he never. Well, he's a he's a really nice guy. The nah, bottom line, he yeah. is. Yeah. He's he's definitely. A good dude. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of guys that would be definitely. Yeah, gone nuts. Don't right. you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, so you didn't notice that Mike trying no, to go I over didn't. and make peace with him, which I no. agree with you, Kiefer. Do it after the race. Do it later. Don't you know while you're on the line? No, no, yeah. no. You he know bolted what I mean? from that interview. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> we he didn't do, do that though. We, thank God. We don't need this <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm going to ask, and I like Mike Alessi. I do as a kid. I think the guy's a wor- hard worker. He's fast. He's a good rider. It's unfortunate. He got a season best sixth place whole shot at the main event. No one's talking about that. Yeah. That's what's sad. That's what's brutal. Well. And uh, the Moto Concepts team should be high-fiving each other and talking about that. And instead, we're talking about that move that potentially could have really hurt Brock Tickle. Yeah. That was – I thought Very for potentially. sure. potentially. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I mean we'll ask Mike himself for the motivation of it. I I just I I, tr- I struggle. Like I said, I thought the Reed Stewart thing was close or or something like that. Let's say, and I thought the Villeman Wyndham thing was something like that. They're not even the same universe. They're not even universe. They're not even the same. You know, <laughs> you, they're different. Those both were much different. It's gonna get you. Chad had a sense to get him. Had a shot. You know, it was a little dirty, and Wyndham had a shot at getting Villeman. But I mean, Mike. I mean, did you have rubber marks on your bike? Uh, come over and see my swing arm next week. Okay, so they were in the swing arm directly. Yes. Like, there's no doubt it was. Come you know. look at my swing arm, Steve. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, hey, uh, what was the deal about that? I heard you and Ferry, you guys analyzed it, and uh, basically his foot came off the peg or something. Well, like okay, that. yeah, yeah. No. Fill me in no. on that, oh, Steve. Yeah, no, okay. What? What? Uh, <laughs> I obviously at the race, I saw it live, and like, I tw- what just happened? What did he do? It was so bizarre, from, even from the press box. So we're talking about it, and I don't have any view of the replay. I don't have anything. I think I right. saw it once on the Jumbotron, and the other times I missed it or whatever, and it didn't look, look really amazing, and I was getting blown up by it. And I'm just like, what? Did he miss his break? Please tell me that something weird happened, like his chain fell off, or you know what I mean? Like to explain that move. So then Ferry, <laughs> so then Ferry tweets, I watched the replay a bunch. And it, Mike's foot came off the brake. And I write, oh, okay. Like, because it was so out of the or so out of this world that I'm like, okay, please have a logical explanation for this. And my, by, my guy, Tim Ferry, I don't know what he was thinking because I didn't see that in the replay. You know, yesterday I went home and, and watched the replay many times. And I don't see what Timmy's seeing. He saw, God bless Tim Ferry. What he's seeing is the corner's right-hand corner. So, of course, his foot's going to come off the brake because he's turning right. Yeah. So that's what he's trying to do. His foot's coming off because instinctively that's what your body's going to do. But yet his foot came off, but the bike went straight. So yeah. his brain was telling him one thing. His throttle hand was saying, oh, no, no, no. There's yeah. a good chance to tap him, blow him out, and I want to get the thing. Well, it wasn't a tap. It was a blowout all the way around. It was a terrible attempt at a blowout. So, yeah, I agree. On Twitter, I said to Ferry, that must be it, thinking that my buddy had seen the replay a bunch because there was no logical explanation for what <laughs> happened. But, uh, uh, yeah, so then uh, there was a thread on Vital MX about it, about Timmy and I agreeing with that. And I went in there and went, okay, no, no, I'm no longer oh, okay. on Tim Ferry's side. I was I, wondering if you uh, – Changed your view yeah no 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 Lo- <laughs> I haven't really had a chance to see it that much to be honest. Do you want to see honest. it? Uh, Will you just get angry? Uh, no, I've seen a, I've okay. seen a couple, but I haven't seen it on TV. Does right. it get in more in depth on TV? There's a few different angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few different angles. So, 
Uh, I don't know what Timmy was seeing either, to be honest, right there. Um, you know, and, you know, Mike has never been – like you don't – like you said, Kiefer, you don't see – I can't remember seeing a Michael Alessi block pass in Supercross by somebody slower. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. He's not that good at passing. He doesn't have to do it a whole lot in his career. No, and then um, – he- So, like, was this his attempt to be like, hey, I'm going to try to really be aggressive – because no, it was wrong. He knew. Here's what I think, and and I'm sure he's going to tell us whatever he he knows. He only knows the answer, and we're all speculating. But he knew Brock he's was faster. Spin it. Right. Do you, do you really think he's going to give you the uh, real of it? Well, I hope so. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's what I think. You know, he knew Brock was faster. Brock was going around the outside. He knew this. I'm in fourth. I can transfer straight from the heat. And I think it happened so fast as a racer. I'm just going to tap him. I'm coming on the inside because he cut that corner hard. I'm going to go bump him, and then he let her loose. Just grabbed a handful and T-bone, big T-bone sandwich in that corner. And then I just, like I said, I think he made a mistake. His judgment was wrong. Of course, it's a lessee, so the judgment equals, oh, my God, it's a lessee. This is a big scandal. He had this planned, this whole no, deal. No. I mean, I hear that, too, and it's like it's not like that. He made a mistake. That was Mike's mistake. That's it. That's as far as it went. It's a yeah. stupid mistake. No. I got two questions to you, Steve. Yes. Um, does he make that move if it's another rider? One. And two, was it because of the transfer spot? I think it doesn't matter what rider that is. Unless, you, did you know of a lessee tickle beef? That I, no, no, not okay, at yeah, all. No, not at all. But that, no, there's a pecking order. And oh, I see. There's okay. jealousy. There's you know he's on a Suzuki. There's there's a lot of things that could come into play okay. on that. You know? Um, I think the transfer spot had something totally to do with it. Absolutely, he, uh, he knew. Yeah, he knew. I think Berluta right though. What he said was pecking order. And as a rider, you know, and all these guys can test. Listen to this. You go to a race. You look at the sign up sheet. Oh, you're already ranking yourself when you go up there. I'm fourth today because so and so and so and so is here. Absolutely, you know. So yep. he puts himself on a level of tickle. Tickle can't pass me. I can beat him. So I'm going to t-bone the shit out of him, and then I'm going to go to transfer position. Transfer position. So I think that has something to do with. That's a good aspect. He knows. Oh, it's Brock. I'm, I can do this. If it was Chad or someone like that, that's there's no I'm, way it would have happened. Yeah. For starters. He totally, totally, totally cut the corner. I mean, he, he, he wouldn't have made the whoops. He had no – I mean, it was, a, it was a complete – I mean, I don't care how you want to slice it. He wouldn't have even been able to make the corner. I mean, you know, he, he came that close to the hay bale. I mean, the, the momentum, everybody's no, going outside yeah, it, to attack the whoops. It, you know? it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot like I've seen, we've seen a few incidents – there was no chance to make the turn no. from where he was coming in. So, no. And there was three or four yeah. ruts in that corner too. So he went straight up. Straight yeah. up. Uh, look, the, the, the biggest thing is the potential. And I don't know. I don't want to be one of those guys, oh, the potential. Like, because bottom line, nothing happened. Brock rode a great race, got in the main event. Uh, Berluti got top tech award for changing some parts on his bike. And 500. Mike, and Mike, yeah, I'll Mike, take it. It took me a long time to get my money, by the way. You might want to. Yeah. Be aware of that. Don't okay. don't go spend that five hundred no, no, bucks okay. per loot. Right. Um, uh, but uh, uh, I don't want to be one of those guys overreacting. But let's overreact for a second. Tickle could have been seriously hurt. Yeah, the knee, the the knee leg, part. all that. Right. That's scary. Yeah. Because uh, that was like you said, milliseconds away from doing that. That's scary to me because. Uh, he's your number one rider on your team. No offense to Josh Hill. He's the guy that's making the most money. Your program, Soaring Eagle, RCH team. 
that's your guy. Absolutely. So that to me is the scariest part. Um, so I, I, I don't. It didn't happen, and I don't want to overreact. But yeah, you know there is that. There is that. Uh, but what about earlier too? The, the Cooper Webb Malcolm Stewart incident when Cooper just came straight across and T-boned the crap out of Malcolm earlier in the year too. I didn't think that was as much of a T-bone. Uh, it, as, probably, it wasn't. You're right. What, it wasn't. But right. it was damn close. He pinned it straight across, and it I was gnarly. So right. and nothing happened to that. So are you trying to say that this? I think also <laughs> t- it was gnarly. Period. Wrong. He got his fine. That's that was yeah. legit. Maybe more should have been, but also too the announcers kind of blew it up too, and Ricky couldn't even talk. Jeff was trying to talk. Ricky's like, <laughs> I ain't saying. You yeah. can tell like I ain't saying right. shit right now because I'm gonna go crazy on the mic. So <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it, you know, Ricky is part owner of that team. You know, on the other hand, you have to broadcast objectively. Right. Uh, that's pretty hard to do in that sense. So. I don't know what I, I would have done. I think he's done a good job doing it personally. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't look, very seldom see him blowing us up or nothing. He doesn't even talk about it. As a matter of much. fact, yeah, Daytona last year, he actually said Brock's going to fall over if he goes any slower. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, he's been opposite. on, yeah. he's been on the other side. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. Like there, but it, it's it's got to be tough to be sitting there and watching this uh, investment, this uh, million dollar investment, literally with salary, especially and when your riders and riding Absolutely. so good too. This, you know? this million dollar, investment. he's having the best best night of his. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. But um, Mike, generally speaking, is, is a good kid, a good guy. He works very hard. He's very uh, thorough at his craft. And it's unfortunate that it has to happen. It, you know, I think if it's any other rider, um, he gets fined and people come down on him. But have you, did you guys see his mentions? I mean, not, you didn't, oh, brother. Man. You're not on Twitter guy. But, brutal. I mean, there was people wishing that Mike would die and, yeah, and be so... in a wheelchair and stuff. That's just pathetic. I mean, that's brutal. I didn't like your boss, Kerry Hart, who's a buddy of mine, and I respect him a ton. I didn't like that tweet. Uh, that's like Richard Childress. You know, well, Kerry, what is that? I don't Kerry, get, feel me in. Yeah, you're not a Twitter guy. Kerry okay. said, hey, uh, Mike and you're, Alessi you're, and Tony, you're lucky I'm not at the race. Otherwise, I'd be smashing you. Uh. And, like, you don't see Richard Childress, team owner, or, you know, Chip Ganassi come on and do that. I didn't like that. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, it, like, it was a bad move, but at some sense – you start swinging the pendulum a little too far for what it was. And we're going to have Denny Stevenson on later to talk about arena cross. And, you know, that kind of stuff, according to Denny on Instagram, happened a lot back in the day. Oh, the 90s. So Mike can't get a break that way. So I'm I'm agreeing that it's a bad move. But if the name isn't Alessi, there's not this. There's a fine and all that, but there probably isn't this. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about it for twenty minutes. That's for outrage. Sure. Right. Um, well, I, I, that blows my mind that uh, that he tweeted that going back to Kerry because he, I, I, he yeah, doesn't. No, he's not that kind of person typically. No, I agree, and I like Kerry, and I got a lot of a lot of time for him, a lot of respect for him. I didn't yeah. like that because that's piling on now, you know, um, and all that. So, uh, hey, let's welcome to the show, courtesy of uh, Fly Racing. He's out there hawking Fly Racing uh, gear as we speak. Wesson Pike, Matt Gerke, Adam Entenap, and uh, perhaps Andrew Short and Trey Kennard. These guys. Uh, all wear fly racing, and uh, let's welcome to the show our very own Jason Thomas. What's up, man? JT. JT. Hello? Hey. Oh. JT, what's up? You, you want to put me on or no? Well, I thought you were on six. <laughs> I thought you were on six. Guess who's oh, okay. on six. Uh, okay. What's going on, Doug? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Did I miss anything this weekend? No, no, not much. I was a VIP. I was a BTO Sports VIP. Yeah, pretty quiet. Uh, yeah, very uneventful, I'd say. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> uh, Who's guest tonight? Ah, a couple guys you may have heard of. Mike Genova, Michael Lessie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, oh, cool. so yeah great race it. this weekend. Six place. <laughs> You're so shot. full of it. <laughs> yeah, good, good deal. Chris Kiefer and Berluti are in studio. Uh, how's everything at the Fly Racing beat, JT? Uh, all good. I'm in Kentucky this week, so um, just, yeah, doing my thing. Uh, speaking of um, um, Fly Racing, Jimmy Albertson wears Fly Racing, and his sponsor is uh, Tech One Designs, and they make uh, pitch shirts and things like that, hats, uh, things like that, for the Crosslands Racing team as well as uh, graphics. And they've teamed up with 810 Solutions to kick off the East Coast, 50% off Rhino Power or BRAP Energy products for, your, for our listeners, and uh, 50, 50 bucks off a custom graphic kit from Tech One. If you spend 100 bucks at 810 Solutions, email Jeff at 810, the number 810solutions.com, and uh, get yourself... Uh, some savings there on uh, Rhino Power, Brop Bars, or anything, or a graphic kit from Tech One. So thanks to those guys for coming on. JT, look, we've dis- dissected this a bunch of things, a bunch of ways, but the $4,000 fine and the probation on the Supercross, is that enough? Is that not enough? What do you think? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to be, you know, the judge of this deal. Uh, no one asked. Just give us your opinion. No one asked you to be the judge. No, I, I just don't know what's fair, I, you know. What do we say? You know, it's kind of like we talked about on the recap. Is what do we do? Just fine them fifty grand when the highest that's ever been fined is like five thousand. You know, right. I don't know that we can do that. So you have to go on what the precedent is before. You know, what the biggest fine is, and then base it off of that. I just don't think you can throw huge random numbers out there when you don't have anything like that to to base it off of. What, as a pro- former pro racer and two-time German Supercross champion, what was Mike trying to do with that move? Uh, knock Brock Tickle down. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was no chance of making that stick. We've all agreed on that. Uh, the only thing you made stick was Brock right into a berm. Right, right. Yeah. Um, do you know exactly what Tim Ferry was thinking when he... I still am not sure, and I don't want to text him because I don't even know what to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Who are you and what did you do with Tim Ferry? Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, let's get, uh, let's get Mike Genova and Mike Alessi to come on the show here. Um, they're going to join us uh, and talk a little more about this. So it should be uh, interesting to see. Um, but one good thing, JT, for it, Berluk got top tech award. He did. I saw that. I mean, if, I, and I thought he might. I, I didn't even know if he would want to take it at that point. He was probably so mad Berlute, so about that takeout. You're a very passionate mechanic, Berlute. I like it. Well, thank you. You are with any of your guys, no matter who they are. Yeah. Um, even uh, even Prashan. Yeah. Who you didn't absolutely. like, really? You still still at his back. Last so, time I saw Berluti that mad, I was ramming Matt Bonney with <laughs> Berluti on the back of the motorcycle as hard as I could. I wasn't. I, there's no way I would have been on Bonnie's bike, the back of Bonnie's bike. Uh. You, oh, you were riding blows. behind us, maybe. With blows. Or you were riding behind him while I was smashing him like yeah. Mad Max. Yeah, well, we definitely, you were doing that, and it happened time and time again that year, so I had to be protective of my team, so I was probably yeah. barking at you, I'm sure. Um, did Mike say Yeah, anything? I'd had enough at that point. Did Mike, <laughs> did Mike say anything back to you, Tony, when you were uh, expressing your displeasure with him? Yes, he did. Did he did. say sorry? Did he? He said. He wouldn't have said sorry because he's he not Canadian, but he might have said sorry. My clutch was jacked up. Oh, boy. He didn't say it exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, a lot was going on, but he said something about his clutch. My clutch, something about his clutch. Hmm. That's all I could say. That, is, <laughs> that was it. Right. <laughs> that is and you're, you as a fellow mechanic, let me see that clutch. <laughs> well, I would probably put a lot of money on it if somebody would have been, you know, like a fly on the wall and went over in his pit area and uh, – Saw, I bet you that cover would have never came off. They would have done nothing with the clutch is what I'm guessing. 
wonder if he blamed it on Dave Die. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave's fault. Dave's fault. Yeah, that's weird. He didn't say anything about that in the interview either. He didn't say anything about no clutch. So that's other than dumping it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, definitely. Uh... So, uh, how about that Canadian hockey <laughs> in those uh, Olympics? Oh, beautiful that Canada just came up on top. Be- yeah. Beat both of you guys. I love it. That's uh, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, eat it. Uh, and There's the wimp- always the next, next, uh, next time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, but, uh, again, JT, uh, this, this overlooks a great race for Mike. Best of the year, whole shot, led, led some laps. On a night that Martin Davalos won. I had awesome. I thought that perhaps the universes were going to, you know, somehow work in a weird way and get Davalos and Alessi as main event winners. Well, I heard rumors about Davalos about jumping on a red flag or jumping on cross flag or yeah, something. Yeah, I did kind of see that. Whatever yeah. happened on that no, deal? Nothing, it wasn't a red cross though. Yeah, it was. It was a flashing yellow. Uh, flashing and, yellow, and that's fine. I guess that you can do that all day long. Oh, okay. Is yep. that right, JT? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. As long as it's not the, uh, you know, the, the fl- on the triple, the main triple, yep. and there's no red cross that flags out. So unless uh, Cine Cirillo singled him, not knowing the rule, cost him a lot of seconds. Uh, but Martin doubled, so he was fine. But with Martin winning, I was like, hey, this could be a night for all nights. So JT again, it, oversh- it, it, it overshadows Mike Alessi's uh, uh, strong ride. Yeah, he wrote he wrote awesome in the main event. Honestly, you know. Until the first five or six laps was maybe the best I've ever seen him ride Supercross, and then it kind of unraveled for him a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I'm interested to see what Mike's going to say about it because even though all this craziness, I think I do like Mike as a person. I just don't understand these decisions that he makes. I really don't get it. So I'm going to be interested to see what he has to say about it. Um, you know, I'd like to hear what Mike Genova and Tony and all of them have to say about it, but mm-hmm. I have my own opinion, and I really don't think that anything he's going to say is going to sway my opinion on what happened, but right. still interested to hear it. All right, well, let's, let's get to that. Uh, brought to you uh, by Atlas Braces. Trade-up program ends March 1st, so you got another, another uh, four days in this thing, folks. Uh, 40% off a discount of a brand-new Atlas neck brace. Uh, if you give them your old neck brace, any brand, any model, atlasbrace.com, it'll give you 40% off, and... Uh, Get, get on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Atlas Brace, and they're going to be giving away uh, braces all the time on there for, uh, for, for the kids, for the adults. And uh, Villapoto and Weimer wear uh, Atlas Brace, so you should too. All right, let's get to the guy that's caused us uh, much discussion tonight, uh, Moto Concepts rider, number 800 with the whole shot, finishes sixth place. Uh, Michael Lessie, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, good, 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 to, uh, good to have you on. Thank you for coming on. Uh, Tony Berluti and Chris Kiefer uh, in studio with us so um and uh, also too uh on the show uh owner of team moto concepts uh welcome to the show mike genova thanks for coming on <laughs> thanks yeah thank you for having us yeah no thank thanks very much we spoke uh, earlier today mike about you guys coming on and uh i know uh there's been a few issues between myself and your team and it's unfortunate but uh i know you want to get the word out and pulp mech show is a good way to do that and i knew that Tony Baluti was always scheduled to be in here, and Kiefer was too, and I knew we'd be talking about this, and it's not fair to have this discussion without hearing from the principals involved when something like this happens. So, uh, Michael Lessie, uh, congratulations, by the way, on the whole shot and the season-best sixth place. Unfortunate it had to be overshadowed a bit, but what was going on there? What, what was going through your mind? We'll talk about the incident with Brock Tickle, and uh, where do we go from here? 
Well, I mean, first off, you know, it's it's a it's a tough situation. You know what happened? It's very unfortunate that stuff like this has to happen. Um, but it did. It it did happen. You know, and um, unfortunately, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. It's just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I came in hot, and you know, everybody wants to hear me admit it that that I T-boned him, and yes, I guess I did, I, I did T-bone him, yes. Was it intentional? No, it was not intentional, 100%. I would never, ever, ever, ever want to hurt another rider, and I respect all the riders on the track, and that would be the last thing that I would want to do is hurt a, a fellow rider. So, um, yes, did I T-bone him? Yes. But I did not do it with intention of hurting him or trying to take him out. So, what uh, what what happened then? Do you did you? I mean, you look like you were trying to come in inside of him, like he got you with the pass, and you look like you were basically drag racing down a straightaway. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we were, we were, yeah. He made a clean pass after the whoops in the corner, and he came down lower, and he he made a clean pass. It was uh, he was riding good too, by the way. I should mention that he was riding good. Um, and just coming into that the next turn, uh, coming in really fast, trying to come into the inside, and. Once I came into that corner and I realized that the, the way the angle was for that corner setting up into the next whoop section, and I had realized, dude, I'm screwed. Like, my angle was way <laughs> right. too sharp, mm-hmm. and I knew we were going to make contact, and you can even see it on video. At the point of the contact, I tried to turn into to Brock so the contact wasn't as bad, but it was just the way that turn was that I was I came in way too fast, and I kind of clipped that tough block, which is no excuse. Mm-hmm. But at the point of that, that I came into that corner, I realized that my corner, the angle I was coming in, and I was, I was screwed. It was, there was no way I was going to be able to turn it. And when I came to contact with Brock, I even tried to turn into him so it wasn't as bad. But it just, it just, it's unfortunate for both of us because we were both riding really good. And uh, something like this that had to go down is just it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um. But it did look like you accelerated. Like I got well, it. when I came into the corner, I revved the engine to to try and scare him. You know, mm-hmm. just like any other rider would. Villapoto does it all the time. All all the top riders try to do. They they rev the engine, pull the clutch in, and rev the engine. And that's what I did when I was coming in. But once I got to the corner and I was revving it, I was already at that point in the corner that it was that I was coming in too sharp, that I was screwed, and there was no way that I was going to be able to make the the, the proper turn. And it was stupid on my part. It was right. it was stupid for sure. So, uh, Mike Genova, uh, four thousand dollar fine for for Michael Essi on your team, probation for Supercross. What do you think? Are you okay with this? Do you think it's a little much? What What's your opinion on this? Well, the, the challenge with it all is is that you know it's it's subjective, and you know there's people that are going to believe Mike's story or our story, and there's people that aren't going to, and, and that's just the way it is. But you know, again, I, I support Mike that he isn't that kind of guy, isn't that kind of racer, and that was our appeal, if you will, to to AMA was, you know, it, it's just an opinion. It was, it was basically, you know, John's opinion that 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 it wasn't. In fact, John even said we don't believe that it was intentional, but we have to pass down some kind of penalty, even if it was intentional or not intentional. It's like. Well, where does that start and end with all the racers week in and week out? And so, 
you know, it's, it's, I'm okay that if they have to pass down penalties to guys making dumb mistakes, um, I'm okay with that. Obviously, it keeps guys clean, but, you know, like I said, where does it start and where does it end? There are a lot of things going on every weekend on those tracks that people that are in the know see and people that aren't in the know don't see. And, and, and you know, it's, it's not an easy job for those guys. And I know they try and they're good guys and everything else, but, you know, it's, it seems like, you know, we have a target on our back and, and, you know, a lot of people think we earned that, and that's their, that, everybody's entitled to their position and their opinion, but, you know, it, it does seem like some of the stuff is overstated when it's all, when it's us, but maybe that's our opinion, and, you know, so, um, a little harsh. It's not really the 4,000 that, that really hurts, you know, Mike, you know, it's, it's really that it just gives us another black eye when there was no intent, and, you know, I don't really, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with the process, and that is judge, jury, and executioner all in 30 minutes without really hearing any side of the story from us, from the writer. Uh, you know, it's just pa- passed down that that's their decision, and that's the way it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right due process, in my opinion. I don't know if other, will, other sports do it. Will, uh, well, there is an appeal process. Will you be appealing? Do you know? Well, you have 30 minutes to, you know, just uh, so the appeal process, so you know, we called him, I talked with John, um, and, um, you know, the AMA guys, and, and talked to him for at least a half hour, 45 minutes that night of saying, is there a way that we can slow this process down and see if we can come to a resolution? And the, uh, what I was informed, I guess I should know this, but the appeal process works like this. It's a 30-minute window to appeal, of course, of which they told us that we were past. And when I and I said, "Well, when did the wind the clock start?" and they were not sure. So then they said, "All right, well then we'll let you appeal." So mm-hmm. kind of kind of makes a, my my point that it isn't a real process. Um, and it's an eight hundred dollar uh, fee to appeal. Um, and you know, I, I just think that basically twenty five percent of the fine to just say we might not agree with it is, is just adding insult to injury. It was very, looked from our point, like they were very committed to say that this was intentional or unintentional. It happened, and you're going you're gonna to pay for it. So what, at, what, at that point, what do we get to say or do? Nothing. Um, so we just looked Michael Essie, did you try to talk to Brock? I know you said on TV you were going to. I, I found out that uh, the AMA and, and Mark Johnson from RCH was sort of, uh, telling you not to do that, but did you attempt to talk to Brock? Are you going to reach out to Brock, or have you already, or or any of that to uh, you know to try to say, hey, uh, sorry. Uh, the AMA they specifically said to uh, uh, let them cool down, and uh, that's about it. Okay. Um, yeah. The the what about you, Mike? The, were you accepting of this fine, or you, do you feel like it was too harsh because of who you are and, and what team you ride for, or is this okay in your eyes? Um, you know, I, I, I did the, did the crime, so I got to pay the fine. I mean, that's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it overshadows your great ride. Whole shot, led some it laps does. and it, six you know, But be, Besides myself and my, I mean, not just myself, but we as a team, Moto Concept, Smart Top Racing, we had a great ride. We led six laps, more laps than we led all of last year. And I feel like a lot of this is being overshadowed for guys that, that should be getting more recognition uh, that had good finishes 
and even like a guy like Roxon winning, you know, another race, like in his rookie season, like that's where some of the focus should be, or even Davalos winning his first main event. Like there should be more attention to those guys than what has happened. It's, it's not fair to those guys and, and their ability and what they did for winning. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to say congratulations to Davalos and to Ken Roxon for winning and, that's a, that's a big step for, uh, for, for Martin, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see it and glad for him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, after nine years and, and some, you know, Martin, is great to see him win. Um, Mike Genova, uh, do you feel a little – we had the Lasergate thing last, last year, and again, I don't believe yourself or Tony or Mike had anything to do with that. But now, now you have a rider that's been fined in both series. Um, I believe the ban for the outdoors is still in place pending a review or pending – talking and now in supercross you know you've been uh, uh fined and um put on put on probation for something that you said maybe has a little to do with who the rider is and who the team is do you feel a little bit behind the eight ball here from the sanctioning bodies of mx sports and feld or i mean are you, are you frustrated with this or or do you do you understand where they're coming from well, first of all, let's make sure everybody understands that Feld is trying to really separate themselves from the AMA's decision to do this. I've had a lengthy conversation with the Feld guys, and, you know, they're not necessarily in agreement or with everything um, in multiple ways. And But, you know, they, they've hired AMA to police it, and, and so they have to do that. So... Um, you know, uh, let me clarify that we're not on any kind of probation uh, with, uh, you know, the outdoor series. Uh, we paid the, the fine, and uh, there is no um, probation. We're, we're clear to run and, and race uh, as a team or even as a rider with Mike. So um, in terms of do I feel like, wow, it's like we can't catch a break, Um yeah, I do. Again, do we did we earn some of it? Yeah, but you know, we just always wonder if 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 the way things go, if it would go that way. Just you know, the Alessi name, people. You know, just <laughs> you know, we all know that that just causes people's blood sometimes to to raise blood pressure to raise um, when when it's deserved or not deserved, and so. Um, I think that that's something that we have to work on to watch our P's and Q's, but I think it's equally as important for the outsiders to watch their P's and Q's on how they view us, treat us, and talk about us. And and what do I mean by that? I mean, I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about media. I'm talking about AMA. And and, and the, the respect that we deserve as a company or People, human beings, uh, athletes, uh, team managers, you know, we make mistakes, but so does every team and writer in this, in the paddock. And so if, if we have to be perfect, then so does everybody else. Or everybody else isn't perfect, then we get the right to not be perfect either. That's all I'm trying to say. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, you know, I mean, some of the ways that, um, the other team has handled this, I don't, I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's respectful. I don't think that in any shape or form we would get away with that uh, amongst the industry or the AMA. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very saddened and um, disheartened and quite, quite honestly unimpressed that Kerry Hart went public and said that he would like to do physical harm to my rider and or his dad or whatever. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. That's acceptable in people's eyes. 
you know, I, I'm 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 saddened that the the, the sport and its fan base uh, really think that it's cool. I mean, Mike and Tony Alessi literally at this point have somewhere over a over fifty death threats on their lives because of this. Mm-hmm. People reaching out saying they want to. I mean, we do harm. I mean, at what point do we have to say, my goodness, what do we do? Get bodyguards and call in security to walk us to the track? Mm-hmm. That's not cool. Right. Yeah, and, I agree. I, I get social media. I got a little bit of backlash myself, you know, on that from uh, a tweet about Chris Blose that I really didn't mean to put up Blose's name in there, but I used him as an example, and I got some of it too. I understand it. Social media sucks that way. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, Alessi, uh, yeah, don't check your mentions. I don't know if you have. Don't check them. Uh, stay stay away from Twitter. Um, hey, but uh, um, so Mike Genova, uh, again, you and I though, you're talking about treatment of uh, the media and the fans and things like that. But I mean, you've blackballed myself from talking to anybody on your team: Kyle Cunningham, Dave Die, Mike. Uh, I don't want to talk to Tony, but I, I imagine I'm banned um, because of, of a few things with having Jake Canada on the show after you let him go and things that you felt that, you know, for reporting on what happened in a Washougal. So kind of the, the, you know, you're not helping yourself with that kind of, with that kind of move either. You know, I mean, you know, you, sometimes you just got to man up and earn and take this stuff and, you know, not lash out at media stuff. So, I mean, I know I'm having you on tonight and we had a good conversation this afternoon and everything, but it's a little bit of that going on too, where you bring it on yourself with those kind of moves. Well, I, you can view it that way if you want. I, I understand, but that's not really the way we view it. The way we view it is, is that, and, and, and again, no, 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 no harm intended here, but the way we view it is, is that when it comes to certain media or people, we were lumping you in there, and maybe we should have, maybe we shouldn't have, but when it comes to certain people, you know, we can't do no right. And, and everything is spun or twisted, at least in our perspective, is that we, we just don't get any benefit of the doubt. And so when things are said that we feel are detrimental to our character or to our team or our image, it, it becomes a business decision, Steve, not, nothing more. Um, I don't carry grudges. I don't hate people. I don't, you know, so it became a dis- business decision that says, if we're talking to Steve Mathis or being on the Pulp MX show or whatever, is it helping us or hurting us? And at that point in time, right or wrong, it was our decision that said every time that we, we got around you or quoted by you or whatever, uh, that it was it, w- it was damaging our image, and again, we were probably doing a good enough job on our own to do that. We didn't need your help, but what we do ask for is a little bit of help if we can get it in other ways, in other areas. And so, what does that mean? It means like, hey, when we try to do good things for the industry, like hire the scholarship kid and all that kind of stuff, we're asking people to recognize we, we, we fail, we make mistakes, we're, we we do things wrong sometimes. But we're good guys here, and the Alessis aren't villains, and Michael Alessi doesn't torpedo his bike and other riders so he can, you know, go to the the main. I mean, what what, what reason would Mike want to pick to jeopardize Brock's safety and well-being? I mean, or Mike. I mean, Mike's smart enough to know anything because he could have torn his ACL or whatever doing that, and I just he had no gain for it. So we're just not 
villains here. We're trying to be good guys and help the industry. I'm trying to create a good race team. Um, uh, people say I should hire a different and better rider. Michael, it's just like I had a conversation with a guy. He said, well, you need to hire somebody that's better. Michael, I said, I'm like, who? He's like, you should hire Ken Roxon or Ryan Villapoldo. I'm like, are you kidding me? First of all, they wouldn't talk to us if we, even if we did have $30 million to offer them. And, you know, so it's just the craziest. Here I got one of the best riding. The guy led for six laps and got fifth or sixth or whatever it was. And last two years ago, finished second in the Nationals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make it sound like I've got hamburger. I got one of the top-tier riders in the business. Right. And so, whatever. Uh, um, so, Chris, Chris Kiefer, you got a, you got a question? Yeah, uh, it's Kiefer. Uh, hey, uh, I've, I've been always a big advocate of Mike and... You know, I know we've kind of grew up together in the same neighborhood, and and I work for Dirt Rider magazine, and I've always been pro Alessi, and I helped Mike get on the cover of a, you know the magazine, and and I see how hard Mike works, and you know when he was he won the heat race in Anaheim, I had his back, and I understand the emotion that and what it takes to do this at this level, even if it's a heat race win or a main event or semi or whatever. Um, but in this case, it's a little different, so I want to ask. You, Mike, do you think if this was anyone else besides you that this happened to you, do you think we'd be talking about this? Um, yeah, that's a hard question to ask. You know, it's, it's tough it's tough to answer that because, you know, with any rider, it could be a different, different outcome, a different story. Um, but I, I do feel, you know, when you do something wrong, you, you have to be punished. And in this situation, the AMA has... Uh, taken full uh, steps in, in the, the fine, and, uh, you know, we're going to pay it, and we're going to be on the gate next week on our Smart Top Motor Constance bike and ready for Indianapolis and trying to race to do the best that we can. Are you worried, Mike, about Brock trying to uh, get you back, or is this going to affect no. you around the track and, and on, the, you know, racing like that? No. No. I just Chris, I, I ask you that I, same I, question that you asked Mike. If it was anybody else, do you think we'd be doing all this? Um, honestly, I would say no. Um, I just think the, you know, the Leslie rap sheet has been going on for quite some time. Whether it's not Mike or Jeff or Tony or whatever, you know. And, and like I said earlier in the show, I don't know if you're listening. You know, I've watched Mike ride Supercross, and I personally think he wasn't um, aggressive enough. Sometimes I was like, man, I know Mike could ride better, and he could get a little bit more aggressive, but I, sometimes I think he is worried that this kind of, you know, granted this this would happen, he T-boned Brock, but I think sometimes that, you know, if he does a little rub in his race, and he is going to get some backlash, and that's my feeling, just because, you know, what's happened several years ago, and and I just think sometimes he does get a bad rap, you know, I think in this in this instance, you know, shit happens, and and it was, you know, Mike's fault, but, you know, life goes on, but... Sometimes I think it gets a uh, little overblown just because it is a lessy-ish. Well, I mean, well, that, you that know, is actually our point. Yeah. Mike Genova, do you do you have any? Um, are you have any? I don't want to say second thoughts, but uh, you know, Tony Lessy's running your program with Mike, and and as this, there's controversies here and there, and as this giving you thought to like, hey, I gotta change our ways. I gotta. Like you know, you're, you're in your opinion, you're getting targeted a bit, and in some ways, it's true because of the Alessi name. I agree with with Chris um, over here. But has it given you thought to 
trying to say get a different manager or something or, or try to do something to overhaul the PR over there at Smart Top Racing? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's so let me let me. It's a it's, it's a bold question, and thank you for being candid. And um, I'm going to try to answer it candidly, also, and that is no. And here's the reason why. You know, everybody keeps wanting to kind of say, like, a, you know, like I talked to this gentleman today, and he said, "Well, Mike torpedoes guys all the time," and I'm like, "Who? When?" And he said, well, he's done it twice this year. He hit Stewart. It's like, he didn't do that intentionally. You know, but, but so, so backing up is that Bonehead Jeff, God bless him, I love him. Everybody thinks he's, you know, the Antichrist, but he did something really stupid and brought a laser. It escalated into way more than it should have between our team, between and you, Steve, the list can go on. And we blew it up like there's no tomorrow. Of course, this small industry likes to do this. I mean, the things that happen in pro hockey or pro baseball uh, are tenfold what happens in this sport, and everybody goes and plays the game tomorrow and gets along. But, you know, the bumps uh, throw managers out, the managers throw bases and call each other every name in the book, and the list goes on. So... In, in answer to your question, we really haven't had that much going on other than the fact Lasergate and Jeff and his craziness, Tony loses it a little bit, sure. And <laughs> this year, what have we had going on? Mike doesn't make a mistake on the track, unintentional. People want to say it was intentional. We don't believe it is, but if that's what they want to feel, it wouldn't be the first guy that intentionally hit somebody. And, and so it's like, what's wrong with our program? Uh, well, I don't know if there's that much wrong with it. I'll tell you what's right with it. We have one of the fastest, best-handling motorcycles on the track, bar none, and I've got Michael Bernal, so tell you it right to your face. It's the best Suzuki he's ever ridden. We've got a great handling motorcycle. We've got a guy that's improving. We've got, we've got more chemistry and, and, and things going on on the backside of our team than we've ever had. And that's inclusive of the other managers that you guys know I'm talking about. And Tony's learned a lot from me, and that is not to, to stop the knee jerking and the fighting and the list goes on. You're, and you're, Tony Alessi is a different guy than he's ever been. So in terms of our program, we're saving more money than we ever have. Our bike is good. Our rider's good. Kyle Cunningham's got a great bike. Kyle's kind of struggling right now, but he'll get it going. And, uh, you know, so we really don't think there's that much bad going on. A couple of incidences here. Lasergate, huge, stupid, blowing out of proportion, didn't have to be what it was. Other than that, I don't really know where we're in the limelight other than Mike mm-hmm. makes a mistake. Um, back to the incident, Michael Essie. Uh, did you know that was for the last transfer spot in the heat? Were you like doing the math? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew. I was, uh, you know, it for sure. It was fourth, but uh, right. yeah, I knew it was for the transfer. And so, uh, again, I know you, I don't want to harp on it again, but like, what was your best-case scenario? Like, what were you thinking – you were going to try to do to Brock? Try to scare him, come into the corner, okay. rev the engine, pull the clutch in. But the problem was, like I had stated, that yeah. the corner was just too sharp. And and when we made contact, yeah, it was a T-bone for sure. And right. I T-boned him. But the way that I came into that corner, it was already, I was already effed, you know, screwed by the time I got to that point. 
and I had already realized that this was not going to be a out, good outcome, and it was just a stupid move that uh, right. shouldn't have shouldn't even have happened. Um, let's take a couple calls for Mike here. Uh, if anything gets out of line, we'll hang up and, and, and all that. But, Jake, you've been on hold for a while. Uh, Jake, what, Mike Alessi's on the line. What do you got to say to him? Uh, hey, Mike. Uh, so, so what was going on out there? Did you think it was MX Simulator, just Kenny complaining everybody? Okay. Well, Jake, he's he already kind of <laughs> You said. think you really think this is going to go well? <laughs> this is not going to go All right, thanks, Jake. Thanks for calling. Hey, let's try Bruce, though. Bruce, what's going on? What's your opinion? What do you want to get Michael S.'s opinion on? Well, here's what I'd like to hear. I mean, I, I, I've watched Mike Rat for years and years and years, and I, I'd like to hear his take on why Feld and AMA is allowing riders to ride injured. And, and it started back a while back, uh, and this is kind of off the, the subject because I, I'm over the whole thing that happened on Saturday. I mean, it happens in arena cross. It happens in the local races. People get aggressive. I mean, it happens. I mean, and, and when you look at the amount of money that AMA is paying these riders for a pro purse, it's an absolute joke. I mean, absolute joke. Any rider will agree with it except for the top-tiered riders, okay? All but right, so what, yeah, this, what's the question? My right. question is this. If I was an injured employee at a construction site, would I be allowed to go and work without a doctor's clearance in the instance of a shattered kneecap of Zach Bell falling out of the sky at 35 feet and knocking these himself still in a cuckoo clock? These, these guys are all, uh, they're all cleared Chad by... Reed, I, I want to know why AMA is allowing these guys to ride. Bruce, they're all I'm worried all, about their safety. Bruce, Bruce, they're all cleared by asterisks. They're seen by asterisks for the most part. Asterisk guys have the right to hold riders out if they don't feel they're ready. They're day-to-day, week-to-week checking on these riders, as well as they're getting their own doctors. And they're independent contractors. They can uh, line up if they feel they're, they're fine. They're not beholden okay, to any. Okay, so i got a second question to that. Okay. okay. Obviously, in that amount of pain, there's pain medications involved, right? Do they think that it's safe for these riders, or are they doing any kind of drug testing of these riders to see if they're on any kind of prescription narcotics before they're out there putting somebody else there, are, there is there is drug testing that goes on with uh, with uh, FIM and um, is, is that public disclosure where I could ask for that? No, that I, I don't think disclosure? it is. I don't think it is. But we've had RV and Chad on the show talking about how they got woken up by WADA to uh, pee in a cup uh, at different times. Um, so I don't think it is. I know random races the guys take uh, take uh, a drug test and pee test afterwards to test things. So there is some <laughs> testing going on. It can always get better, of course, but uh, well, it's a big buzz in the in the you know from the spectator's point of view from a parent that has a rider's point of view from from everywhere i go i mean i I went to utah last year i live in the northwest i mean i've been to to all the supercrosses i mean people are concerned you know what i mean they're going why are these guys being allowed to ride it and that's why i called in i mean i love your show but i got some some real concerns man i mean and one of the things is the payout it's a joke okay well bruce yeah 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 bruce Bruce, well I, i think I think one thing you're overlooking is no one's putting a gun to these guys' head to go out there. Well, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, I get it, but where else are they going to go ride and make money? Bruce, have well, you ever... That, most, of the guys you're, most of the guys you're talking about are going to get paid either way. Yeah. Let's get some uh, real callers on it. Uh, yeah, Bruce, we've got to move on. But there also are HIPAA laws, too, uh, health laws, where you can't uh, talk about someone's injury without a doctor's consent, and you can't... Um, the fans, you know, we don't need to know. It's There's privacy and health laws to everything, all of that. But thanks for calling. Uh, next question... Uh, Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? What's up? Um, yeah, I have a question for Mike. Um, 
after the whole incident happened with Brock Tickle, what was he thinking about, uh, like, going into the main event? Were there... Was there any pressure, like, do good, or was he just like, I just want to get through tonight? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, Obviously, Mike Alessi, the incident didn't rattle you too much. You had your best race of the night, but somehow in your mind you had to be like, oh, man, I I could be facing some action here, some discipline. Well, I mean, as a a rider, I I try to uh, focus as much as possible on getting that start, riding clean laps, and, and focusing on myself and doing the best that I can, obviously. Um, but I mean, the whole incident, it was, I mean, obviously it happened. It was just, I was trying to put it behind me, focus on the race. And as a racer, you know, that's what you have to do. You have to block everything out and just focus on your job. And that's racing the race and, uh, 20 laps for the main event. I tried to just put it all behind me and do my job. And that was get a good start, be up front. And it was weird. I did actually ride probably one of my best races. I've raced in a long time in Supercross, and I felt like I was riding, we were riding good. The team, you know, the bike setup was great. The tires were working, were hooking up great off the start. And, I, you know, I had no complaints. Uh, I felt like I was riding pretty good. I led six laps. You know, the, the guys were going faster. Obviously, the Villapoto Rocks and those top guys, they are at another level than I am. I, I'm willing to admit that. I'm not at that level. And once they got to me, started making a few mistakes. I pumped up a little bit, got a little bit nervous. My lap time slowed down. Once I caught my breath at about lap 12 or 13, started to charge again. In the last six laps, I was pretty good again. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as a rider, you just try to put everything behind you and just focus on the race. And it felt like, for me, I was able to focus even more on the race and focus even more on that start. And just I, I just knew I had to get it, and I did it. And it felt like I was riding pretty good in the race until lap six, and then I started making mistakes. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's expected to happen. And uh, it's a little part of the learning curve. And, you know, when you're riding at the front pace, it's fast. It's really fast. And for me this year, I haven't been at the front since Anaheim won in that heat race. So to be at the front again, I had to relearn and mm-hmm. tell myself to breathe, you know, breathe in, breathe out, focus on hitting your points, hitting the apex of the corners, be smooth in the whoops, grip with the knees. Everything that Michael Byrne has been telling me and teaching me these last three, four months that we've been working with him and trying to you know, making sure I hit my points and I remember every single thing. And it's tough because you've got 60,000 people, you know, in the, you know, in the stands yelling, screaming, cheering, going crazy. And I'm trying to remember, lock my knees, you know, in the whoops, uh, look ahead in the corner, you know, but that's the kind of stuff that you have to think about and block everything else out. Um, thanks, Ryan. Thanks for your call. Uh, Mike Genova, uh, strong rumors that you're going to race the Canadian Outdoors this series uh, or this season instead of the uh, uh, Lucas Oil uh, MX Sports uh, AMA Nationals or MX Nationals. Can you uh, confirm that or can you talk about that? What's your Where's your team going this summer? Well, just like everything we do, we, we really take a look at what's best for the team and whether that's the rider or where we're racing or if we're racing or how we can race. So, yeah, we're looking at it. Um, we haven't decided um, uh, for a lot of reasons, um, but uh, hopefully in the near you know, couple, three, four weeks, we can make a decision on whether or not that's something we want to do or not. Um, you know, we see the Canadian series as a positive series that um, has room for growth and, and a lot of future. And, um, you know, maybe that's a, a good thing to be part of, or maybe it's not. We haven't really, like I said, come yeah. to that conclusion. If, but, you, if you did uh, it, if you did it, is it any at all sort of retaliation for what happened at Washougal? 
I would hope that we're smarter and bigger than that. Okay. And that's what I'm pushing. No, you know, here here's the deal in a, in a nutshell that I will say is that, you know, a couple of years ago, we beat every team in the business other than one, and that was KTM. And I'm so proud of my guys and, and Mike and everything else. And it seems like nobody even really recognized that or gave us any credit for that or even remembers that. And so it's, it's at some point you go, wow, I don't know if it's us. I don't know if it's motocross versus supercross. I don't know if it's the uh, American uh, motocross is dying. I don't know. But, you know, so, make, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on, it seems like a lot of things, but ours is kind of scratching our head going, well, if we get second and beat everybody except for Ryan Dungey, and that doesn't equal anything in anybody's eyes, whether it's inside the industry or even outside the industry, um, I don't know. Yeah, but What's the I point? Mean, Mike, the, the world's best riders are racing that series, and if you think you're not getting attention for that, which, by the way, I think Mike was given an award at the banquet, if I remember right. But anyways, if you think you're not getting attention for that second place, and again, full props for that. Mike Alessi rode fantastic that summer. Uh, you should go to Canada if you think that you didn't get much attention Well, in when I, when I like, say that, I don't mean as woe well, as me or woe well, as well, us. What I mean be... by that, Steve, is like it didn't pan out for us financially. And again, is it the Alessi stigma? And if people want to say that, that's fine. But personally, I don't know how much money is coming to guys. You know, I mean, Leo Weston Pike is killing it, you know, and, and yet the guy, you know, I'm proud of him. But mm-hmm. he's barely making a living at it. So it's like there's five guys or five teams that seem to be able to figure out how to make a living at it. And after that, it's going away pretty quick. And so I don't know if it's us or Lessies or, or the sport or what, but it, it, so it didn't equal anything is what I'm trying to say in terms of great mm-hmm. uh, benefit. Um, and so with that being said, we look at it and go like, well, I don't know. And again, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so right. no, no, okay. it's it's not out of retaliation. Right. It's out of what's best for our team. All right. Last call for uh, for Michael Lessie here, Samantha. What's going on, Samantha? You have Mike's back a little bit on this. I do. I have Mike's back. I have for a long time. Okay. I what? just think it's crazy, and I I agree with his with his team manager. I think I don't think I feel like no matter what he does, he's just going to get he's going to get the crap end of the stick. He can. I mean, I remember last year at Daytona, you know, I I was the only one. <laughs> like, I don't know why people aren't here. Like, this guy gets whole shot after whole shot, and nobody's here to get his autograph. Like, what is, I don't know what the guy does that is so horrible that people are just, like, you know, you screw up one well, time. Yeah. And you can never, you can never escape it. Right. All right. Thanks, man. And I, honest nope. to God, I watched it over and over and over again, and he did not. I, I don't care what you say. There's, I just can't see how he intentionally would have done that to Brock Dago. I just, I can't see it. Okay. Thanks, Samantha. Thank you for your call and your support for Mike. Thank you, Samantha. Um, Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Lessie, there's one way to uh, put this behind you and to go out and kill it at like Daytona and uh, and hopefully kill it the uh, MX Sports Lucas Oil uh, AMA Motocross Championships. That's a good way to uh, put this behind you. I mean, you certainly had a good season, but uh, that would help. Yep, I agree. I uh, just just got to keep working hard, and that's that's ultimately what I've been doing is working hard, and it seems working hard. I, I know that the good finishes are starting to come, but you have to just you can't focus on anything else but working hard 
mm-hmm. and doing your daily grind, and, and that's all you can do. And I believe as long as you're a good person and you work hard, that's all you can do is, is be yourself, and uh, and that's what I'm doing week in and week out. Oh, I'm sorry. Switching gears. I'm a gearhead. I like bikes. I want to switch it up a little bit. I rode Mike's bike uh, 2012 into the outdoor season. And it was probably one of the better setup factory bikes that I've ridden. So I was just curious, how much has your bike changed since then? Are you still running the same type of frame? Because I know the 13 and 14 frames got more rigid, and I personally didn't like that. So I was wondering if you guys are still using the older 12 frames on your guys' bikes. Yeah, we're still running the 12s. I feel like the bike flexes a little more, uh, has a little more give. The, The 13 and the 14, it was just a little too rigid for me. I didn't like it. I felt like I was getting a lot of arm pump and negative feedback through my wrists and my hands, and I uh, just didn't like it. So that's about that's all that's really changed. I mean, it stayed the same. And with the Olin suspension, I feel like those guys are doing a great job, and uh, Clark from Nolene doing a great great job on our suspension. And, uh, you know, we have great sponsors that are helping us out this year. And, uh, you know, I can't thank them enough for uh, supporting us, being behind us, and, uh I look forward to uh, the rest of this year with all of our sponsors and uh, trying to do the best that I can and be the best role model that I can be for the kids and uh, have a good time racing. And, uh, you know, as a racer, this is, this is our natural gift from God is that we are able to ride a motorcycle for a living. And there is a small percentage of riders uh, in this world that are able to make a living riding a motorcycle. And I just I feel privileged enough that, that God has given me this talent that I am able to ride a motorcycle for a living. Uh, let's as we wrap this up, JT, you got anything to uh, to add? Uh, really, the only thing I was wondering, you know, and, and everybody has their own perspective on this, and you know, there's, you know, we've seen how idiotic people can be with their comments, and whether you thought the move was right or wrong or whatever, people are just out of hand. But the the one thing I would wonder, you know, for you know, Mike was talking, or Mike Genova was talking about uh, the penalties and all that kind of thing. If you were John Gallagher and you guys switched roles, what would be your your penalty? Would there be no penalty, or would you give him a warning? I just wanted your opinion, and I, and I it's a, an honest question. I, I just wondered what you would have done if you were John Gallagher in this situation. You know, Jason, it's a, it's a well, well, you know, well said question, well asked question, and, and the answer is I, I don't know. You know, I don't, and I mean that genuinely. It's like those guys are in a tough position. They've got to keep everybody happy. They've got to enforce. They've got to show some kind of force that says that they're real and that, that this stuff is dangerous and it's got to be adhered to and so on. So if I don't know the, the answer to that question. I think probably my best answer to that is I think there needs to be a better process or system in place to not put all that burden on John. And, 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 and you know, I, I, I mean, like I said, I talked to those guys Saturday night, and I was talking with Kevin and, and John, and, 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 and you know, it was, it was hard on John because I, after they talked to me, this is my gut feel, I could be wrong, but after they talked to me and I, and I, and I shared my feelings and our perspective on it is that, hey, you know, you, you guys are really just stamping it. And I've had people tell me this today. If, it was, if he wasn't guilty, why did AMA give you the penalty? So I'm like, you guys are stamping it when, in fact, it may not necessarily. There might be two sides of the coin and story that you haven't listened to. And so I think I made a difference in their mind, but it was too late at that point. They'd already made a decision. 
kind of gone public with it uh, behind the scenes. And so, in answer to your question, I, I don't know. It's it's probably too much on one guy to to come up with just the right, perfect answer. In, in, in answer to your question, what did we think? I called Michael last year. I wasn't at the race. I said, Mike, something went down not good. That's not good. You've got to put it behind you and keep it to yourself, and we'll address it after the race. And, and you know, he looked like he did that. And so... I guess I wish that John would have given us an opportunity to say, can we, can we sleep on this overnight and can we figure out what to, you know, I don't know why a penalty and a fine has to be determined, assessed, and passed out, and the list goes on, on the spot. I, I don't know if that's the best answer, but these guys have been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years. Maybe there's something they know that I don't. But that's typically not the way that major sports do it. So um, I kind of yeah, wish and, and we would have Yeah, and, and I've discussed this. You know, I've been asked this by just general people who wanted my opinion, and I don't know that we have a lot of guidelines or a, a precedent of, okay, this is, you know, this is what the fine's going to be and this is what the penalty's going to be. And I've heard people saying, oh, it's got to, you know, it's got to be this much money. It's got to be really, really harsh so that they're not going to want to do this thing. But I don't know that you can just find somebody, you know, whether they think that they should or not, they just can't raise the fine. You know, if the, if the biggest fine we've ever handed out is 5000 or whatever the number is, you can't just find somebody some crazy amount because you, you, that's your opinion and you think that it was deserved. You know, we, we don't really have much in the way of well, a guideline really that, that I've ever seen. It's the point I brought to them. I just asked them, I said, well, not only have you determined that we're guilty, but you've even determined what the fine is. And it's like, I just want to know what criteria. And I'm not trying to be critical of those guys. I think I'm not. I, I know I'm, they were cool. They're, they're okay. They're doing their job. And, and so, but I just, you know, those were some of my questions. Was where are you coming up with, you know, and, and, and they mentioned something along the lines of some people have thought, this was Saturday night, that maybe we should be assessing you a $25,000 fine. And I'm just like, have you guys lost your mind? I don't know what <laughs> you guys think we make here, but, right. you know, I mean, Michael Lessie is not a multi-million dollar guy like some of these other guys, and probably should be if you're a top five or ten guy in a sport where you're putting your life on, but unfortunately our sport doesn't allow for that. So Michael Leslie makes a nice income that he can buy a nice car if you want or a, a moderate house. You guys know what that all equals. So a $25,000 fine? Yeah. Are, are no, you I kidding agree. me? Um, that's, that's bigger than what the NBA guys get. All right, last call. I know I said Samantha was the last call, but let's go with Jake. Last call. Jake, what's going on? Well, welcome to the show. What's your, what's your question or statement or Whatever. Uh, yeah, fuck you, Michael Lessie. All right, okay, thanks, It's Jake. the same Jake. Are you guys this bad at, at screening calls? What? What? The same That's Jake? the same Jake. No, Bruce, Bruce. That Bruce. was Bruce. No, Jake was the first guy. Yeah, he was. Jake was the first guy that was going what's off. Jake, oh. What's Jake? What's the guy it, smoking? Was it Jake Weimer? That's not Jake Weimer. No, but you guys are terrible at this. Uh, <laughs> you guys are terrible. Uh, I don't remember a Jake. I got I got to Jake was the first guy. Okay, all right, oh, stop it. Jake. Uh is there another one that wants to feel the real question? Well, we can, hey, uh, we hey can, Devin, if Jake calls again, don't put him on. Uh, we, uh, we did have Done. Samantha. We did have Samantha on who supported Mike. Um, hey, uh, so Mike Genova, um, are, are we, are, is my ban over? Are we good? I mean, can I talk to Kyle Cunningham after the race and Michael Essie? 
how about this? We'll use AMA terminology. We're allowing you to participate, but you're on probation. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Thank you for coming on. I pre- Mike Genova, Michael Lessie, um, we, we appreciate you, you wanting to use the Pulpomex show presented by btosports.com as, a, as an avenue for this. Uh, we, uh, we got your side. We definitely, I mean, we're going to be talking about this, so it's only fair to present your side. Both of you had some good points, and Mike, like you, Michael Lessie, like you said, all you can really do is just uh, focus, work hard, and get put this behind you, and it's unfortunate it happened yeah. and overshadowed a career, or not career, a season best uh, ride for you. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I thank thought. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I just want to say, you know, a huge thank you to my family, uh, friends. I appreciate all the support. You know, just how everything's been going in the last 48 hours has been pretty crazy, and I just want to say a huge thank you to, you know, my brother, my dad, my mom, my wife, Danielle, uh, friends, family, my neighbors, uh, Charles, Jason, everybody's been just behind me, Michael Franklin, and just um, I look forward to this weekend going to Indianapolis, putting this all behind me, and uh, trying to do it even better than I did last weekend and have a great race, and uh, I wish all the riders uh, on the race this weekend good luck and uh, be safe. All right, and thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike Genova. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, thanks, thanks for the the, uh, the platform, and uh, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay, That's all we can. Thank, say. thank yeah. you, guys. All right, Mike Genova, Mike Alessi of Moto Concept Smart Top Racing on the show. All right, let's take our first commercial break of the night here on the show. We're going to come back. We still have uh, uh, Tony Berluti, Chris Kiefer. Uh, Jason Thomas will join us again. We have uh, BTO Sports, Gabba Gibbs, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. Hey, speaking of X-Brand Goggles, the official goggle of Michael Lessie, Jimmy Albertson, <laughs> Nick Way. Was that probably not the best way to put that? <clears throat> Mike had clear vision as he was going in there. I have no doubt of that. No. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt of Thank you, Berluti, for still being alive. <laughs> yeah. oh. You bit your tongue, Berluti. He did a good job. You did a good job, though. Very angry about this. You did a good job. You, you, you keep saying angry. Did you see me angry the other, when you came that night? No. No. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, yeah I'm okay yeah. with it. It's um, racing. So thank you uh, to all our listeners. Uh, we're going to move on from this and discuss Atlanta a little more. Uh, JT, Tim Ferriss texts me, and he says we're bagging on him. He's not happy. Uh, I don't think we were bagging on him, though. <laughs> I don't think so either. I just think he's wrong. <laughs> right. That's all. Does exactly. Timmy still hold the same opinion? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Really? Yeah. So yeah. It came off the peg? <laughs> all right. God bless Tim Ferry. Uh, all right, JT, we'll get back with you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will be back with much, much more on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. 
Full Prime X Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mm-hmm. One check. proven when riders choose they choose race tech supporting the world's fastest racers providing factory level products support and service to the everyday rider supporting riders like michael lead vince freeze chris blows cody gilmore and the motosport.com spine chillers arena cross team of nathan skaggs mike mcdade willie browning and more Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they're easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, 
Our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. 
listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style, construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Uh, You've reached 976 Moto. Are you ready to go, big and dirty little boy? God, how I would love to grab a handful of your throttle and ride you wide open. And how I love stiff suspension. So yours better be really stiff. Because I want you to hit those big doubles, shoot your roost all over over me.
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Bomek Show presented by BTOsports.com. Hey, did you know Ken Roxon won this weekend? Won the uh, Atlanta Supercross on W Wheels? Fantastic folks at W Wheels, Kiefer. John Anderson. And the guys at W Wheels. Most of the teams in the pits use W Wheels for everything they need. Uh, check them out online and uh, get the wheels that the pros use at W Wheels. Thank you for, uh, for coming on and listening to the show. We appreciate Tony Berluti in studio. Um, Chris Kiefer and uh, Jason Thomas coming up as well. Um, we got the uh, we gave away some tickets to Indianapolis Supercross. I know we said we would do a little call in, but some guy named Brian Brian called in begging for them. And thanks to Vortex uh, Racing, the leader in making top quality racing components. James Stewart runs your sprocket. Kyle Chisholm runs the bars. Um, we gave uh, two tickets to Indianapolis away. Uh, thanks to Vortex Racing for that. And uh, Brian is going to Indianapolis because of that. Also, too, X-Brand goggles are now making grips. X-Brand grips, everybody. Uh, we are going to randomly give away uh, five sets of X-Brand grips, uh, half medium. They're like a medium, soft medium in between there, Berlut, which you know uh, the, the, some, group, some grips are soft. They're too soft because they ripped too easy. Mediums maybe are too hard. Well, these are schmediums right Shmedium. in the middle. Right in the middle of those two textures, half waffle. Uh, grips, uh, the best ones out there. Do you in have my a sample? Mind. No. No. Get some of those. We can try them, huh? All right. We'll get some over to the RCH guys. I'm sure they'll, they'll be on the program. <laughs> no, not uh, for my bike. Oh, okay. Uh, also, too, uh, these are de- used, developed by Rich Taylor. Uh, no one has uh, – I, I, I say no one, but I really mean probably very few people have more hours on a motorcycle than Rich Taylor, Kiefer. Yeah, him and Doug are the right? OGs, the test you guys. Got it, you got to figure. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. Those uh, two guys Dubok's older, so maybe Dubok has more time. But sweet Jesus, Rich Taylor developed these grips himself, and uh, they add 10 seconds to your lap times just by bolting these on. Add or take away? Uh, take away. Okay, there you yeah. go. Oops. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, welcome to the show. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear Works Connection, Acherby's, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew. Nick Way will be on us later. The Moto Company, some of the cool uh, hoodies and sweatshirts. Check them out, motocompany.com. Optrix and Guts Racing. Guts Racing, the official seat foam of the Pro Circuit guys that uh, Adam Cincerillo and Martin Davalos used uh, this weekend. All right, before we get to the BTOsports.com, Gabba Gibbs segment. Uh, JT, welcome back. Um, Thanks. Ludi, one thing I found interesting, and again, I thought Mike Alessi and Mike Genova covered it pretty well. Uh, they were contrite a little bit, and we'll move on from that for the most part, but uh, I did find it interesting that Michael Alessi didn't mention anything about his clutch, which is what he was telling you on the floor after that incident. Yeah, I so, found that interesting myself. Yeah. I, I thought that he would actually say something about that or ask or mm-hmm. mention it to me yeah. or something. Yeah. Anything, uh, anything interesting, Kiefer, from that, uh, having the mics on about that? I mean, are you changing your mind? Um, anything new? No, nah, it's just it just seems real vanilla when he talks, you know, and it's nothing really exciting or sincere and You wanted him to really I just want him to straight up and let look, I messed up. I apologize to everyone. Mm-hmm. That was that was dumb on my part. I want to move on. And I would actually it would have been kinda cool to him to say something to Berluti, be like, Hey, sorry to Berluti, too. I know he's got a crap ton of stuff to do after that and just kinda man up a little bit more, you know, and that's how I was raised. You know, you do something wrong, you own it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you move yeah. on. And then and then everyone kind of shuts up about it. You really can't say anything after that, you know? So, uh, uh, JT, I thought your question was fantastic. If the roles were switched, what did you think? 
So good job on that. I thought that was a great thing. The only one thing I agree with Genova is due process. That thing where he talks about they, they, well, they have to do it in 30, seconds, 30 minutes or whatever. I spoke to John Gallagher today. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but I spoke to John Gallagher no today. because, And this is definitely a little screwy. They don't have the ability to look at video until after. They can't look at the video. They can't, even though it's live and you would think there's lots of ways to get the feed. Yeah. And, you know, from the floor. What's your iPhone? No? No, no. Like, they can't have a look at the video of the TV show, you know, from the, show, from the TV show. So, mm-hmm. you know, Gallagher on the floor and me in the press box, we, we, we had Timmy Ferry telling us that it was missed the break, you right. know? So you do want to review the film. You do want to look Absolutely, at the film. Absolutely, for and sure. And they don't have a way to do that. And that's a little weird, right? Uh, it's not a good system. Yeah. Agreed. They should have the ability to be able to see it. Agree, JT? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with Berluti and Genova that um, there should it should be more professionally handled. There should be uh, – I just think there should be a, a set guideline. If this is how we're going to do it, we're going to have everyone in and we're going to talk about it. We're not going to make a decision right on the spot. Um, you know, I, I, I do think there is something to be said for – uh, waiting a, a day or two and reviewing things and having a set process of how we're going to handle this instead of, well, this is what we think and this is what we're going to find you and, you know, here we go, we're done. You know, I, I just don't yeah. know that that's the best way to go about it. All right, and with that, let's go to the uh, BTOsports.com Gabbett Gibbs segment, everybody's favorite segment of the night. BTOsports.com Gabbett Gibbs, 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 Gabbett Gibbs. Uh, these are questions submitted by you, the listeners, uh, to uh, Chris Kiefer, JT, Tony Berluti. Uh, and uh, we've culled through the thousands and thousands of um, um, questions about Michael Essie and maybe tried to narrow them down a little bit. And uh, by the way, uh, Devin, um, What's going on? our friend Jake yes. was disguising his voice. Oh, very as well. You, as, you, as you very brought well. it up. Jake yes. the Snake. Jake the Snake. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway. Did you, wait, did you say this is everyone's favorite segment? It warms my heart there, Steve. Mm, yeah, yeah. Now we're going to do the expert on goggles next. That's everyone's favorite segment, too. Oh, all, right. all right, let's go, Devin. All right. Uh, at 94Mim wants to know, do you think Alessi will beat Fasciati or Metcalf in Canada? Uh, well, it sounds like they're going. I know Genova himself was a little vague. I think they're going. From my sources up there, they're going. Now, does he beat Metcalf, Fasciati, and those guys? I-, I think he does. I think he does. Uh, Metcalf's a hell of a rider. Chisholm's going up there, too. Don't forget about that. What do you think, JT? I think that he certainly can. And yeah, well, of course. if I had to just pick yeah, one we, guy. Yeah, we know he can. Thank you for that. Thanks. I wasn't done, jerk off. <laughs> if I had to pick one guy to win the title with his starts and the way he's riding right now, then, yes, I'd, I think he would be the guy to beat. Kiefer? I agree with JT. I think the guy's As a get... former Canadian national. Yeah, I'm half Canadian. Yeah. Um... JT read the Yeah, I actually got old school JT videos in Canada. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Oh, the one with my shirt off? Ah, uh, no. Blackfoot. Dude. Crashed at Grunthal in a double that I used to clear. Grunthal, yeah. Ah. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Coming out of the turn, I used to clear it. You see bounce, you clear it. And then uh-huh. JT ate shit on it. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Manitobas? Yeah. Four? Uh, in Manitoba. Four? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Alessi's got it covered. I think Metcalf, I think, will be Got close. it covered? Yeah, I think oh, so. Strong. That's a strong statement. Mike's fast outdoors, man. <laughs> Thank you. You know, so I don't think Mech, if it's sand races, like Gopher, Metcalf's beats him. There's three sand races on the, on the calendar. What? Gopher? S- Sandalee, Gopher, and Deschambeau. Sandalee's not really sandy, though. Really? It's sandy on top, but it's hard underneath, dude. It's sandy, bro. Eh, 
I went there with Nick Way. It's Sandy. I know you Nick Way guy, but I'm telling you, Mike's got it covered. Okay. Metcalf's close. I think Fasciati got everyone else besides each third. Yeah. All right. Okay, next question. All right. Uh, Michael Malayak, something like that, wants to know, Chris, have you have uh, any factory teams experimented, experimented with uh, tubeless tires? Uh, I've never seen them. JT, you think you know uh, something about this? Uh, yeah. From what I'm hearing, the new ones that they're tubeless is, is the name of the company are pretty reliable. So I definitely I did a ton of testing with them. I raced with them. I got my best ever finish with them. But we the reliability issue was off the charts bad. So uh, yes, there's been lots of teams that have messed around, and all the tire companies have have tried it at certain points, but. Uh, I don't know. You know, this is the closest I've seen to where they're actually in production. A company is selling them, so I don't think that they're. I haven't heard any news of anybody trying to race with them at this point, but I am sure they will re. You know, readdress this at some point if it. What's if it feel like? System, what's that? What's it feel like? Well, the biggest problem we had was you had to raise the tire pressure so high to keep it on the bead that you lost all traction. <laughs> So, that doesn't sound like a good trade-off. <laughs> well, it, it was. I mean, the bike handled way better, and the starts were unbelievably better. Oh, I mean, yeah. I can't even All express right. to you how much better the starts were All with right. that much weight taken out of the wheels. Uh, just basically from start, you know, from stop to start, out of the gate, it was like night and day. Uh, but, you know, the traction was, a, it was a kind of a big deal in Supercross. Outdoors, it wasn't that bad because you have so much more traction. But we just couldn't keep it from going flat. It would come off the bead, and we had technicians basically working on it all the time and we couldn't keep it from coming off the bead so um, um, it just it was more plush the wheel you know the handling was so much better because of all the unsprung weight taken out of it um, so yeah it was better if we, if we could have made it work I would have ran it every time alright next question alright uh, Ryan Jones wants to know for uh, all the mechanics in here what was the worst oh, that's me that's me I'm yes. one and Berluti's one yes okay there's a caller who would like to talk to you about that too okay um, <laughs> what was the worst four stroke engine failure you guys have seen so far or tested or rode or worked with uh i'd say the yamahas where they put the rod through the i was gonna, the yot ones yeah yeah me too i was yeah. gonna say the same thing nathan ramsey st louis yeah have to change frames sometimes broken yeah yep. yeah literally the cases on the bottom exploded and, yeah yeah i put a rod through my cases at unadilla on a step down one time mm-hmm. uh i got up and it looked like a uh, scrap yard on the downhill <laughs> right 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 yeah and the, my mechanic you know, they towed him back on the quad, <laughs> and he rode past me laughing and waving at me after I just flipped down this hill doing about 55 miles an hour. Was that not, one a, of good, your, not a good day? Was on that the one of your Honda. Suzuki's? Oh, a Honda. Yep. Oh, bad day. Uh, not the good. Yeah, I, 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 the YOT, Nathan Ramsey, and there, there, there's this puddle of oil as they pushed it all the way to the pits. Those ones were pretty bad. Yeah. I, I, myself, as a top tuner in the sport, um, no, I don't. I don't think I really had a bad one. Uh, those bearing retainer, the bearing retainer yeah, screws popped yeah. off at Yamaha. Yeah, um, and it munched the inside of the motor, but nothing exploded everywhere. You know, inside was junk, but yeah, it wasn't a big deal. So, how uh, about the time? Was it you that you lost coolant and the thing kept running and kept running until the uh, the lead got hot and melted against the motor or something? No, no, it wasn't me. That like at uh, with Timmy or if Tim I Perry, thought it oh. was with Timmy. Uh, maybe not with me. Maybe in a mud be, race maybe or something. With yeah, no, not me. No, huh? I had a no. Yeah, never had anything like that. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. All right, uh, at Ohio Moto One One Nine wants to know: Even though Roxon is riding really well, do you guys foresee him hitting a rookie wall at any point in time of the season? Jimmy Alverson hit a wall. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a long season. You know, 17 rounds, 12 outdoors. His fitness was so much better this year with getting Alden on board. Like last year, I felt his fitness was his, his weakest point. Are we eight so, or nine races in? We're eight in, yeah. Eight in? Yeah. I don't see him hitting a wall. Yeah. He's proved it. You know, I was thinking that at the beginning, maybe yeah. the first couple of races, but I don't see it. Even his worst races, the ones where you uh, uh, you see he's doing just sort of okay, he gets a fourth or fifth. Like yeah, he makes it work. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And he was sick this weekend, he told me. He didn't feel great before the night show or anything. So, yeah. All right, next question. All right. Uh, Kenny Smith wants to know, and I'm kind of going to combine these two questions. He wants to know, how will Dean Wilson do at Indy, and what does it say if he beats Tomac? And I got another tweet saying, what's going on with Tomac? So. Mm, Kiefer, what do you think about Wilson debuting this weekend? Sixth. Sixth? Yes. Would you like to lay money on that? Yes. I, I, how much would you like, like? Like, would you like to exchange house deeds? Starbucks. Yeah. Down. Why do you hate Dean Wilson, Mathis? I love Dean Wilson. I'm the one who wrote that he can be up with Tomac and Roxon and Barsha. Of course, two of those guys. So why are you willing to bet your house that he can't get sixth? Because I don't think he can get sixth first race out with what we've seen this year. You just said he could run with Tomac and Barsha and Roxon. Well, I, I mean, eventually he can run with those guys. Guess Although, who got, guess who got why do you six? hate Dean Wilson? Guess who got six this week? <laughs> I know, I know. Guess who got six this week? I know, I know. He got the whole shot, though, and led. That helps a lot. That does help but a lot. I, look, I just first race on a 450 in Supercross. Um, he got fifth at Monster Cup. He, oh, Yeah, he, he hadn't had uh, a great... Supercross 250 season, arm pump and right. crashes. I just, I got a lot of faith in Dean, but not at Indy for sixth. Are you still mad about the Canadian thing? Oh, God, here we go. Here's why he's getting sixth, because there's no pressure. He can go out and ride and have fun, do his deal. He's on a bike. He, he has a good, yeah. his friend's the owner. So he can just go out and have fun, throw whips, and I bet you he'll get sixth. Okay. JT, you got him for around there. You have a bet with uh, our own Swiss Corps, a triple crown bet. With uh, I do. Yep. I do. Should be I'm, I'm, I might need Michael Essie to help me out to win that bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Oh, what's up with Tomac? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe his shoulder. What, what happened to him this week? I know he got 21st or something. Yeah, um, he crashed on that double. Okay, after the finish, and then but he got up from that and was riding again. And then I don't. I don't know what happened. He crashed before the double though. Yeah, yeah. Some are going up it or something, right? Or yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, he slid out going up it. Um, are you still worried about the tri tip? <laughs> Yeah. JT is on the bike thing. He is on the bike. I don't think that bike's that great right you, now. You love Chad Reed. You That's where you're coming from It has from nothing to do with that. You love Chad, and Chad's struggling with I'm looking at Barsha. I'm looking at Tomac. Actually, Will Hahn rode really well this weekend, but I'm just going off, Will, I'm going off the evidence Will, that hey, I see. Will's not on the works bike. What okay. Are, what, well, are the, what do the riders complain about with the bike? I'm just curious. What is the main problems that they don't like? Can we express this? Uh, from what I heard, it's it just really uh, not very stable, really kind of front-end heavy. Um, not, you know, obviously Barsh has expressed his issues with starts. Um, yeah, just chassis not not that great. Yeah. Speaking of, Barsha, is he okay? How's your swing arm, by the way? Come see it, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I want you to come and see it, okay? I will, I will. I'll show okay. you. Will Ricky let me in the truck? Um, well, you, you don't have to come in the truck. Okay, Just you come bring over it to my area okay, all right. where we're at. Um, we should have someone make a T-shirt for next week that says, Tony Berluti on the back. It says, how's your swing arm? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody out there, make a T-shirt, have Berluti sign I, it. I'm on the Tomac. Like, I think the world of Tomac and his – Love this guy right here. I think the Tomac, uh, his work ethic and everything else. Um, his dad's gnarly. His dad's gnarly. <laughs> I believe he's going to turn this around. 
I, he, he beat Kenny Roxon a lot of times last he's only, year. He's only raced what four times? Four three times. times. I, I'm 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 not ready like JT. To, I know he doesn't. I know he had some problems with the bike last year, and I know Barsha. Is, so what happened? I'm just, to Barsha? I'm just waiting for you what? to to acknowledge that there might be a problem. That's they all. Got, I'm they, not saying they got I good tri tip. I haven't ridden that bike. Their bike. They got good tri tip over there. Everything's good. Is Barsha okay? okay? I don't know. Oh, yeah. He finished. You he, know everything, Steve. No, I don't. I don't. I know. He everything. finished what? He, he got even, after he, he crashed practice. He got up and rode the rest of the practice. Well, he didn't even go to the main, right? No, he didn't ride the so, night show. He didn't ride the night yeah, show. So, okay. yeah. All right. Next question. All right. Last question. Brock Hardy wants to know how much longer are we going to see RV slide out? When do you draw the line and loosen the front forks? Well, he lost the rear end, not the front. That's what he wrote. Loosen the front forks. That's what he wrote. The cl- in the clamps. Stop yelling at that me. would not work. That would not work. <laughs> I assume he's maybe talking about making it softer. Is what I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. Right. Well, he lost the rear end. Is that the only thing I was trying to say? Is when he didn't jump the triple, it wasn't the front; it was the rear. So Stewie lost the front end this weekend. Right. We've that seen correct. that a few times from James Stewart over the years. So did you see what happened? Anybody? With I Stu? didn't see it. Did it show Stu? on TV? Stu? Yeah, Stewie. Oh, he just grabbed a handful of front brake. That's what it was because yeah. he crashed before the actual turn. Yeah, right? his, his forks are so stiff, as we know, and just. He just went down. Right? He's, He's professional. I know. Grabbing too much brake. How about his gear, Well, I mean, the front tucked, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there was just no saving. Like, once the front once the front tire got on the side of it, he was going down. So you know, it wasn't a violent crash or anything. Right. But he must have been on the brakes to, for that to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just the front tucked a little bit, and then it was, you know, a three-mile-an-hour crash. But that's all it took. All right, everybody. That has been the BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. Uh, BTOsports.com. Use the code PulpMX to save. Anything you need for your biker body in terms of dirt bike riding, BTOsports.com has it covered. So thank you for that. Let's uh, segue into that. By the way, the 1990-125 East Coast champion, Danny Stevenson, is not going to be able to join us tonight. Told me, text me, said something came up. He apologized. So we'll have him on again uh, with Denny. Who knows what that could be. Um, maybe chicken landed in Omaha and it, it's back and it's back on. Um, got uh, the band back together. I know you're not, uh, on Instagram, but are, uh, did you see chicken's Instagram? No, no follow him. He told a story on Instagram and I think I can tell this cause it's public knowledge that he banged a chick in the bathroom while he was walking to the starting line. That's awesome. And they held the gate for him and he finished it, finishes up and he went <laughs> to go race. Uh, you know, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Daryl Schultz got arrested for doing that. What? Chuck Schultz should have got arrested. What? Anaheim. I think what? it was Anaheim. Just with a girl? Just in the bathroom. Yeah, bang. Like public nudity or whatever? Well, he got a, yeah, whatever somehow. The, 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 yeah, that's a true deal. He got arrested. I got him. a story. Go oh, for it. Okay. What I was, before my wife, like, Uh-oh. we used to mess around the fun movie before I would real race, like, at San Diego, and I was riding for uh, the Cherubies back then. Heather's covering her. That's right. right now. So, like, Talon Volan was, like, the guy who took all my bikes yeah, to Supercross. Yeah, Lone Wolf. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he was outside prepping the bikes, and I was like, and I always used to hear the rumors, like, hey, you don't do this before the, you know, your race. Yeah. It doesn't make for a good race. Right. I was like, let's test the theory. <laughs> and I did a great job that night, and I let everything go that yeah. before the race, and it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Balls out, literally. Balls out. <laughs> balls, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. balls deep, balls out, whatever you wow. want to go. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> uh Good times. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, with that, let's segue on to the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the-
the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire Q and A. Yeah, fire. Uh, hey, these are X Brand goggle tear off segment. X Brand grips. We're now making grips. Uh, check them out. Uh, Xbrandgoggles.com. Eksbrand.com. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30 percent. The goggle of choice for Top Jimmy, uh, Kyle Chisholm, Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, Jessica Patterson, Nick Way, Michael Lessie. Hey, uh, Kyle start, Cunningham. Are you going to go to the race and start putting grips on our bikes for us? If we get, no, no. I you do never, goggles and grips. I hate putting on grips. You get the grip glue in your hands, and then you can't get it off. Come on, and, yeah, Steve. You're like supposed it. to service the bikes. Uh, I just want to see your swing arm, okay? No problem. Good job. You were so angry that whole segment, by the oh, way. Yeah. I mean, not angry. You were biting your tongue. I bit my tongue. Yes. Um, all right. These goggles. Or these goggles. These questions have been submitted things. by a Corey Moser who I'm not familiar with, hmm. but he keeps sending questions in. And uh, we have to answer these in 15 seconds or less. And uh, Kiefer is getting dirty looks from his wife for that <laughs> story. Awesome. But um, Rightfully so. <laughs> I know one time, Pookie, no, Pookie and I in the press box right there. Yeah, That'd be awesome if you just really did that. Just kidding. I know. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's go. All right, Kiefer. Yep. Besides yourself, who else is someone who raised with a big boar? Well, Kenny admitted it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Who was his rider that had it? Deegan. Deegan. So Deegan. For sure, Mike Craig Deegan. had one on a privateer KX125. Dan- Without a doubt. Daniel Blair, his YZ250F LBZ days, for sure had big boar. Boom. We just named three guys. Yep. Right Brian there. Mason on a 250F had yep. one. There you go. Donkey Kong had one? I don't know who Donkey Kong is, but Brian Mason had one. That's Brian Mason. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yep. He was that was Nintendo? Yeah, he was sponsored by Nintendo. No, other, other Donkey Kong deal. No. Oh. We called him Donkey Kong because he had N64 Mario uh, Brothers graphics on. I was going the other way with that. Yeah, Sorry. see, Kiefer, your mind's in a gutter. Sorry. All right. Okay. Berluti, you know anybody race with a big boar? Nah, not really. No. Okay. Not really. I mean, no, I don't. Okay. I mean, I, you hear about it, but I've never torn them apart, so I'm not going to yeah. make allegations. Well, Brian Deegan had one in 97. Yeah. Okay. According to Kenny Watson. All right. Next All question. Right. JT. Is that the one that he off the jump after he won the race? No, no. That was, no. I was in he, outdoors. He oh, okay. Yeah. All right, JT. Who do you most regret taking out? Who do I most – oh, man. I didn't really take many people – oh, you know what? I took Michael Rocco out on accident one time, and I didn't even mean to. Um, he – it was in Orlando in 2005, I believe, and he squared this berm up to do this triple out of the first turn, and it was the most unorthodox line I'd ever seen. And I was basically following the berm all the way around – and when he squared it and turned left, like I was, I, there was nowhere I could go. I smashed into him and knocked his boat. Like it was bad, but <laughs> you know. And then the next day, he's like he was pissed, and I'm like, honestly, like you can look at the tape. I, why would I try to take you out? You know, <laughs> right, right. what upside is there for me to do that? I would never do that. How about but Bonnie? How bad. about Bonnie at Tampa? Or uh, Bonnie at uh, Jacksonville? Uh, or, <laughs> no, Anaheim. Oh, okay. Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim, I got him good, but I don't regret that at all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, the question was regretting. I know, so, yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah. just jabbing them. Um, jab, hey, jab, we're giving jab. away five pairs of X-Brand Goggle Grips. X, do I call them X-Brand Grips or X-Brand Goggle Grips? What do I say? X-Brand Grips, yeah. X-Brand clear vision grips. through your bars, bro. Yeah, clear vision grips. Uh, I didn't give the email. Um, contest at com. We're going to randomly pick five five winners. Contest at com for X-Brand Grips. Um, all right, next question. All right, Baluti, what is the worst takeout move you've ever seen? I see where Moser's going with his question. Uh, I would say, um, uh, let me guess, uh, maybe Atlanta 2014. 
<laughs> um, the chicken, the chicken Bradshaw ones in Vegas. Yeah, where Bradshaw went over the one. berm. Yeah, went over the berm. Yeah, that was worse than the Alessi Tickle one. Yeah, it was not. Um, yeah, I remember that now. That's that might be second though. <laughs> what, you, what we saw this weekend, I like I said at the show, I thought the Reed Stewart one and the Villaman Wyndham one were in the same area neighborhood. You know, long memory, a lot of contact cleaner. And then Swiss Corp put videos up, and oh no, those were both like. Piece ver- of cake. Yeah, very debatable. I like when uh, Bradshaw looped his bike into Matasevich's head. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good one. one. Right. I don't know and if that was. And then Bill launched, wheelied his bike into Jason Lawrence's head. That yeah, was, was also a good say, one. I remember that one. Yeah, There's that some was good awesome. uh, Sorby Preston ones, too. Mm hmm. Oh know. yeah, pressing into the yeah into the gate into or the, the thing the, scaffolding the, yeah scaffolding oh, yeah. Yeah. that was gnarly. Good. Okay, next question. That was All scary, right. Steve. Yep. Is there anyone you would not have on the Pullman Mech show? Mike Mason. You're a dick. All right, next Just question. Kidding. I thought you were gonna say Dirt Shark for sure. Mm. Oh, God. No, I'd probably have him on. He would never come on. Ricky would never come on. Mm. But I'd have him. Whatever. Hanny. I think Hanny's gonna come on. Really? I think so. Oh, that's awesome. All right, Kiefer. Yep. With all the testing you've done, which brand do you think requires the most maintenance and the least maintenance? Uh, personal experience, uh, Kawasaki has a lot of maintenance. Um, trying to do durability on some of that stuff, I know there's a lot more work involved to keep it going. Um, least maintenance, it's hard to beat a Yamaha as far as just straight-up durability and Changing the oil. What? Who did you use the test for? Who used to pay you? Yeah, and that does nothing oh, to Yamaha? do with it. Okay. I don't I'm like. Just checking. Uh, I don't like the four yeah, four fifty Yamaha at all. So that's not. I'm not biased. I'm um, but yeah, Yamaha is definitely the easiest one to actually just ride and go and keep doing that for many hours. And Cowie is uh, my experience has the the least okay, know, reliability. All right, thank you. All right. Uh, uh, late '80s Cowies, most maintenance. Berlute. You can you can attest to that. Ah, uh, yeah, a lot foot of peg them. springs and bolts stripping out and uh, not good. Kickstarters right. falling off the things. Yeah, I told you my '98 KX250. I had to get the frame welded every week. Oh, God, I thought that was I your Monday. That. I thought it was your Husky. That was your hus- no. That was, you're okay. Yeah, no, Cowie. Cowie. Yeah. All right, JT. What is the most likely rookie mistake Adam Cincerello will make? Uh. He almost made it this weekend, throwing it away in the heat race and putting himself in the last chance on the very outside gate. Uh, I would say that's probably the most likely, but he found a way out of that already. So I don't. I mean, there's only so many mistakes you can make, and crashing is, yeah. you know, the most common. So uh, getting high on cocaine and missing the race. That'd be a bit, like, I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying, I, yeah. I mean, he's right. got he's got smart people around him. Mean, he knows what they're doing. They're you know, crashing is rip crashing or not qualifying or something right. is going to be the only thing that's going to happen. All right, next question. All right, Berluti, yes. if you saw Mike Antoni Alessi broken down on the side of the road. <laughs> would you stop and help him or keep driving and wave i I would help him oh berlude berlude is a really nice guy yeah all right steve (laughs) look at him just god we need a picture and tweet this i know we do hold on all right (laughs) steve is um how much money would you guess genova has sunk into moto concepts uh, <laughs> over a personally, like, I mean, he's got sponsors and stuff, and I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, out of his own money, oh, I would say easy a million. 
out of his own pocket. Oh, way more than that. You, I mean, because he's got sponsors that cover a lot of Who? stuff. Himself. Well, That's the sponsor. Well, I mean... Yeah, I guess, right? I guess he does Smart it. Top's his deal? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's his, his deal. deal. No, no, yeah. it's his company. Okay, yeah. yeah. Way more than yeah, million. okay. right. m- millions. Millions. Okay, yeah, millions. All right, Kiefer. Yep. Would Michael Essie be better or worse Ooh. without Tony? <laughs> Ooh. What, what, what? I missed that question. <laughs> I'm part owl. I know, but you were very, very emphatic. I like would, uh, would Michael Essie be better or worse without Tony? <sighs> better. He, you know, there was a KTM year. Tony didn't come to the first three, four, five races. Right. And, and Suzuki. Mike, and Suzuki for a bit, mm-hmm. too. And Mike was a disaster at the KTM. At Suzuki, he podiumed without his dad there. Right. So, results Indy. are mixed. Indy. Yeah. So, all right. Next question. All right, JT. When you give Burner the keys, does he always T-bone someone? Well, Berner was working for the BTO Sports KTM team on the weekend, so he had the keys to Andrew Short and on the weekend. Yeah, keys were turned in. Yeah, so is Berner off Alessi deal? No. No, he's got kind of a weird deal. Alessi uh, pays him to train him during the week, but he helps our team on the weekends as of right now. So uh, I, th- I heard he was out. So No, no, he's fine. Okay. Uh, as of like uh, two days ago. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was with Alessi last week. And then he was with our team this weekend. All right, Brulutti. What team do you think Roxon will ride for next year? Uh, Red Bull KTM. All right, Steve. Yep. Why does Roxon's bike look be- much better than Dungey's? I don't know. I don't know. Roxon's bike looks In better? In the whoops. Oh, okay. He just pins it, bro. It's got to be Ryder at this point. I'm sure they've... You know, I think it's per- personal preference and setup. Yeah. Yeah. But good question. Whoever, yeah, yeah Moser. Yeah. Is that it? That is it. That is All right, that's been the X-Brain Goggle. Uh, yeah, all right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. We appreciate it. Um, we are going to come up next with uh, Adam Entenap, uh Privateer Hero, uh, coming up next. And uh, we'll um, – Adam Entenap is putting his new spin bike together, so he's ready to come on the show, everybody. So I just want to – let you know that. Um, that has been X-Brand Goggle, tear-off segment. X-Brand Grips, contest at com if you want to win one of the five sets. JT, we've got to let you go, or we're going to let you go because it's late where you are. So thank you for coming on, and we right, appreciate it. Good luck with the fly racing stuff and pedaling that like crazy. Make sure you tell them that Weston Pike wears it. Now, I'll, I'll let them know. And uh, we will see you at Indy this weekend. Hey, JT, how's Weston's foot? He's all right. I mean, it's. Swollen and sore, but I mean, he, you know, if he got through the weekend and was able to put 20 hard laps on it, it I'm thinking it'll only get better from when here. When did he did do you see that? the photo of it? He did yeah. it in practice. Yeah, didn't didn't practice. practice. Gnarly. Yeah. All right, let's get to this phone call. Thanks, JT. All right, see you guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya. All right, that's JT, everybody, Jason Thomas. Samantha, you've uh, been on hold for a while. Uh, you're the lady who had Alessi's back on that. Congratulations. Good job on that. Um, yeah. I love Byron Downing. All right. All right, fantastic. Um, what? Okay. Uh, let's welcome to the show. Uh, we had him on before. I don't know if you were on Berlude. No. Or you were Kiefer? No, I wasn't here. Okay. Either. I know Kenny Watson was in. Um, Adam Entenap. What's up, bud? Seven Deuce Deuce. What up? Seven Deuce Deuce on the line. Thank you for coming on the show. I know it's late where you are. We appreciate it, by the way. We, we appreciate it. Oh, where dude, are you, you know, still I, in I, Atlanta? Right now, I'm just uh, chilling in the Sam's parking lot in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, <laughs> 
putting together my brand new spin bike I got for a buck forty nine at Academy. Nice. Right now. nice. Hey, uh, Tony Berluti is on the, in the house. Uh, Brock Tickle's mechanic and Chris Kiefer works for Dirt Rider Magazine. So, yeah, I know. I know Kiefer. I know Kiefer and uh, Tony. I never knew his name, but I've seen I've seen him around. He said what's up to me a couple times. Uh, Berluti's been a mechanic since 1988. Can you believe that, Internet? That's, that's gnarly. Dude, that, that's before I was even born, bro. <laughs> Just made him feel real good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, hey, what? It's all good, though. You got to do what you love. You know what I mean? Keep doing it, run it, yep. making it happen. I mean, you're still here, so, I mean, you must be doing something, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I look at it. Hey, what did that you – listen, Antonap, did you watch the TV show? The race? Which TV? The race? The, oh, yeah. I, uh, well, I got glimpses of it. I don't – I mean, I watched a little bit on YouTube, but okay. we don't really have a TV in the rig. Antonap, uh, by the way, Privateer, 722 rides for Teddy Park's uh, experience over there. Um what what's your take on the Alessi Tickle thing? I know we've we talked a lot about it on the show, but from a from a guy who raced that track and was on the on the track, what do you what's your take on that? Dude, truthfully, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I watched it like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Holy shit, he T-bone tickle." <laughs> and then like and then like you look at it and it's like He's got his foot doing something weird. I mean, I did ride the track. I know it's icy as hell. I mean, he cut across the track majorly. But the thing I was thinking, I mean, anybody in their right mind, you got to know, if you're going to T-bone somebody that gnarly, you're both going down. So, I mean, I don't know if it was intentional or not intentional. You don't really know. And, like, I was thinking about it today because I watched that YouTube video, and, like, there's been a couple times, like, in Dallas, this kid Oswald, um, he's one of the riders, 643 on a Honda, and uh, I kind of got a bad start, and I was passing him, and I jumped this trip one of the corner, you know what I mean? I overcleared it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I just ran straight into him and T-boned him, and then you know what I mean? You're like, oh, dude, sorry, and then there's sometimes where you purposely do it, and then you're like, sorry, <laughs> so it's like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think you pretty much just covered it. Um, Hey, uh, hey! For people who want to know more about uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce, you write a column on Pulp MX uh, Weekly, and uh, we thank you for that. Have you have you got a few fans into that? Oh, for sure. I get like um, at least ten people a weekend that are like, "Dude, Seven Twenty Two! I heard you on the Pulp Show. I read your article. It's so sick. Keep it up, bro!" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Take some pictures, sign some boobies, get the job done, get out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Kiefer, I don't know if you're a Pulp Mex reader, but have you read uh, Adam's call? I did. It's, it, you can just feel the you excitement. Can just, yes, you yes. just feel it. It you captures know? the 722. It's just, it's, the whole thing should be in caps and exclamation marks, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I don't edit it too much. I try to leave it. Like this is Adam. This yeah, it's is raw. The, right, right, yeah, right. I like it. Um, no, that and that's that's kind of what I wanted to do with it too. Is just get it raw because, like, I mean, this week a little sneak peek of the uh, they'll call him, dude. We're coming out of the races, right? I'm I'm driving the van, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to drop these kids off at the airport in the morning because I drive the van behind the rig. Well, Ted and Kathy are driving the privateer journey, the um, the whole rig. And uh, they're going down the road, right? Well, they're low on gas because, of course, at Atlanta, you're indoors, so you can't have more than a quarter tank. Well, with the GPSs on the new phones, you type it up, oh, TA right down the street. So they're going to this TA, and TA is nowhere to be found. So the, 
rig runs out of gas in the middle of the ghetto, and uh-huh. Ted's walking like five miles to get gas, meets these dudes at like a, <laughs> a trucker bar, gets some like paint cans, walks another five miles to get to the gas station. It's 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> ran out of gas. I mean, dude, the stories on the road are crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a life like no other for sure. Uh, <laughs> rough couple. Oh, but before we get to that, where do you ride during the week? Like I know you're at Teddy's in Texas, which helps. But I was a, a privateer mechanic on the road forever, and traveling with a guy named Jason Fernand and and uh, and, and even Kerry Hart at one point uh, while he went, when he was racing, and we could not. The biggest thing was finding a supercross track to practice on during the week. Yeah, no, that's, like, really difficult. Like, today, like, we're just down in Georgia. We met Ted's family. I'm going to go, like, ride in the middle of the trees at his mom's house. You know what I mean? In the middle of Georgia this tomorrow. And then I think we're going to try to shoot up to this place called Dozer Dave's. We don't know yet. It depends on, you know what I mean, if it's rainy or cold. But usually, like, we have some spots. Like, last year, I went to Millsap's house. That was cool. But he kind of, like, I guess he shut that down. I'm not really sure what's going on there. But, um mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, like GPF, MTF, um, there's that, you know what I mean, on the border track or whatever, but those are still like three, four hours out of the way. And then we have certain spots, though, you know, like we've done this for about two years now, so there's and Ted's done it for more than I have, Mm -hmm. and there's certain spots we go and ride, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, Hey, kind of crappy few weeks for you. Uh, Bad crash in uh, Dallas, and this weekend your starts weren't there. I know you told me it was going to be 722 time in Atlanta. Uh, It was at one point 722, for real, Um, but uh, uh, not during the night show. But, hey, man, I guess you got to regroup and move on, huh? Yeah, I mean, it kind of is what it is for that weekend. I really, like you said, my starts were just not even close. I mean, it's much – it was 7.22 time, like you said, but that was only because it said p.m. on the clock. But <laughs> right. um, I just – I got to get those starts on point, and that's yeah. such a major factor. Like, you can see, like, by all means, like you were talking about earlier, Alessi, he's a great rider, um, but I wouldn't say he was, like, sixth place fastest maybe in lap times. I'm not sure. I don't look. But by all means, that great start helped Alessi get that good finish. And yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to get – as much as people, you know what I mean, there's some people that don't like Leslie, some people that do, and the bottom line is he has whole shot on the back of his helmet because the dude kills starts. And right now, that's a major factor in the sport. Mm-hmm. Like, you see Ken Roxon, Ryan Villapoto, Bubba. I mean, dude, there was back in the day when Bubba, you could watch him come from last and come up to second or third. Now, he crashes first lap. Yeah. He didn't, what did he finish, like 10th or 12th? 11th, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 11th. I mean, there's so many fast dudes, and everybody's so close in time that you you have to be able to get a good start. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, no, just, you're right. And with the short races, it's it's five laps, or it's six laps, five laps, four laps. There's really not much you can do mm-hmm. in that many laps. I mean, it doesn't matter. We're Everybody's closed the gap so much in lap times that if you can get out front, you can just, you know what I mean? You look at a couple lines behind the guy, you do what you got to do, and you get in the night show or get in the main event. Hey. And if you're if you're kind of back in the back, it's, it is what it is. Hey, your buddy Nick Schmidt made return to the main event this week, though. He rode well to get in. Yeah, yeah, no, Nick Schmidt doing great job getting starts like he needs to do. Uh, another buddy, Justin Sipes, just killing that LCQ. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Poo's riding that's, good. That's yep. what you – yeah, no, Poo's, Poo's riding phenomenal. 
Um, but it's all about that start. Like, who could make it out of the semi, too, but you know what I mean? When you get bad starts, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you look at, like I was looking at some of the lap times, like whose lap times in the semi were not even, you know what I mean? They weren't even close mm-hmm. to what they were in that LCQ when he ran. And he, that's because you get a good start. Yeah. You get two guys, you know what I mean? Two, three guys by you. They're all usually fast guys. You know what I mean? Maybe once in a while you get one, you know what I mean, squirrelier dude that's a little slower. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're getting fast guys. You're getting clean track. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You ride smooth. It's, it's almost like you just do it automatically. When you're in the back, you have to force it. Bro, how gnarly were those whoops this weekend? Oh, my God. I, I, I mean, for all the <laughs> listeners out there just listening and, like, for everybody, when you see the factory dudes struggling mm-hmm. and you see, like, the privateer guys jumping through them and yeah. it's faster than skimming them, yeah. those things were massive. And, like, the gnarliest part about Atlanta, I think, this year was the berm was soaking wet, the whoops were super dry, you know what I mean? Yep. And then the rhythms were, like, perfect wet. So you hit the corner, and you're going in the corner, and you're, like, outdoor peg dragon rut status, and then it bogs your bike down because the rut is so deep that it's holding your pegs back. And to go through big whoops like that, you've got to be in, like, fourth gear. So you're getting dragged down at the beginning, and then you go into these things. Mm-hmm. They're dry as a bone, so your rear wheels, so you're down a gear. Your rear wheels just like, yeah just sliding all the way around the whole thing and there's huge chuckles in them because yeah. it's not building ruts because they're dry and then they're like 10 20 freaking feet apart mm-hmm. and it's like oh my god do you want to kill us dirt works or what yeah. <laughs> hey it's Kiefer. um how good's your honda dude everybody's kind of talking trash about the hondas but i'm a, I actually like the honda and what do you think about your bike what's done to your bike what do you have done besides obviously suspension but what's done to your motor um, Tokyo Mods and California Coast Plumbing are, like, helping me out a bunch. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> I know I got some, like, flat valves, uh, some, like, you know what I mean? And then I got a high-compression piston, and you know what I mean? It's really, it's pretty basic, actually. And then with that Vortex ignition, dude, the thing just lights up. But other than that, the biggest thing on, like, the chassis part of it, to tell you the truth, I, I'm more towards the 12 the year 12, I had that thing set up super, super good. And then I hopped on this 14 because I rode a 12 in 13 also. Right. And then um, I hopped on the 14, and it was just totally different. I mean, I figured out a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what I did to it, we, uh, we took the rear shock. We had to lower the rear shock a little bit. Um, you take, you know what I mean, you get the offset triple clamps in the front, so it pushes that front end out a little bit so it's not so knifey. Because the front end, it's like, like you guys were talking about a little earlier, it's so heavy. Like, the thing feels like it's, like, it's just stink bugged out. Mm-hmm. And the more you can get it, like, for me, my riding style, I like it back more. And I set my front forks really, really stiff. And then I got my rear shock a little bit softer with a little bit lower lowered shock and just, um, the offset forks, and it just it seems to work pretty good. Hey, what's I your really? What's your brother doing? Ahead. Um, brother broke his wrist at, and his foot at Oakland. He, uh-huh. I guess, like he uh, he hit the triple, 
and there's two guys that rolled it on the outside in practice, so he cut in hard, and his rear wheel slid out, and uh, he hit the triple and didn't quite make it. And right now he's kind of he's like in a couple casts, and he's um, hating life. Just kind of getting back into it. Yeah, I mean he's hating life. Everybody knows how bad it if, sucks to sit on the couch. Anybody but out there's he's never what he can. If you never met Tyler or Adam, like Tyler's super mellow and quiet, and then you have Adam. <laughs> Under the spectrum, it's just, you got the seven deuce deuce, and then you have Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, and then you got Adam. You know that's how it is. You know, oh. he's like Tyler's. Tyler's like this. He's like, hey, bro, what's up? What yeah. are you doing? Super yeah. mellow. Uh, hey, also too, uh, you're in the unseated practice out there, and God, I don't envy you guys. If someone's trying to put in a fast lap, especially this weekend, there were yellows everywhere. Dude slipping and sliding, Dude. The, the, the double after. Oh the, my god! Oh, it's tough. You man. don't even get me started on the freaking beat practice. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm out there, right? I'm hitting the rhythm section, and I go double, and then I'm like, okay, go to the right, Cowie lane on top of the jump, yeah, and then I'm like, oh, back to the left, Honda on the tabletop, yeah, <laughs> oh, guy down in the corner, back to the right, yeah, right. and it's like. It's like sometimes it works out for you because you're like, dang, that was a sick line. I didn't even think of that. And then right. sometimes you're like, dude, you're such a squid fool. Don't even, what are you even doing? Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. Sometimes, and then sometimes you're like, oh, my God, that was a gnarly laugh. And then you're rolling, and then some guy's like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I'm going to Florida after Indy. Before Daytona? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you, you going to be down there? Dude, you know I'm going to be down there. I'm gonna, I'll try to get you at Chad's house. Or, I don't like. I don't know if I can get a bunch of dudes or what, but I'll try to get you at, in with Chad's house. Chad's a pretty cool guy. Uh, uh, Villapoto, maybe. Uh, no no promises, but let me try to find you somewhere to ride that week. So. No, hey, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever you can do, just hook me up. I know, I know how it goes. I mean, yeah. everybody – with it's just like it's so hard because you got people doing stuff it's like who knows what chad reed's got going on who knows what villa porter's got going on you gotta yeah. photo shoot a test ride whatever but if it works out if and you can get yeah. it if you're working yeah, yeah if you can make it happen the seven deuce deuce is about it if you can't <laughs> yeah. oh well i'll find something <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll ride in a sam's parking lot or something you'll figure it out um no that's what i'm that's what i'm saying yeah, i got a yeah. bright red bike right i'm sitting in the sam's parking lot uh hey Empty. how's teddy parks jr is he okay um, uh, he's a little banged up. Okay. He, uh, right. he, he, uh, he broke his foot on Wednesday. Oh. Uh, his left foot. He didn't break, break it, but he cracked yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. And then he was riding, he was riding at race day and he put pressure on his other foot and he cased this jump, like taking pressure off of his left foot. Cause he knew it was going to case it. Well, when he put the pressure on the right foot, it's like pink and he cracked that one too. So, oh. I mean, right now he's, he's in a little bit of pain. For sure. Uh, he said he's going to try to ride next week. So, you know what I mean? With modern yeah. medicine and, you know what I mean? Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's great to see him in the main event. He rode fantastic to get into that main in Dallas. So, uh, Dude, yeah. that was so sick. Dude. I was like, this guy's on the gas. Hey, one of the things I wrote about was I want to see like an anchorman style brawl between Gus Gus and Teddy Parks. Uh, would you guys be able to take them, do you think? Just the me all- and Ted, me and Ted versus Gus and his guys. Yeah, you uh, Schmidt, the, all the all the Teddy guys versus the Gus Gus guys. Just a a battle of Royale in the parking lot. I'd love to see it. 
Uh, okay, done. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> That's not even a contest. Dude. Great. Great. Now I'm going to get in trouble because mm-hmm. Etanap's going to tell the hey. AMA that I did it. Hey, I'm like, you know, I'm like 6'1", yeah. 200 pounds. Yeah. Just benching massive weight, like 350 in the gym. <laughs> like, I'm just yoked. He was just an uh, Indy at the combine. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Dude, hey, hey, when we do the tent, I lift the whole thing up with one hand. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to hear. Hey, uh, Internet, thank you for coming on, man. It's 1130 where you are. We, we wanted to touch in, touch base with you, get an update on what's going on in the 7 Deuce Deuce life, and uh, I think our listeners enjoy it. Um, you're a true privateer working hard, putting together a spin bike in a Sam's parking lot. That's what, that's what it's all about. Thank you, man. Oh, you know it. I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks to all my sponsors, Fly Racing, TPJ, Wander Reese, California Coast Plumbing, Tokyo Mod, Scott Goggles, Alpenstar Boots, Asterix, everybody else. You know what I mean? Everybody helping me out. I appreciate it a bunch. And, uh, thanks for having me on the show, boys. And, uh, hope to talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Later. Adam Entenap, everybody. Seven deuce deuce. He's a character. Huh? Now you know, Berlut. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to him yeah. a little bit before. Isn't he buddies like with uh, Hill and stuff? Is he from up that area? I don't know. No, Hill, he, uh, he's like in Santa Barbara area. He's from yeah. up, like Lompoc. Schmidt is from uh, uh, up there in Washington. Nick Schmidt. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, they, but, they're, they're bigger guys. They look similar on a bike. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Schmidt's the got the hair. No, no. Yeah. I, I know what. I, I know them both. But how cool is that? Internet's like, yeah, Berluti's giving me the what's up. There's yeah. no ego on Berlute. No. Factory, factory mechanic, you know. No, stop it. No, I'm some like if you don't, soon. you wouldn't see him though. You, you'd be like, kind of. I don't know if I should talk to Berlute because he looks gnarly, you know. Oh, he's intense. I yeah. am. I am intense. He is I, intense. I, I, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's good. I was the same way. <laughs> race time. I uh, am until until right. Muffin wanted to beat me up at Binghamton, and I'm like, Ooh. ah, never mind. I'm not intense anymore. <laughs> Muffin literally wanted to beat me up, so I was like, okay, I better not. Um, I think it's appropriate for this show. We've been cold calling Kenny. I think we're two for five for pickups um, where he's actually picked up. So let's try him again tonight. Can I bet that he answers? Wow. Do, can we, do we want to do a wager? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know if he knows the show's number. You know what I mean? I don't know what he's doing. or like. What? You've I think called he picks him enough. Up. Don't th- you think he knows it? No, it's Kenny. Oh, okay. Don't you know Watson? Yeah, I know him. I work with him. All right. Yeah. So let's try. Let's do you try. want to do the optic read first or this? Uh Let's do the let's let's do the optics read. Yeah, All let's right. do that. Good, good job. Okay, cool. All right, ladies. Tell me and, about optics, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got great news. I got amazing news, actually. Optrix has just lowered the price on their XD5 case to no ninety nine. No, you're kidding. I am serious. Stop Steve. it. A hundred dollars for one of the baddest case out there, Optrix. You can still use the pulp code uh, to get to 15% off, and you can also use pulp 20 to get 20% off. With the XD5 at $100 and the 20% off, that's math. You guys figured that out. Phenomenal. It's awesome. Did you get your optics? No, you didn't. Yeah, I got one. Oh, okay, you haven't used yep. it yet? I haven't gotten to Hawaii okay. yet. I'm going to use it Waiting on the sea turtle. Fly. I tested it this weekend out at riding. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Berm shots, helmet cam. I was scared to throw it up on my helmet. I would be too. It was fine. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I was impressed. Things Keeper, are sturdy. Keeper, you want one? What is it? You don't know what it is? Oh, no. Cool. Oh, it's the sickest Bro, case this is, kids le- this is kids' legendaries. I got, I got no Jimmy on mine. I'm raw dog Ooh, in it. That's right sketchy. Here. Yeah. Uh, is that a five? Is... That's a 4S. Oh, okay. It's old. So what is it, like a hard it. case deal, or what is it? It's basically like uh, a GoPro case 
for your phone. You can go 33 feet underwater with it. You can drop it off three stories. Oh. Uh, it comes with little mounts, depending on which one you get. It comes with little mounts where you can put it on your helmet or your chest, similar to the stuff that you can do with a GoPro, so but instead of you using your phone. It's we actually, uh, Oh, really it's badass. Is. Yeah. We got one guy who sent an email not too long ago in where he dropped his phone with optics case white water rafting got it like six months later and it was fine wow let's get me one and That's do it a, a magazine review let's do it tits, tits. You heard that. we will get tits on it did you ever you never met tits you never came here uh i get them tickets to the enduro cross but that's, that's as far as it got <laughs> sounds about right right <laughs> I'm not even oh, going to start. Okay. I'm not even going to start. All right. Just another. I'm glad his legacy is living on. All right. Let's time to call cold call Kenny. Of course, with the Bronx Tickle, Michael Essie thing and the RCH thing. Uh, uh, he'll probably uh, have some opinion on this deal. Um, I did talk to him yesterday in full disclosure. I did talk to the uh, the man known as Vegas K-Dub. Let's uh, do, 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 do. Cold calling Kenny, cold calling Kenny, cold call Kenny. Yeah, you need a song for that. I know, we should have a little intro, right? Yeah. Where's our Jeopardy music? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do it. No way. He's he's, going to make me lose my bet. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging. Cold calling Kenny. That sounded like a red button to me. Are we going for a second time? Uh, Maybe we'll try again. Yeah, Mm. maybe we can uh, can try again and uh, see see what's up. With with with, uh, with uh, our buddy Kenny, um, we only took one commercial break. Correct. Let's take another one right now. BTOsports.com, Pulp MX Show, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X Brand Grips, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, A Cherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, Eight Ten Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing, all on board with us. We'll take our second commercial break of the night. Perhaps I will reach out to Kenny officially and see if he wants to come on. Nick Way is still coming on. Chris Kiefer's in studio. Tony Berluti's in studio. We got your emails. We got your voicemails to play. We got more Atlanta Supercross talk. We got to talk about Davalos. Winning. Absolutely. We got to talk about Adam Cincerillo pulling the whole shot from the uh, LCQ and in the main event from that go- gate pick. Much, much more coming on the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be back. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mm-hmm. Mic check. Tech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 
For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pit 
Brands, and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. And use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? Yeah! 
It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Show presented by BTOSports.com. Hey, you want to use the same products as Suzuki's James Stewart, multi-time Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers, and freestyle god Robbie Renner? What about the same handlebars as Kyle, Kyle Chisholm? Choose Vortex as well as Sprockets. Vortex offers a V3 motocross bar that is 29% stronger than the competition. 
You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research and development into testing these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. Want a deal at Vortex? Check out our sponsored deals if you need bars and sprockets. Vortexracing.com. And thanks to Vortex, we gave away uh, a pair of tickets to Indianapolis uh, Supercross this weekend. So thanks to those guys. Berluti, welcome back. Uh, good choice. Yeah. I forgot like about this song. Yeah, you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Forgot yeah. all about it. Yeah. Good song. Good. Thanks. Uh, Mom, thanks. I'm coming home. This one. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your approval. Yeah, Appreciate no problem. It, uh, Just want to keep your listeners happy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, by the way, at Cherubis, uh founded over 40 years ago, uh, most of the teams in the pits have used the Cherubis at one point or another. Chad Reed, Factory Red Bull KTM, um, Factory Monster Kawasaki, all use a Cherubis plastic. And, of course, uh, Chad Reed's got his own little special coloring of a Cherubis plastic at Cherubis.com. We thank those guys for coming on. Um, well, we tried to cold call Kenny. It didn't work out. Try it again. It didn't work out. But let's, uh, let's try again. Part of the song too. It is, yeah, it is. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, leave the music. This is gonna be our background song. Perfect timing. Not bad, right? Yeah. How oh, I do it? Hello. Kenny Watson. Who is this? Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. It's Steve Mathis, your old co-host. <laughs> Oh God! Welcome to the show. Uh, really, I'm on. I'm on this show. Yeah, yeah. I know you went to the DMXS party on Friday, and I'm going to forgive that. I'm going to forgive that, Watson, and allow you back Dude, on this show. That was a good time. That was a really good time. Those guys know how to party. I went to the Pulp MX party on Friday night, so don't worry. The was- funny thing. The funny thing is, I seen Wagon there, and I'm like, hey, and he's like, oh no, Mathis wouldn't come, and I'm like, ah, figures. Like, they, everyone said that, you know, they were going to go, they'd buy your drinks, you could hang out, and you're like, nah, I'm over it. Yeah, I had my own Pulp MX party in my hotel room. It was me and no one else. It was fun. Yeah, it was you and about 80 pair of goggles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good point. Hey, uh, Tony Berluti's in studio. Do you know Tony at all? Very well. Um, and uh, Chris Kiefer. K-Dub, what's up? What's up, Berlute? Kiefer, what's up? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh... Got, 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 got good road stories about both those guys very well. <laughs> oh, about Kiefer, too? Wow. Oh, I did not know. Oh, that's not a be good. You, you, you should not know. You should not you, know. There's a, there's a lot you do not know about me, Mathis. Uh, no, no, I know, I know. I, my favorite Watson road story, by far, is uh, Minneapolis, PJ1 team, staying in the trailer. Oh, that was with, a good one. With a bucket. Just a bucket oh, to poop. Just a bucket. Just a, bu- a bucket and a flashlight and a garbage bag to throw the waste in. <laughs> Rode all the way from like Texas to Minneapolis. No, let me let me oh. correct you. Oh. From Daytona. Yeah, further, further. <laughs> never um, came out. Never came out. They said there's no way. I go. I will never come out. They would stop. I got food, everything I needed for a day and a half. I slept and I stayed in that trailer in the dark, in the middle of the winter. <laughs> what was that all so, about? Uh, it was just like there was no room in the truck, and I had to get there. Wow! There was there was no room in the in the dually, so I had to either ride in the trailer or yeah. don't go. No and light. I said, Flash you know light. what? I have big plans. I'm I want to be a co-host of a radio show someday, so <laughs> I have to pay my dues. <laughs> oh. Hey, listen, Kenny. We had Mike Genova and Mike Alessi on the show 
earlier. Treat. And we what might, a treat. That must have been. And we might have John Gallagher on later on uh, if it works out from the uh, AMA slash FIM. Um, yeah. Tony, Tony did a good hey, job of biting his tongue. But Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, if does, does the AMA, they, do they sanction the outdoor motocross series? No. I don't believe it's so. Not. They have something to do with it, but not really, because it is an so, AMA title still. So if someone if someone is on probation from the AMA, does that carry over to Supercross too? Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, I do not know if anyone's ever looked into that, but yeah. he is on probation and he broke probation for so. Yeah. Anyways, that's just another uh, another theory oh, I yeah. have. But no, no, it's all look, good. Look. So, um, Berluti did a good job of biting his tongue and, and, and all that. Uh, Mike, Come on. He, come on. He, did he really? He, he did. Berluti did a good job of that. Well, thank you, Steve. Wow. Uh, um, but um, Mike told Tony that it was his clutch that let go. On the show, he said he did not mean to do that. He meant to come in and scare Brock. The video says others. Uh, I did feel like Mike Alessi was, felt bad, Kiefer. I mean – he came across as feeling bad. Maybe not as like what we wanted, but yeah, I mean, he he felt bad, but he wasn't uh, straight up about it. You know, he's kind of dancing around. He just needs to be straight up and be apologetic. And, and like totally. I said, need to be apologetic to Berlin. Yeah, he wasn't too. that. He wasn't, yeah, he that. wasn't that. Um, but you Dude, know, I look at it this way: if Michael Essie just liked the laser, they denied, 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 and then finally they're like, "Up, oh, okay, Mike or Jeff did do it." Okay, if, if 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 Mike just would have said, hey, you know what, man, I was frustrated. The guy passed me. He was I, I was eight seconds in front of him with three laps to go, and he caught me and he passed me. I was just super frustrated, and you know what? My anger got the best of me, and I made a mistake. I screwed up. It would have been so much better, so much better. Mm-hmm. But when you keep keep denying that you did it on purpose, and, you know, the video shows it all, I mean, and everyone's saying, oh, this has been going on in motocross for 30 years. Well, 30 years ago, they didn't have video where you could go back and watch it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's you know, like I, I know Mike, I know Tony, and I know that whole family. I understand what their theories are in the universe and all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, you cry wolf long enough, you know what? No one's going to believe you. You know, you can cry and you could say I'm this and I did this and everyone's out to pick on me. And you know what? Just, just the way I look at it. If you do, if you keep making mistakes and you keep doing it time and time and time again, you know what? It's, it's, it's still like, you know, if you talk about like Vince Freeze and, you know, Michael Lee and all these guys that are always saying, why, why are they always blaming me? Why are they always blaming me? Because you put yourself in those situations. If you don't put yourself in those situations, you're not going to have a problem. You know, and Mike, I could, I could, I could hear what Mike said right now. Mike's probably saying everyone's out to get their team. They're always picking on their team. They're always talking this and they're, they're that. Dude, I don't think they've ever had a problem until the Alessi can't win to Moto Concepts. Wow, that's that's kind of what I said a little bit, and I agree. They, Mike Genova did make it out to be a little bit of a. What, did he give you the time? card? Hey, we're not cool like everybody. We just do our own thing and this and that and everybody. We're not in their clique. Let I mean, me, that's, let me that's ask a, you this, though. Let me ask you this, Kenny. If if the situation was reversed and it was Tickle doing the same thing to Alessi, which I don't think would ever happen. Brock does not ride like that. 
But okay. let's let's say it was, and he's gotten into it with Shorty, but nothing like that. Um, do you feel the outrage is the same, or do you th- do you feel like the no. industry slash fans are have had it with the eight hundred and the team and everything else? And and again, the laser gate thing, Mike had nothing to do with it, but he's he's shrouded with that. He's got the blanket of it on it on him. I personally, it's my personal opinion of it. If that, for instance, for instance. And this is the respect I've always give Tony or any other team manager or any other rider. If they have an issue, they could come talk to us, and I will grab the rider, and we can talk about it. Just like last week in Dallas, Tony thought there was an issue with Josh Hill and Mike. He came over. Josh said, uh, no, nothing was intentional. I don't even think I touched him. And that was the end of the story. Mm-hmm. When Tony, when this happened this weekend, I text Tony. I tried to talk to Tony. He wouldn't even give me the time of the day. That's what pissed me off about the whole thing with Tony. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's a problem, it's a problem. If something would have happened on our team, I would have said, you know what? He was wrong, and you know what? That's just the way it is. And you know what? We apologize for a team if we you know, hurt anybody or did anything. But there's a bigger picture here people don't understand. And to maybe they don't understand, and um, Mr. Part-Time John Gallagher doesn't understand, is that, you know what? We have of sponsors that pay millions and millions of dollars, okay? If something would have happened because of the negligence of Michael Essie hurting Brock Tickle, okay, I'm not talking about, you know, breaking his leg, but I'm talking seriously paralyzing him or hurting him where he cannot ride his motorcycle again. There's more things going on that people realize. Like, we just can't call you know, Chris blows to say, hey, come ride our bike next week. Mm-hmm. We have to go through Suzuki. We have to go through our sponsors. We have, there's a lot more stuff going on. And a lot of people don't realize that, that he jeopardized more than, than just Brock Tickle's health and his night. Mm-hmm. There was, there's a way bigger picture involved. And that's all I'm trying to get so, at. And what's done is done, but I think an apology and admitting you're wrong is you're wrong. Yeah, I don't feel like they really did that. I mean, I just don't. Mike, Mike did. Mike kind of did. Yeah. He said he I, look. I t-boned him. I was wrong, but he said he was trying to like scare Brock, and the video kind of doesn't show that. The, the, scare you know. Brock? I mean, dude, this was the way I look at it. This guy is a professional motorcycle rider. He's been riding a motorcycle before he was even learned how to piss in the toilet. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you look at the tape, when he when he is passed, he is going down the straightaway in the race line. He comes out of the race line and drifts wide to go straight to the corner. Mm-hmm. The guy rolled, he rode over two sets of ruts. Mm-hmm. He was never even trying to make the corner. No. He had one thing, in, in, one thing on his mind, and that was to hit Brock Tickle. Okay? If you're going to scare him, fine. Pull the clutch in and slam the brakes on and rev your bike. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you look at the video, his back wheel yeah. never stops moving. Okay? Never stops moving. There's a roost, and then the tire's moving with no roost. That so, means he's coasting. Like, in your opinion, he's intentionally – because, like, we talked about it earlier. Like, what are you thinking as a rider, if I'm Mike, and, you know, I don't have Mike unless he's speed or experience, but I certainly have raced a little bit. There's no way that Mike if, – if he's going, okay, I'm going to knock Tickle down. I'm going to get him. There's no way Mike saves that. He goes down too. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the, what's, what's the purpose? You know. I think I think he like, just shut his brain. I think he shut his brain off yeah. for that split second and went back into the the old mini bike mode. And you know, I, I really believe when you're when you're 
raised and you're that pedigree of that type of person, <laughs> it you it it comes back. It yeah. comes back. I mean, it's you know, you put your left shoe on first and that's what you learn. That's what you do. You yeah. do that. And he's had moments in and out. You're gonna take at Anaheim. I don't know what number it was. And if everyone remembers, he's coming out of the whoops. Mm-hmm. And he was going right for the middle of James's bike. James checked up and he missed him and he went off the fucking the berm, correct? Yeah. He screwed up right there. So you can't tell me right there that that wasn't intentional, that he was doing that on purpose. Do you, this is bullshit. Do you feel like the uh, $4,000 fine and probation was enough? Or, I mean, I heard from people that RC wanted twenty five grand, and I think that's a little excessive for what these guys make. Myself, no, what do you, I don't. Okay. I, I, it doesn't matter because if there's a precedence that, hey, there's a big fine involved here, if you're going to uh, – I mean, I can understand racing's racing, and you bang into someone, you yeah. block past them. If you're going for a championship or you're going for a race win, okay, I get that. You're going to pay the fine. You're going to do what you got to do. But for a heat race, and all those guys know that, that it's a $4,000 fine, <laughs> dude, they're going to do that all day long. And, and what John Gallagher is trying to say is he's trying to get the respect and teach these guys that they can't do that. If they're going to teach someone and make them realize that they're going to get penalized, $4,000 is nothing, okay? They, if they took his purse away and his whole shop money, the guy still made 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's like him going racing and DNF the race and, you know, getting his money just to start. The guy still made money, mm-hmm. okay? He's still going to make money from his points fund at the end of the year, more than that. Right. He's going right. to make, you know, so they didn't, they didn't do anything. It's, it's not like they took anything away from Mike. You know, and I think, and, and, and don't even call it Mike. Call it, you know, you know, call it. Let's call it a, you know, another rider. Anybody you want to pick. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who the rider is. If you're going to ride negligence like that and and bodily harm someone, you need to pay the penalty. Because what happens if you really would have injured Brock? Uh, yeah, we, well, we we talked about that. It was close to. It could have happened. It wasn't far off. Here's what I want to say. Okay, the scare tactic. We've all raced. We've all done that, right? Yeah. Scare tactics is usually, you know, you're behind somebody going into the turn. Yeah. Brock Tickle's going 30 miles an hour when he hits him. Brock Tickle rails that berm, and he's probably going 30 miles an hour about that time. Yeah. That's how I look right, at it. Right, right. He's accelerating. He's yeah. out. He's, he's, there's no scaring happening. There's yeah, no yeah. scaring happening right, there. Right, right. Dude, he passed Brock Tickle and blew his tear-offs off. He went by him so fast. So the bottom line is huh? I even told Mike, and when I talked to Mike at the track, I said, dude, he caught you and he passed you. What were you thinking? Him tr- now he's trying to scare him. His stories have changed three times. It was my clutch. I missed my break. I did this. Mm-hmm. Dude, now you're trying to scare him. Fess up. <laughs> I screwed up. You weren't trying to scare shit. Only one that got scared was probably you when he went blowing by you. I mean, dude, he rides the main event. He whole shots and then lets people pass him. You know what I mean? Right. Like. If, if that was anybody else, I truly believe that he wouldn't have tried to. How is he going to scare a guy that was eight seconds behind him right. and that caught him? Yeah. He told me, yeah, Brock was going faster. Brock was riding way better than me. Yes, he was. So, uh, then what were you thinking? And, and you also didn't like the way Tony, uh, Lessie, and you go ways back with Tony. You got them to go on a, which, by the way, Did. was the funniest tweet Did. I heard all I, so, I know Tony. I've known those guys 20 years. Yeah. Okay? I've known Tony. When back in the day, when he told me he was going to make Mike and Jeff the, the you know Supercross champions when they were on PWs at Paris, and Tony was the announcer, I know them very well. 
okay? I know Tony. I know their program. Mm -hmm. And if everyone wants to bring this back, when Tony was on the show and he got banned and he was all bummed, calling me all upset, I was there milking him through it and telling him it was going to be okay. Everybody was worried about him. Pookie thought that he was going to come blow your house up, and right. I said, "Man, we're mellow out." Right, Tony, you know, and I talked <laughs> yeah. this guy off. No, ledge. you, you, uh, you were a voice of reason to Tony on that Lasergate show. Scary, scary enough, but Kenny was. Yeah, and right. talked him I off the do ledge. Not, yeah. I do not, and still to this day, I've lost. I, I've had respect for Tony and what he's been trying to do. He's calling me. We talk about things. He asks me questions. I share stuff with him. Right, but that is never going to happen again. I've lost. Tons and tons and tons of respect for him by the way they've handled this situation. It's water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. We have, I, I don't even really even want to talk about this anymore because they're winning. They're winning. RCH, Brock Tickle has lost for a few reasons. Brock Tickle was finally healthy. He was riding the best he's ever ridden before Mike did that. Now he has an injury again. His ribs are jacked up. Yeah, he told me his ribs you are know, jacked up again. Yeah, yeah. His, he's jacked up. And you know what? He, they, there was major damage to the motorcycle that we had to pay for that came out of our parts account. You know, it took a good race out of, away from us. Mm-hmm. I, I'm through even dealing with this. They're winning because they didn't, their penalty wasn't enough. He still made money. He got slapped on the hand. Nothing was going to happen to him. And that's not their fault. Right. That is John Gallagher's fault. If I'm pointing the finger at anybody, I'm pointing it at John Gallagher. They did it. It's over and done with. They had to sign a piece of paper. They signed it. They did their deal. Right. Done. It's over with. There's nothing anyone's going to change or do. Yeah. But I think, really think that for the sport of Supercross and Motocross, how it's growing, you need to get people in there that are in the trenches every single day. If it's mechanics, truck drivers, riders, team owners, AMA, flaggers, you know, anybody. Not a guy that works a nine-to-five job and then shows up at the weekend on a hobby with iron-on logos on his frickin' team shirt that he wears and, and stands on the floor because he's the referee and can't even see the whole track and is making decisions off of what other people say is bullshit in my eyes. The sport's never going to get any better. It's always going to stay the same. And you know what? It's a joke. It's a total joke, and I'm not mad at Mike and Jeff for that. And they could be, I'm sure they're probably pissed off that they had to pay $4,000. Mm-hmm. But if I was them, I would be rimming John Gallagher because it should have been way worse. Right, right. I did speak to John about it. I like John Gallagher. I, I have a lot of time for him. Um, I did speak to him earlier. And what I found strange and I think should be reviewed, John told me they can't go back and look at film until after the race. So the, John saw it on the floor, but, you know, we all know that it wasn't, a you know, when a split-second thing happens, you can't see it, but... I can't believe they don't have access to the TV to totally break that's, down this thing. That's, 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 that's total bullshit because I went, when it all went down, I, I, first I wanted to make sure Brock was okay. Yeah. I didn't care about him racing. And what about My Berluti? biggest concern was he was okay. <laughs> okay? I knew once I heard he was okay, I wanted to be there to defuse the situation. I didn't want to go down there and scream and yell because I know how these people operate. There's nothing going to be done. So I went into the manager's tower. I seen Kevin from AMA, and I said, hey, do you think we could talk about this? And he goes, I just got the video. We're going to review it after the race. And I said, why after the race? He said, because we don't have time. There's other races going on, and we have to be down here. I said, okay, no hmm. problem. Okay, all right. All right. Maybe, no I, maybe, maybe I didn't understand it, yeah. Um, That's what they told me. Right. 
And, you know, there's a bunch of other crap that's involved here, but it's not even worth talking and giving these guys any more press talking right. about it because Amen. they're winning. They're Amen. winning. Because, you know what, they're not going to get any press no matter what. Look what Mike did. He whole shot and led the race. People don't give a shit about that. No, I told you know? we talked about that. Yeah, no, we talked about that. You know what that. I mean? He, yeah. he, 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 tarted, he, he totally freaking ruined himself again. And now he's behind the, the eight ball again. You know what? He's behind the eight ball again. Do you think he's ever going to get a factory ride? Do you think he's ever going to do anything in this sport? No, because he keeps re- he keeps doing the same shit <laughs> yeah. over and over again. And it sucks because you know what? Away from the track, I know those guys are good-hearted people, and they just make really poor decisions. Really, really poor decisions. Uh, and coming coming for me, that's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> hey, for me Kenny. to be saying someone makes poor decisions, <laughs> Kenny. Yes, sir. Did you hear that uh, Roxon won this week? Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen that on TV. Oh, okay. Well, let's um, was... let's move on to a little bit more of the race. Uh, with we've got our own Mafia Motor Cruise, Nick Way. Do you want to stand on a bit, Kenny, or do you got you got to go? If Nick's on the phone, I'll stay on Nick. That guy, Nick Way. Welcome. I owe him a shifter and a brake pedal, though. <laughs> Why? Yeah, give it up. Why? What? 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 Oh uh, yeah, because. Um, after um, we didn't have the proper brake pedal, but a Cowie one will work on a Suzuki. After Mike bent our three thousand dollar work Suzuki <laughs> brake pedal, so uh, Nick was kind enough to bring over a, a, a stock uh, Moto Mafia brake pedal that we used. So he was he saved the day. Um, I who knew a Cowie and a Suzuki had the same brake pedal? Right. Well, when you got it, when you got it, could have made it work, but that, that's not that's not. <laughs> Berlut did make it work. He fabbed it right there on the spot, broke out some files, a grinder, and he hey, was on it. Speaking of that, I thought I was going to see like a white-haired Watson with his uh, windbreaker jacket with the top snap only done up, with his bandana hanging out the back, coming down to just elbow someone's <laughs> ear. <laughs> nah, uh, those days have changed. And I told, my I, told I told Kyle Bentley, I told Kyle Bentley, I said, "You better not be getting too limpy without Jimmy Wilson by your side down here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, dude. It was, dude. Believe it or not, when we went into the to the AMA, Berlut was ready to choke somebody though. That was pretty good. He was. I never, I've never seen that. I've never seen Berlut get that heated. I was loving it. Uh, when we went into the AMA truck, the first time in my career that I was the voice of reason and was trying to be mellow, with, and we had a couple guys in there that were pretty heated, and, yeah. you know, it's pretty funny, and, you know, Ricky Carmichael has, you know, pretty good credentials, and I'm not saying that he's the captain now and he's Jesus Christ or anything, but I think that he would know what proper, you know, riding etiquette is and what's what's clean oh, and what's yeah. not, and we're we're talking to the... Referee, I don't even want to say his name because it's Gallagher. Oh, and stop Gallagher, it. Don't Gallagher's be... a joke to me. Come you know, on. Comedian no, come Gallagher. on. Come on. <laughs> you think he should have had some watermelons? <laughs> smashing watermelons? Yeah. You see him with a wood sledgehammer <laughs> smashing watermelons. I like John Gallagher. He's a good guy. Uh, well, he, he makes poor decisions, too. But I'm just very upset with his decision. And I tweeted about it, and we're going to move on forward from it, and there's nothing we can do, but... I know that we're going to have a target, and he's going to be looking for if Brock or Josh even bump a guy, they're probably going to throw a fine I, at us. But we'll just give him a blank check and tell him to hold on to it. It's Nick, all good. Nick, I did hear from people that Mark Johnson and Ricky Carmago were very upset, and Kenny Watson was talking calmly, trying yeah. to work this out. That's wow. what I heard from people that 
or close to the situation. Impressive, Kenny. You know? Great. He's come a long way from the Moto Triple X days where he wanted to fight Roy Jansen for stickers. <laughs> no, I never wanted to fight Roy Jansen. He was kicking me out of the pits, and he had, he had the police come in because we were giving away stuff, and he told me to stop. And Deegan goes, are you really going to listen to that guy? What's he going to do? So I kept doing it, and Roy said, Kenny, the last time I'm going to tell you, if not, you're going to be arrested for trespassing. And he said, <laughs> I mean it. Brian's like, yeah, right. He's, no one's ever got arrested for giving out shit in the pits. And I said, no, what? you're right. Next thing I know, someone taps on my shoulder. There's a cop there. They handcuff me. They put me in the car in Dallas in the pits. They drive me through the middle of the pits in the middle of the day, handcuffed to <laughs> the back of the car. Take me to the outside thing. Roy walks up, and he goes, Kenny, will you please stop? And I go, yep, I'll stop. <laughs> You got my attention, Roy. But um, from that that's day not the on, story Roy, I heard. That's not the story I heard, Watson. Yeah, right. <laughs> from that day on, Roy has always been cool because he said, I really respect that you stand behind what you did that much that you were willing to go to jail. I said, well, I really wasn't willing to go to jail that much. I said, sorry, <laughs> let me out of here. <laughs> Mafia Moto Cruz, Nick Way on the line, uh, talking about Atlanta Supercross. Nick, uh, you uh, the track looked tough man getting back to the racing the track looked like it was you guys were jumping through the whoops i mean we're talking the best riders in the world and you guys ruddy and shitty and broken down and it, it looked like it took took its toll on a lot of guys yeah i mean it wasn't so bad it wasn't like super rad for racing honestly right i mean obviously obviously if you could get like a good run out of the corner the whoops were they weren't so hard i didn't think like to blitz them but it was just getting out of the corner to get some speed into them honestly mm-hmm. and then once that like one line broke down in the long set of whoops and even the short set, like you could jump to him pretty easily. So that was obviously made it a lot less mm-hmm. technical, I would say. So you, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best for racing. And honestly, like, I mean, I think like, uh, you know, I got a, I went off the track in the first corner and I think, and Stewart crashed and then him and I passed each other a couple of times and then Josh Hill and Stewart and I passed each other a couple of times and then, Mm-hmm. I didn't jump the triple probably six times, and I didn't jump that double across the start or four, five, six times because there's every you know what I mean like everyone was just you had to kind of be aggressive to make any moves, and it was obviously all about the start. So yeah, especially you know what, track, Nick? These, I'll give it to you though. Your kit this weekend looked pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean it's pretty typical. I look, I look rad. <laughs> I look yeah. like I'm. Gonna, oh. I look like I'm. So fast. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, X Brown goggles are terrific to me. I mean, they look fantastic again this weekend. Could, could hey, did you it. see that picture of Jimmy? Uh, top Jimmy on the podium. I don't know what race it was when he's pulling and he's stretching and he's making this with Diana. Face. With Diana, yes, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's a that's a really good picture, by the way. Yeah, no, it, it is. Sorry, we're talking about Nick Way, but not right. talking about it. Uh, Nick Way, you ready? Hey, do you guys? Hey, do you guys know X X Brown's making grips? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I saw that. That's yeah. awesome. No. Best grips out there. Blowing up. Um, yeah. Kiefer, we're going to get Kiefer a set, and he's going to um, put him in Dirt Rider magazine, and sales are going to fly, fly off the hand. You, are you a grip now? Are you a grip rep now? Uh, <laughs> I may be a grip rep. I don't know how that works. I mean, the last thing I want to do is see, see how, how even your tie wire skills are. You're out of your mind, dude. It's going to be tic-tac-toe up on there. Double, double, <laughs> double wire. You know, pull it tight. Uh, put three with across. Those. I got it. Don't worry, I got it. With your ba- with your bailing wire. Um, with my bailing wire. Uh, hey, um, uh, Nick, you ran into seven fans. You told me who told you that uh, you are the only reason they listen to this show. That was an estimate uh, that was under from what 
I think it went over that since I saw you, and there was like four people that said they only listened to it because of Berlute, and then there was like six people that said they started listening to it again since Watson's gone. Okay. And then seven oh, people shit. said, yeah, I listened to it because you're on there. Okay. All right. And then 16 other people said, man, I hate Mathis, but that Berlute, dude, he's, he's a bomb. Right, right on. <laughs> hey, Nick, check this out. I was flying home from uh, Atlanta. I had a later flight. I was my flight left at like noon on Sunday, and... I was in the airport and I was chilling. You under you underwater, or are you talking through your bong? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I just had to drink the bong water. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I was sitting there, and this this dude walks by, and he's you know a pretty heavy set guy, and he has like I look, and he has a Pulp MX shirt and hat on. I'm like, oh, okay, for sure, this guy went to the race. He's flying out, whatever. And he walks up to me, and he's like, hey, are you Kenny Watson? And I said, yep. And we start talking. I go, so did you go to the race last night? He's like, no, I'm just flying through. I got a connection. And I'm like, wow. Thinking, like, yeah. Pulp MX. They're yeah, doing it. Up, dude. Yeah, you dude, doing it. Shop. I did I did get my first dog around my goggles this weekend. No, you didn't. No, I snagged it, though. No, you it was didn't. on the phone. I no. snagged it. Uh, no, you didn't. I don't believe you did because yours were I wanted to take a photo, but I wasn't no, it was in no photo mood. You're, uh, they were new this weekend, your goggles this weekend, so. You know what? You got some. You got some good R and D testing, also. I I told you there's, those. There's no. There's no. Yeah. There's. You got some really good R and D testing. I when know. Alessi was when Berluti was talking to Alessi after the heat race. Talking. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Berluti was very, uh, very close to him and <laughs> very emotional. So there was definitely like a you know you could have checked. You definitely checked the fog from the outside. Right. 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 For how. For how, the volume in which Berluti was speaking to him, would have to, you know, I would have to believe that he would have had maybe get a tear off for, due to a little bit of spit. Right, right, right. Oh, thanks, Berluti. Thanks for testing them oh, out. Oh, right on. Yeah, glad he's, it worked he's out. He's doing for his you. best. His clutch. It was his clutch, Berluti. He had clutch problems. That's what I thought hey, I heard. Like gentlemen, his clutch, off, his clutch hub nut came off, <laughs> and the apex was jerk. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, I'm getting off this call. I got some stuff to do. But, hey, one last thing I want to say. Yes. Uh, and I don't really say this too often, but uh, I was probably talking a little out of character there. I was a little heated. But I know those guys think they did the right thing at the AMA and John Gallagher and those guys. And, you know, I know they're trying to do their best. But I am having a real hard time with this. And I'm, I probably said some things I shouldn't have said and spoke out and badmouth some people and I'm not trying to do that but I apologize if I offended anyone and I'm just not happy with the decision AKA Watson got a text AKA Watson Watson got a text mid-show no I didn't get a text (laughs) but I'm just I was just sitting here thinking about it but I shouldn't I shouldn't in the position I'm in, I can't be the same. Hey, just own it, bro. Just, I, just own it. No, I'm not. That's I'm not the, owning crap because I didn't get a text. I'm telling problem. you right now, quit being a fucking asshole. I'm just talking and saying the truth. So <laughs> there he is. Quiet. This is why I don't ever answer the phone when you call, Mathis, because you're a fucking idiot sometimes. What did I do? You know, wait, wait. What did that I do? That wasn't even you. What did I do? Ah, Everything. Yeah, Mathis, you're an idiot. <laughs> that was Nick who said that. <laughs> Nick said that. I didn't say a word. Well. You probably text him and told him to say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just oh, joking. I do, I do apologize if I offend anyone, but I'm just, I, I just want, I just wish that, like, if John Gallagher was in my shoes and and on the other end of this whole thing, he wouldn't be too happy either if I was that guy making that decision. So I know that he has a really tough job and he has to do what he think is the right thing, even though we don't think it is the right thing. 
ninety percent of the well, time. What would be like but, well, in like a perfect world? What would be like the, the what like what would you like to see happen? MX Sports is done. I th- this is what I really think should have happened. I think they should have because I mean, because that, that's what I wonder too. Because like there's like a precedence, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, for there's, sure. There's, no, I mean, there's no like, there's no like. Okay, this guy did this. He could have really hurt somebody. Like what? You know what? Do you think? Do you think? What, what would that penalty think, be? Like, okay, he you know got. What I mean, like, I, got, don't, I don't know. He got, he got fined four thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. He made, he made more than that over the weekend. He walked away netting three hundred bucks, but he got to keep his points. Okay. At the end of the year, there's a points fund that he's going to get paid on those points. I think he should have got DQ'd for the night. I don't think he should have, you know, got his points. I think he should have got fined at least $10,000. And I think he should have got suspended a race. Because at the end of the day, no matter who it is, that's just my theory on the thing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, he, I, think, I think that's reasonable for sure. I mean, I, I, I'm totally And I think, like, and let's that, say you... And I, and, I, and I agree with you because there's, like, there's a precedence of, like, you know, like, in the 90s or whatever, Bradshaw launches his bike yeah. in the past at Vegas or whatever, and he probably got a $400 fine, and that was it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, like for that. sure. But what I'm trying and to then, get at I is, mean, because I can't really think of, like, a lot of other times where there's, like... Well, this was my biggest grief. I said, why don't he... You, why couldn't you suspend him? Because you, this is what he told me. He said, you know what? Because him, us suspending him is going to do nobody any good. Okay? Him not racing... I said... How many people have you ever suspended? He said, two. We suspended Freeze for his deal after being warned many times, and he kept it up, and we suspended Chisholm. And I said, you suspended Chisholm. Okay. Was he warned? Was he on probation? No. It was a one-time deal, but, the, but Chad was going for the championship, and it was Team Tactics, we, we believe. And I said, okay, that's a perfect example. Okay? That was a one-time deal, and... That wasn't even that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't as bad as his circumstance. But it was Chad Reed going for a championship. Is that's what you're valuing on? You're not looking for the protection of each rider, individual guy. So Josh Hansen and I and I agree with you going back to like the fact that maybe they don't know exactly like how dangerous a move like that is, or like no, because I mean, really, Josh- it does set a pre- it does set a precedent for sure. Like, all right, well. You know, I don't like that guy. Maybe I'll just put him in the stands, like because it's yeah. It's so easy. if you were, I mean, it's, it's, if it's you were pretty the guy, easy to do, obviously. If you were the guy, if you were, if you were like, <clears throat> if you were heated at a rider, and and you knew, say, oh, fuck, okay, I remember, you know, a year ago, Michael Essie taking out Tickle, and they only find him four grand, and you're gonna, and this guy really pissed you off, and you knew you weren't gonna get suspended, and you knew that you were just gonna get put on probation, and maybe get fined a little money. Hell yes, you're going to go punch someone. Do you think Barsha is not going to go punch someone and do that same exact thing if he knows it's going to cost him four grand? So well, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, and I and I guess I can see Gallagher's side too because honestly, like that, like a move like that's not crossing my mind. But <laughs> no, no, same, no. At the, at the same time, um, I guess what I guess what he's kind of telling you without telling you is like, dude, I could have to sit him out six races and like he's still going to. No, they're not going to learn. Like this is not their first no, that's time. What, at the same no, time, he, he, at the same John time, that's like a whole another reason to do that. You're right. No, John. In John's mind, he thinks that that penalty is strong enough where these guys are going to learn. He thinks when you're called into the AMA truck that oh you're screwed. Like because Ricky said when you get called into the NASCAR truck, you're you're scared because you know it's a big fine and you screwed up. 
when you get called into the AMA truck, are you frightened on your way there going, oh, my God, I could be suspended. I might have to pay ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. No, you're like, Shh, whatever. Exactly. What do these guys want? That's the way everyone thinks, and I keep trying to tell them that none of the riders or none of the crew respects their, what they do. No one respects them, and my comment to him was, why don't you do this? At, the, at a riders meeting, why don't you say, hey, what does everybody think if, if there's intentional takeout, rough riding, and someone literally, it's totally blatant, obvious that they took this guy out on purpose, that they're fine win race and they're getting penalized $10,000. Show of hands if that's okay. Everybody will raise their hand because it could happen to anybody. And I think the rider should make that decision, not him. No, and, and I agree. Like, it's, it's different, like, if you're riding dirty or if you're just riding like an asshole and you're, like, slowing down the guy or whatever. It's different than when, like, you, you are, when you're, like, intentionally putting someone at risk of getting injured because that's the last thing you want to do. Like, you know, you want to go there and you want to race your best, and then if you, you finish where you finish when you did your best, you don't want to have some guy send you to the hospital on purpose. Like, that's the last exactly. thing you that's think. Exactly. Like, that's I'm all going I'm to the race. I'm worried about this guy because this guy is going to turn to the hospital on purpose because you're yeah. right. Like there's a couple guys out there who like people are nervous of riding around and they need to set a precedence before something does happen. Exactly. Which, I mean, obviously, and, and I know, obviously it was I an know. unfortunate incident that happened this weekend for but, sure. Like here's the but thing you guys do. Brock's okay. Here's the thing. Berluti, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, we all have, but you the longest here, the, the most senior person, the AMA slash, well, just FIM or AMA, mm-hmm. incredibly inconsistent and frustrating with any sort of rulings over the years on anything, fuel, takeouts, equipment, uh, post-race teardowns, right? I mean, yeah, this, for, I mean, forever. I mean, for, I, forever. I, know, I know they got to add the sound test. Add the sound test to this. Sound test. Yeah. I mean, seriously. No, it's, it's, yeah, it is. It's very inconsistent. You, you've probably lost track how many times you shook your head at them. Yeah. Right. I mean, over the years. And it's not, sure. and before John Gallagher, before Kevin Crowler, before oh, yeah. Duke Finch, I oh, mean, yeah. just, I mean, oh, yeah. it's not any one person. It's just a, a decades old sort of thing about all of us going. What are these guys doing? All the time, right? Yeah. So, all right, Watson. Thanks, bud. Glad you picked up. All right. Yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, like, I apologize to John Gallagher, Michael Essie, Mike Genova. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody and make anyone feel worse than the situation already is. It's just frustrating, and I feel like our CH and Brock Tickle are the are the losers in this situation, not Michael Essie. And I know that Mike probably is bummed, and you know, thinking that he made a bad decision. But you know what? Live up to your live it up. Live up to your <laughs> what you did, and yeah. and move forward, and say I made a mistake. And you know what? You're going to get a lot wow. more respect in the end. Okay. That's all I got to say. Thanks, Kenny. Thank you. Okay, thanks, you guys. All right, thanks. Uh, does anybody not think Kenny got a text halfway through that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Do I you? Don't <laughs> Stop now. <laughs> Look, no, no, he's passionate. Watson's, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, you're, I you're the one that said that he was the quiet guy in the meeting. I heard that he was. Yeah. yeah. I heard he was the voice of reason. Voice of reason. Wow. Those words in Kenny Watson have never been put together really before. Um, he's got some good points, though. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Nick, so you're, are you staying back in Florida the week before Daytona? Yeah, that's the that's the plan. All right, so me and you are going to hang together. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put you through sort of the same stuff I did when I was your mechanic, same sort of boot camp, the same sort of drills to try to you know get some speed, find some seconds out there. So no doubt. work for Han. Do it. Work for Han. Yeah, with Kevin. Kevin. Oh, K Dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Will Han rode great. This so year. you need to do the same with Nick. 
Yeah, no, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I know I'll work you it will. Um, Mafia Moto Crew Pulp Crew saves 20%. Uh, hopefully uh, T-shirts and uh, hats and everything else are flying. You did not wear the vest on the on the parade lap this week. What was the reason? Oh, I forgot, honestly. Wow. Okay, I look wow. forward to that vest. Sweet vest. Right. I can't believe you let a guy take a photo. You let a fan put it on. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's pretty gnarly. I thought the thing was pretty that's, sacred. N- Nicole sold attached to this uh, older guy at one of the Anaheims, and he showed up at San Diego. He mounted it up on the leather vest. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, check it out at uh, mafiamotocrew.com. Thank you for coming on, bud. All right, guys. Good to see you. Good uh, to listen to you. We'll see you. Good Indy. to talk at you. All right. All right. Later. See you, Nick. Later. X-Brown Goggles and Mafia Motor Crew, Nick Way. Yeah, that's kind of like the Wonder Warthog, huh? With his cape. That's what he's doing every <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, he's got that vest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, time for the NFAB uh, question of the day here. NFAB, of course, uh, proud sponsors of the uh, JGR Yamaha team and uh, Justin Brayton and Josh Grant and, uh, full, of course, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, who ran the NFAB Yamaha this weekend, although Phil's having a rough go of it here. So uh, time for the NFAB question of the day. The unfab question of the day. Kiefer, what does that sound like to you? The bomb. The bomb? The sound effect. Like a bomb. No. Shall we play it again? Yeah. Play it again. Okay. The unfab question of the day. That doesn't sound like fire crackling. That's what you're looking for. Well, what do you think that sounds like? Do it again. (laughs) The unfab question of the day. Sounds like you're in a garage shop mm-hmm. and you're p- popping popcorn. <laughs> it's mm. a welding. It's a welder. Uh, that, yeah. Swiss Corps is very upset. Other people have said it sounds like bacon. Uh, I, uh, TIG welder, maybe. Heather? Yeah. Firecracker? firecracker? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fire! Swiss Corps has missed out on this. Okay, NFAB. Um, hold on. Sorry, Swiss. Let's play it again. Okay. The unfab question of the day. Electric fence. Electric fence? Yes. Oh, yeah. Electric fence? Yeah, getting shocked. For the finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB has you covered from step systems and light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. NFAB accessories are handmade in Houston, Texas, USA, deliver world-class quality performance. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. They make terrific socks, by the way, and I got some T-shirts from the guys. At NFAB, and uh, if you need a deal on your Jeep Trucker uh, uh, SUV on something the NFAB makes, please email the show. Uh, we can try to hook you up and make you happy. So, question of the day: We heard from Kenny Watson, we heard from Mike Genova, we heard from Michael Lessie, and I know we're harping on this, but this is a point of the show. Did anything that happened tonight for Alessi against Alessi, Kiefer? Did anything happen to make you change your original thinking of this incident tonight? Do you feel worse for them, better for Mike? Are you siding with Kenny and now you're angry at John Gallagher or anything like that? Is there any difference in your opinion? No, there is no difference in my opinion. Um, so you have the same thoughts same after thoughts. all of this The tonight. only thing that got me thinking when Kenny was talking about Gallagher was... Watermelons? <laughs> I think the backlash that he's, that he's received, you know, all these stupid... Michael Lessie. Yes, yes. The social media crap that he has to... I think... That outweighs the money to me. I think, really? Huh? Okay. I think that the the money is a side. Like it's kind of a joke. It's like yeah, the money, whatever. But I think all the bullshit he has to go through with, you know, having to come on a radio show to talk about it, mm-hmm. not talk about his result. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all these stupid death threats that they were talking about, this bullcrap, people saying F you Mike and all this stuff. I tweeted about it. I, I retweeted a guy who took a screenshot of a guy who said, I hope you end up in a chair. Right. And yeah. it's all that stuff, I think he's going to take that more to heart than the money flying out of his pocket, yeah. in my it, opinion. That's got to be tough. Uh, do we Should we ask Berluti if he changes his mind, or do you think? Oh, Berluti's totally changed. He's like, feel sorry for Oh, you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, if, 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 if I saw him on the side of the road, I'd pick him up. Yeah, he already said he'd help Mike and Tony out on the side of the I-15. I need to check the swing arm out. I know Brody wants me to check that yeah, out. Where's that T-shirt? check it. Yeah, um, the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to get me a T-shirt, Steve. How's um, my swing arm? Um, all right, everybody. So that's the NFAB question of the day. N-FAB.com. Proud uh, sponsor of the JGR team. Um, they're, they're a co-title on that thing with uh, Nicoletti, Grant, and uh, – um, that Justin is pretty Brayton. cool. They got the little adjustable uh, subframe. I know that people uh, are giving you shit about Vital did it first, but it's pretty cool. No, uh, yeah, but uh, not only people were saying that Vital had it first, which I didn't notice. Uh, Shane Drew from Honda was quick to tell me that they had that in like '04 with Ernesto. Oh no shit! Did you see that? Uh, yeah, so they have an adjustable pipe mount and everything to go yeah, with it. Yeah, and just like screw the up pipe mount also. What, what do you mean a pipe mount? Yeah. <laughs> it's a threat. It's a bolt. No, I know what I know what you guys are doing. As you lower it down, it changes the pipe. And if, if you know, we have to have a completely different pipe for. Oh, that you know, lower. oh I got That's it. how it works. Prelude. How does that work for your for your pipe muffler? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. How, I didn't ask. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Maybe they have oh, like so another you're uh, being clever, smarter than us. No, um, I'm not trying to be that. Yeah, guy. yeah. No. Maybe they have a, a rubber dampener that. Moves. You know they how they lower the radiators with that that piece. You know, I wonder if they have something that they could already uh, you know pre-adjust it. Yeah. They can just. Smell. And how yeah, many how many on the turns? two-strokes you could you know a little yeah. bit on the Suzuki you could move it, but I but typically uh, the, these the four strokes are solid mounted yeah. now. So yeah. how many turns? I wonder. On it. Right. How many millimeters or how many turns? I get, they have that all figured out clearly, but right. you can really adjust right there on the track, like depending on the thread pitch. Yeah, yeah, pitch. One millimeter yeah. right. per. Um, I'm reluctant to take this call, but I feel like we should. Uh, Sinjin. Why would you be reluctant? I just I don't want you to swear or call Berluti names or Kiefer or anything. Thank you. Like I, I like Kiefer and I like Berluti. You do? We're scored. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. High five, Berluti. Nice. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to beat the horse dead, <clears throat> but um, with might, the whole uh, Alessi thing, um, like I saw what that one guy said about the chair, and I even tweeted at him, like telling him what a fucking idiot he is because. I mean, that's pretty far. Um, and his response was just saying, like, well, he's going to cause people to be in chairs if they don't get him off the track, which, I mean, that guy's a fucking idiot who tweeted that. Even from coming from me, I mean, you shouldn't wish for somebody to be in a chair. But uh, my question is, do you think, uh, like, Alessi, like, reads all those things? Like, do riders, uh, like, at that level read all that shit that they're saying, or do they just go, like, I, I can't look at Twitter for a little while? Here's the deal, I think. Maybe he doesn't read it, but either Danielle reads it or Tony reads it or Tony's chick reads it or someone reads it in that camp, and mm-hmm. and, and, and it has to get back to you. you or just, a friend of a friend right. of a friend. Type you can't deal. dodge social media. You can't dodge people talking to you about it. I mean, it's there. I mean, he has to know. Even when you're on the show, people are saying F you to you. So, I mean, you got to know that it's not in your favor. <laughs> and do you think that, like – in some way kind of ruins their confidence riding? Like, don't you think going to arenas and stuff, like, that's kind of fuck with your mind, like, all these people hate me? Uh, to me, I just like going back to what Berluti said earlier, you have a pecking order, and you feel safe in a certain position. So I think just like what you see Mike, how Mike rides, Mike mm-hmm. is comfortable pulling a hole shot. He can lead for a few laps. He's comfortable doing that. 
And then when he starts to get caught or get someone getting close to, he'll start looking back, and then he'll start doing his pecking order deal. And yeah. honest, honestly, I thought he was going to go further back than six, the way he was looking back and slowing down. But there was well, such a huge gap. Don't think we weren't watching the tickle catching him and being like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> but tickle's not that way. No, but. But, I, hey. Yeah, at that point. I was hoping that tickle, and I think tickle was beat up a little bit. I was yeah. hoping tickle was going to dig deep and, 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 yeah. and at, least, at least get the position. Yeah, yeah, and get it. Yeah, I think he, even without doing something controversial, just get it. Yeah. yeah. Just get it. Anyway, and one last thing. I don't know if you saw it on TV, but. After when uh, Mike was on uh, TV before the semi, he goes, "You know, Tickle's my good friend." And I was wondering, "Hey, Baluti, are they? I'm sure they're real good friends, right?" Not that I know. I don't know anything about it. If they <laughs> no, are, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh yeah, I just thought I it was that, like what a twat Mike is. Like, <laughs> but uh, all right, have a good show. Thanks, thanks, Engine. Thanks, Engine. Um, all right, we still got the race tech emails uh, coming up right now. Let's do that, and then we'll take our last commercial break of the night. Kiefer, are you going to stick around for a little bit longer? I, I know have you're to. driving back. My song, bro. Oh, your song, Steve. Who won the race? By the way. Well, yeah, we're going to get to Let's that. Let's talk about oh, that. Okay. Let's get to that after these race tech Davalos. emails. I want to get to that race. I want to talk about Davalos because I've always been there for him. I've been on his bandwagon. <laughs> Number one fan. Really, always. Uh, race tech. Uh, race tech's gold valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved budding resistance. Increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Tested, developed, and proven by the world's fastest privateers. Blos runs Racetech. Uh, Vince Freeze has been putting – Vince Freeze has been good, and he runs Racetech. Very good. And uh, Cody Gilmore, among others. Michael Lee, uh, privateers choose Racetech. Uh, join the Racetech's team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. And, of course, if you need anything for your suspension-wise, uh, check out sponsor deals and save some money at Racetech. Uh, and I can't wait till I get my forks back um, from them. They're from my 1990 bike. They're I can't them. wait to see that thing together. Oh, just you wait. W Wheels has got some wheels coming. You dog. Oh, this it's going to be badass. It's going to be badass. All right, here's some emails. When are you going to bring me the parts? I needed to bring my motor to your house and do it. You got your triple clamp? Yeah, but I didn't clean it. Can Did you, you get do- the bearing? Yeah. Well, I can clean it. Well, can you at least do it for me and then I can clean it up after? Do what? I'll clean Put, it push up. Push the bearing up. I don't need you to clean it, but... You have, the, you have the press. You can get the steering up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll give it to you at the end of the show. Okay. And then I'll bring my motor over. Yeah. I'm going to do the motor at your house like old days. Yeah. Do the, you're going to do the crank for me because I can't rebuild a crank. Okay. I can, but it's very sketchy. Okay. I, I, I got the press. I'll, I'll watch The gnarliest you. thing about doing the crank, I feel, is whenever I did them, yeah. I would rebuild it and do all that. And it was all great. I just couldn't true it straight. I would think, 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 and it, I'd be out of whack. Wait till you see my setup. You really? Don't, you don't have to true it. Really? It's a bitch and jig. Yeah, it yeah. Just pretty much. Just does it at all? Yeah. I struggled. I mean, you're, you have to true it a little. Yeah. The, you're going to be blown away. Bob you don't Oliver, have to beat it with a hammer. Bob Oliver anymore. would be like, do, 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 dink. Perfect. Yeah. Like, just, uh, and I would always, okay, anyways, back to the emails. Leroy wants to know, uh, I just want to say I love the girl show. Very interesting to hear. What they do in the background. Forget the haters and keep doing what you do. I'm a 49-year-old novice rider. Uh, I am changing my fork oil and want to know the weight to put in it. If you and Berluti could help me. Thanks, Leroy. He's got an 08 YZF250. This 49-year-old novice rider loved the girl show. So all you people talking about the girl show, uh, blah, blah, blah. Brittany Chisholm sucks. You guys can uh, eat a bag of dicks. A lot of people liked it. So a lot of people didn't like it, but it wasn't that bad. Um, I talked to uh, Chris over at Racetech. And uh, they recommend the five-weight oil. Uh, not all oils are created equally, though, So, and it's one of the most important pieces uh, for putting the bike together. So make sure you use uh, the 20% or use, use uh, Racetech oil, 2.5-weight uh, shock oil is what they use, 20% 
on the oil if you use Pulp MX code. And uh, so, yeah, check that out. Five-weight oil, Leroy, for your forks. Uh, and you love the girl show, so thank you for that. Uh, my name is Sean Cisco. I'm in the grand scheme of things. I'm really no one other than a loyal fan. Eh, Sean's got That's it. good enough. Yeah, yeah, right. This letter is about a Facebook post by Jimmy Dakotas on the payouts in the 250 class. Other than I've saw it, uh, I sh- uh, he says, I have no idea how busy you are, but I'd love to hear your opinion on the subject and have someone with your prestige and knowledge of the Whoa, sport. Prestige, even. Just shed some light on the subject. All right. Yeah, I saw Jimmy Dakotas' uh, payout uh, rant on Instagram. And the two, and I said the same thing on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, which, by the way, is Thursdays at noon. Kiefer, we got to get you on that one of these times. Uh, Thursdays at noon on Pulpamex, uh, myself and uh, JT and Weege and Kiefer and Chase Stallo and Emig, uh, often on there looking forward to the next show. So I, I, if you guys like this show, check out the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. I said this on that show, so I'll, I'll condense it a little bit. Yes, the payouts for the 250s are bad. Yes, they could pay more money. But as I told Jimmy Dakotas this weekend, the 450s are not bad. It's two grand to make a main event. Uh, Still two grand only? Well, look. Is it two or is it 23? Yeah, it's 23 or something. It's, uh... I got it in that mag right there, actually. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you I go. don't know, but I'm, I'm hoping it's going up a little bit, Steve. It is uh, 2135. That's what it okay. is. 21? But listen, Berlut. That's for last. Berlute. Yeah. yeah, Berlut. For 22nd? Berlut, it's eight grand a month if you make four main events. That's a lot of money. It's not Berluti's salary, but it's not bad. Well, not, it's not key for money, but it's not bad. I hope you don't. But start who's making eight here. grand a month? Like actually, that would like a Jimmy Dakotas. Is he making four main events in the four fifty class a month? He, I think he made two out of four or three out of exactly three out of four. So he's making twenty three hundred. But bucks. I mean, it's not that bad. My, my my saying is this: if you're trying to make money in the two fifty class, look. Here's the thing: if you're Dakotas, Matt Lemoyne, uh, uh, Michael Lieb, okay. I, and I hate to be a dick, but and I got in trouble for this with the close thing. They're not going to get rides from these teams. I don't know because why. Because they're two or three years into their career. Teams are not going to hire them. Unfortunately for them, their window is closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just don't see Geico, Pro Circuit, uh, Star, uh, Rockstar, KTM picking up guys who, for sure. who have been privateers for a number of years. If I'm those guys, I'm going to 450 because I want to make money. Yeah. Yes, 250 is bad. And yes, it can be better. And yes, 450 can be better. But move to 450s. It ain't that bad. What do you get paid for seventh? Uh, twenty six thirty. No, in, in the in, oh. in the in the 250 class. <laughs> you ready? Four hundred yeah. bucks. Five fifty. It's two hundred to enter. He should be in the 450 class. He what rides a 450 pretty well. It's two hundred to enter. Right, and then your <laughs> license is two hundred bucks. Your last place in the lights in the 250 class is three twenty. That's so lame. It's really bad, and it can be better again. But if you, it's a regional class. It's not the stars of the sport. If you want to make money, go to four fifty. That's what you fifth do. and LCQ four fifty get. Uh, okay, put it this way: um, fourth in the LCQ. So you're not, or you're not, you're you are making it. the main. So fifth. So fifth. Okay, fifth in the main is better than third in the two fifty main. Right. That's retarded. So you miss the main four fifty main by one spot. You're making more money than third place in Podium the 250s. guy. Yes. Fast. How freaking fast do you have to be, even with an overbore, Kiefer, <laughs> yeah. to make a podium? You need a double. Kiefer ran a big bore, uh, and Villeman called him out on last time he was on the show. Really? Uh, Villeman, 10 years later, sees Kiefer, right. goes, how's that big bore? Right. Really? I don't yes. Just... From 2004, Villeman was, knew it. Villeman's got a 10 air? He yeah. knew. Well, because could... Kiefer was doing some triple from I, the inside. I whole shot of the heat. I led the heat for like three laps at Anaheim, and 
I walk back up in the stands to watch the other races, and I guess he was heat too or whatever. And he just all I hear is big boy yelling at me. No I kidding. look up and it's Volman. This is a two stroke or four stroke. It was uh, an 04 KTM one twenty five. Oh one twenty five. Which it wasn't okay. a one twenty five. So he was right. Yeah, he was totally right. Yeah. I was just rolling insides and brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Um, it's pretty obvious I am. And everyone knows that Carmichael is the best ever. And blah, blah, blah. Steve, who do you think is the greatest Grand National Champion of all time? This seems long-winded, but it is. But you just don't want to say it because you hate Carmichael. And now for a few comments. Pookie rules. I miss tits versus tits. JT is money. I like Villaman's opinion. Ping cracks me up. Berludi is awesome. Mason is cool. Devin is doing a great job. In short, I like all your co-hosts. I even miss Kenny Watson. Here's my thing with the Carmichael thing. And I've said it so many times. His nickname is the GOAT. The greatest of all time. That is actually taken from Muhammad Ali. It would be like calling Carmichael the great one. That's Wayne Gretzky. Or what if you called Carmichael Magic Carmichael? No, there's Magic Johnson. So the GOAT thing that he embraced and his entourage and Fox embraced the GOAT thing, it's actually Muhammad Ali's nickname. So I got a, I got a problem with that. Right? That's like one of my pet peeves. Like, you can't steal a sports nickname. There's a great one. There's, the GOAT was a Muhammad Ali. Um, Magic Johnson. Um, Pete Rose was the hit king. Whatever. You can't steal a nickname. Second of all, if you are going to be the greatest of all time, I feel like he could have 2,000 more wins in outdoors. But he's trailing McGrath in Supercross by a lot. There's two different disciplines, and McGrath's got him covered in Supercross. To be the greatest of all time, I feel, and I could be wrong, and people have told me I'm wrong, and I would tell Ricky this if he wanted on the show, which is not going to happen. I feel like you have to be the greatest in both disciplines to be called the greatest of all time. McGrath is the greatest supercrosser of all time. Ricky's the greatest outdoor of all time. Yes, Ricky crushed the outdoors and has so many more wins, it's ridiculous. But whether it's one more win or a thousand more wins, doesn't matter. He's the greatest motocrosser of all time. Ricky, McGrath's the greatest supercrosser of all time. Therefore, even if you were to steal a nickname from another sport, which you can't, I don't call him the GOAT. Kiefer. Call him the GOAT. Greatest motocrosser of all time. Do, you, do I have a point? Am you I, have a point. Am I, am I out on left field? You, no, the thing is, I didn't know that was Muhammad Ali's reference. I never knew that. You didn't? Greatest no. of all time, but not GOAT. The, no, the GOAT. Really? No, the I, goat. See, yep. I, I never knew that, that either. I yep. didn't know that. See, I think it was the... I'm a sports. I'm a big sports fan, so I read a lot. I listen to a lot. Like that's, that that's was, the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah me I too. Never, I right. didn't know that. Okay. So there well, you I go. mean, it is. Uh, Muhammad Ali's old now. It's 20 years I old. I knew he was the greatest of all time, yeah. but I never heard right. the reference to GOAT. No, yeah, they said they called him a GOAT back then or whatever. Because yeah. I, so. I remember in Sports Center, they called someone else the GOAT, or maybe uh, Jerry Rice. They called Jerry Rice the GOAT. And, I, and everybody's like, oh, they took that from us, you know, from no. Ricky Carmichael. No, no. So, no. so, okay, so regardless of the nickname, mm-hmm. do you feel, and of course, uh, this is your boss directly, Berlusi, so you can excuse yourself from this. You don't want to get yourself in trouble, but. I just feel like McGrath has 24 more wins in Supercross. Granted, in more races, Ricky's win percentage is really close to McGrath in terms of wins. Races won for races entered because Ricky retired at a younger age. But I just feel like McGrath is better at him than Supercross, and therefore we got a greatest motocrosser of all time. We've got a greatest Supercrosser of all time. You want to know how I feel about it? Sure. It's simple. He's not the greatest of all time because motocross isn't done. How do we know there's not going to be someone who's better than that and beats all McGrath's That's, a, dumb, that's be- a ridiculous point. Well, whatever. It's a ridiculous point. All right, fine. Suck it. Um, thank you for that, though. You have a point. I, that's, that's, that's all I've ever said. And, right. and, and actually, I believe some of Carmichael's dislike of me is because I wrote this. I right. wrote a column about this. Opinionated column. 
and I he heard about it, and I, I know because I got a phone call saying, "What did you do?" You know, and I can't believe that Ricky would be shallow enough with bajillions in the banks and all, in the bank and all this right. to be that pissed at that. But that, that's that, my that, that's that, my that, bench racing right. opinion. That is, I could be wrong. It doesn't mean I'm right, but that's my opinion. So can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. How many wins does McGrath have outdoors? Oh, 16 or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. so. Maybe. What I point, don't know exactly. So you basically you're just separating the two series. I, I am. It's two yeah. different disciplines. Okay, completely different. What? And, like, if Carmichael had one more win than who's, I think, second outdoor, uh, outdoor motocross wins is uh, Hannah, I think. Still? I think. I don't know. Let's put all that aside. Let's maybe I'm, yeah, I think, it, or maybe Stu. I don't know. What if you added Supercross wins and outdoor wins together? Yeah, on, yeah. Ricky's crushing them. Ricky has 150, and MC has whatever. Okay, so I think. 90 or something. That's you know? another point, too. Well, that's what people say. Right. But to me, they're completely different sports. Supercross and motocross. They are. If you're, so, you're going to go with that premise, for sure. Yeah, and that's different. And, and that's my premise. But they're trying to bring them together because yeah. it is moto, and Ricky's got way more wins. Absolutely. And I feel it's different. And I also feel you can't steal nicknames. Oh, well, the that's great cool. one, Wayne Gretzky, Magic Johnson, the Hit King. Yeah. Blah, there's iconic nicknames for yeah, these Wow, you're really intense. No, I just, I, it's one of those bench racing things yeah, that, okay. that bugs me. Right. So there we go. I've said it before, but I'm, I've said it again now. Okay. All right. So, but thanks for the email, uh, Dave. Uh, let's. You know what? Let's. Uh, here's an email that we get. We've answered this on the show, brother, a hundred times. But let's do it 101 times. Okay. Kevin, this email is for Steve and Tony. I've heard you talk about how you were once a mechanic for many years. I don't know if I may have dropped that a few times for temporary <laughs> or whatever. I'm wondering the best advice you had to get into a sport. I'm an MMI graduate. And like the rest of the grads, I went into working in a dealership thinking there was no hope of joining a team or even a rider's program. Tony, what is the best way Kevin can get into being a pro mechanic like you? Work for a privateer, a local privateer, and, uh, you know, or else go out on the go out on the circuit and work for free for a while until you just somehow get noticed or somebody needs somebody real quick. That's what I did. I worked for free for two, for two or three sure. weeks for yeah. PJ1 Yamaha. Yeah. I was like, hey, if I don't work out, send me home. Yeah. You know? But and I had look, a connection to get in. Went. But I had a connection to get in. So you got to make the – no one's going to hire Kevin off the street. That's tough. So you need to yeah. find the Adam Enting now. Find a guy like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And, and, and work And be for like free. Adam – yeah, I'll pay my expenses only, and I'll be your mechanic. Learn the ropes. Stop at McDonald's once or twice right. a day. Yeah, it's sad that the world's like that now. That you kind of have to know someone to get in anywhere. I mean, not just motocross. Anywhere, and, yeah. yeah, just jobs. It period. Is. Yeah, absolutely. Would you have gotten any of your testing gigs if it wasn't for personal relationships? No, absolutely right. not. Right. So, uh, last question uh, or last uh, question before commercial break. Nathan, thanks for holding. Uh, what's your question for Tony Berluti? Hey, I always hear about, uh, you know, factory bikes are best because they, they're, like, custom fit to the rider. And I was just wondering how often and how do you handle it when a rider's trying to set up the bike the way he feels and it's kind of going against the components and then starting to adversely affect the bike, you know, kind of like Ricky with his bars back in the Honda days. How do you guys handle that, you know, to kind of kick him back in line and, you know, go back to a zero setting or whatever? Oh, uh, well... Depends on his results. If his results really suffer, then you might be able to talk him into changing it. You know, if he's winning like Ricky did with that bar setup, you can't really 
You yeah, know what I'm saying? Honda guys were trying to tell him, hey, yeah, you can't do absolutely. this. Yeah, and he's like, I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, he's, as long as they're yeah. winning, I guess it you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Mind do, over do you guys run into that very often where guys going, you know, you hear people going the wrong direction on, on setup. But, I mean, how often do you guys have to jump in and kind of say, you know, hey, this is just not going to work? Uh, I mean, I don't really see that happening that much. You know, when you do testing at the beginning of the year, you usually sort that, sort most of that all out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was some, just wondering. If- and sometimes, too, like, uh, you know, during the middle of the year, the guys will go out and test and try something totally different, and the rider will like that, and they'll go in that direction and maybe change his setting. We uh, always, gotcha. We always at Yamaha, we had um, a basic test setup sheet that we went from the last race of the year. I always, we had like a, lo- a log we kept. We kept our best setup from the last race of the year that the rider liked, and then we would update it for our new settings. And we always could flip back and be like, hey, what did we run you know, at the end of the year or whatever, races, clamps sure. or whatever. So, yeah, there was, there's good records uh, kept of everything. So, Perfect. Thanks, Nathan. Well, thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, let's take our third and final commercial break of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Kiefer's going to hang in with us a little more just so we can hear his song okay. when we come out of this break. Tony Baluti is still on. I'm Steve Mathis, and uh, stick around. Why won't you? Why don't you? Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fly racing. Fly racing. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. 
The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp Mech Show. Hey, Pookie. Yeah, bro? You know what takes guts? Uh, like cutting your own banks? No, not like that. What about you know what kind of seat foam Adam Cincerillo uses? Uh, I'm sure it's whatever winners use. Adam Cincerillo and the rest of the Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki guys use guts seats. Guts uh, seat foam has a f- new product called Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, and uh, a lot of the top teams in the sport are using it. They're established in 1990s, a premier off-road Seat manufacturing company offering high-performance seat covers and seat foams for motocross, supercross, and off-road. Guts has worked with every rider. Lampson, McGrath, Carmichael, Stewart. Today they got Pro Circuit Cowie, Moto Concepts, Cycle Trader, Rock River, Yamaha, and many more. So if it's style and performance you're after, Pookie, you've come to the right place. Browse GutsRacing.com for more information. Hey, if you need some seat foam, Pulp MX 2014 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. We want to thank Guts Racing for coming on. The official seat cover of Adam Cincerillo and the Pulp MX crew. Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungy, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the moto company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the moto company. Motocompany.com. 
Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. With a black haired flamenco dance, you know she dances while his father plays. Tall, she's sudden beautiful, and we all want something beautiful. Man, I wish I was beautiful. So come dance the silence down through the morning. Back everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com. Chris Keith for everybody. Counting yeah. Crows. Good band. I'm really surprised you picked that up. Oh, now, great. are you still Counting Crows guy? Love them. Like still? Because they're putting out new stuff still. I like uh, not their brand new stuff, but like. Uh, recovering the satellites. Oh, recovering the satellites. Good night, Elizabeth. Yes, solid that song. That's a great driving um, album. And uh, also, um, I think recovering the satellites. The and title their VH1 really storyteller good. stuff's yeah, great. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, awesome. They're, me and my wife saw them a few times at concert. Who knew there was still Counting Crow diehard fans around? Yeah, who knew? There's a lot of stuff. Going Perlou, on. you like Counting Crows? I like them. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no Van Halen tonight. No, we didn't play Van Halen tonight. Nothing too hard. That's tonight. surprising. I went with the Triple X song. Yeah, that you was know? good. I haven't heard that in a long time. That was a good choice, actually. Yeah, no, I got a text from Jordan Burns. He was very happy. Yeah. yeah. 
Imagine that. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. Uh, let's 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 do some Atlanta Supercross talk. Uh, Berluti, wow. Berluti's really uh, wondering, uh, you know, why we don't talk about more more about uh, Atlanta Supercross itself. But you know, I mean, some people, you know, just you're out of your mind, dude. Um, all right, Atlanta Supercross. Hey, did you cut the rest of that out, or do you still use it? What without the drug ring? <laughs> uh, no. There's a drug ring. Oh, that's a separate of, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a separate What about this one? Davey Coombs is beating up your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have that on the app? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, on the app. Oh, yeah, you can play them all day long. Ringtone, too? Like, that could be a ringtone, you think? No, uh, Swiss Core knows how to do that. <laughs> oh, I could, that'd I'd be awesome. Up. That, that takes beyond my control, but, um, yeah, no, no, we, we have those oh, on the app. Pulpmex app. $1.99 in the app store, everybody. Android, iPhone. Do it. Did you buy it? I'm, I'm in there. Did I give it to you for free? No, man, I bought it. Yes. Got money from Kiefer. That's right. All right. We still got your voicemails coming up. And uh, we want to thank Michael Essie, Mike Genova, Adam Entenap, uh, Nick Way, Jason Thomas, Kenny Watson for coming in tonight, and uh, Berluti, of course, flying back today after building his bike from Atlanta coming in. And uh, his teeth are, his tongue is all bloody from biting it during that whole first segment. <laughs> and, of course, Chris Kiefer, who drove up here tonight for the show. That's right. Him and his lovely Dedicated. wife, Heather. And then he's turning around and driving back. You got so, testing wow. tomorrow at the beautiful you know, milestone. She must really love you just to come up here to watch you I would talk. Not, I would not have uh, have done it if I no. was her. No way. Hell no. No, no way. You must have, did you promise to buy her anything? No, that's why I married her because she's the only one that would actually do that kind of stuff, so i got to keep her. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, before we get to talking about the show, Ryan wants has a question. What's up, Ryan? What's up? Um, I like, I mean, I know. How would you, like, get into uh, being a journalist and stuff like that, like get in with race director? Ryan, didn't you, any... didn't you call in like a couple weeks ago and ask the same question? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody called in. There's a lot more than one guy that wants to be a journalist, Steve. Oh, I know. Yeah. There's a lot of guys at the races. Um, how did I get into it? I was a mechanic yeah. for a long time with much, much success. In the, I mean, I was one of the all-time winningest semi-race mechanics probably of all time. Um, <laughs> no, listen, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was always, I'm always been a fan, Ryan, of the sport, and I loved it. And uh, I read all the magazines my whole life, and read everything growing up. And so I was into the sport as a fan, and I loved being a mechanic forever. But I was getting a bit tired of that, so I started. Actually, funny, I, I, I knew Davey Coombs at Racer X, and I knew Don Maeda at Transworld, and I actually asked both of them as I was a mechanic, "Hey, can I write for you?" And they both said, "No, we're good. Don't worry about a greaseball mechanic." So. Thankfully, I had some buddies that started Racer X Canada, and those guys said they were desperate for content, and so they just said, hey, yeah, sure, Mathis, write some stuff down. And I guess I turned out to be okay at it. Um, and then, you know, I started listening to podcasts from uh, about hockey and, and football, and I was like, why don't we have these for motocross? So I went online and researched it, and, and my first podcast setup was probably about 40 bucks, and I started calling all the legends of the sports and getting these guys a story. Again, Ryan, because I was a fan. And it turned into this gig, and it's cool, and I'm pumped, and I'm making a living at it, and yeah, I'm really excited that it's, it worked out for me. And uh, you know, sometimes uh, I ruffle some feathers, and but uh, I don't know, I like it, man. So that's kind of how I got into it. I don't have any journalism degree or anything, clearly, but I took journalism in high school, and I and I, I used to uh, be creative writer uh, in high school. I wrote some stories and things like that. So I've always been into writing and uh, reading. I read a ton, I read a lot of books, and. Uh, you know, I recommend anybody else to uh, read a lot of books if they want to get into it. So learn how to spell, learn how to form sentences, learn how to you know learn that way that kind of stuff. And you pick that up either in school or you also pick it up by reading books. So 
kind of what I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get like I'm always on race tracks reading that stuff. I've always been into writing and stuff. I mean, yeah. Even if money was tight and stuff, I mean, it's still you know do it, it, it's, do what it could and stuff like that. So. No, you know, we got we got an intern right now that works for Pulp MX. His name's Dominic, and uh, um, he he works for free, and the guy's been killing it. And so you know what? I started paying him. I'm gonna start paying him next month. Guy worked for free right. for three months and killed it, and that's what happens. Kind of like we talked about being a mechanic, you know? Right. So, yeah. um, just write, 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 and uh, have some interesting and unique views, and uh, and you'll get heard. You'll find, you'll get your voice out there. So, all right. all right, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's kind of funny how I was thinking about as I was talking, telling that story. It's a lot like being a mechanic, right? Was Pretty there, much. Was yeah. any other podcast out? But when you started this, no, thing? no more. You were the first dude, I, as far as I know. Right. Oh gee, you're and you're goat. killing it, dude. And I mean, the um, goat. <laughs> I'm the goat. I'm the goat of pot. The goat is a good nickname. Dude. Solid name. Right. I take the goat all day the long. Goat of podcasts. Um, I'm, the, I'm the boat of podcasting. <laughs> I'm the yacht of podcasting. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, you know what? I loved Ward and Machine, Bradshaw, Barnett, and so luckily I was like, Pedersen. what? Rollerball. Yeah. I'm like, why don't people have like? How do I not? Be able to hear the story of Jeff Ward, and luckily, from being a mechanic, I knew these guys, and I would call them up, and they were lo- they were happy to tell their stories. And that's cool. Yeah, and you can hear me in some of those podcasts that I do of the older guys. Like I'm excited as anything to talk to these guys. Like what? And and sometimes I've had them be like, "Wow, you really know a lot," because I've been reading the magazines my whole life, and I got a good memory. And so you know, I'd be like, "So what happened in '89?" And they'd be like, "Huh?" You know, but it worked out. So. Get a hold of Schultz and do one of him. Uh, did you read the Racer X on Schultz? I, did, I saw it here. I never really read oh, it. Really? Was oh. it good? Did you do have something? No, to do I had with nothing it? to do with it. I think uh, Nick McCabe did it. Is what? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. Interesting guy. Yeah, he was. He's a cool guy. He uh, just his knees. From reading that story, it just seemed like his. He was just a mess with uh, with knees, you know. So I don't yeah, know. He was a bad dude. Uh, Chuck, what's going on? That's cool. Hey guys, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, not so much. I just wanted to call. I have a question about um, like Srell. Keep hearing about you know JT and even guys on your podcast talking about uh, New Year's for bikes, and then they not they don't work as well. Um, so my question is: so you have like the 05 through 08 Honda, who, who everyone loved apparently, and then they went to the 09, and same with Yamaha pre um, backwards engine. Do you think that bike manufacturers would ever go back to that same design or similar design so that way they can, you know, have the blessing of the riders? Or do you think that they're just going to keep changing and changing it until they have, you know, a new design? And my question makes sense. I don't know if I'm um, no, uh, you're, saying it right. No, you're, you're, you're making some sense, Chuck. A big thing about these guys, and Kiefer can speak to this, marketing, man, going backwards to an 08 Honda – is not good for marketing purposes, mm-hmm. right, Kiefer? I mean, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I mean, the Japanese always think forward, and, you know, as much as everyone thinks, you know, the American market dominates uh, sales. So we have a, we have some say. We'll mm-hmm. go over there and do some testing, but the Japanese already has something developed, and they, you know, bring it over here so we can, you know, confirm or think it's a piece of crap. But it's something that you said that kind of brought it up, too. I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I want to relive that Honda because that was my favorite bike too, the 08 Honda 450. And I remember how good it was, but I kind of want to bring it, find a, a good used one 
and bring it back out and compare it to uh-huh. a new bike now because I want to really see if it's that much better or as good as I thought it was when I'm riding a new bike. So that's, should, that's a good good story. Yeah, it's something I kind of want. I was thinking about doing, you know. OEMs wouldn't like you riding that, though, if it turned out to be yeah. better. Well, you they would have, like it. Yeah. 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 You should have uh, Jay Clark do that for you. He's yeah. pretty good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, we use a lot of J stuff, but this kind of I just want to do on my own. I just kind of maybe want to buy one on my own and just find a good oh, yeah. used one and, and write there about it and, you know, yeah. give the people out there. Because you know, everyone says the same thing, 08450, I loved what you guys did with Dogger. Didn't you put them on an old 500? Yeah, we did that. They broke though or something, but yeah. but you put Dogger. And he still loves riding those things, man. You put them on an 89500 <laughs> and yeah. they got him to ride around the track. And We're yeah. broke on it. Uh, I think the, the subframe was broke or something and oh, made okay. the pipe blow out. So. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you. 702-586-7857. We're not going to be on the air too much longer, but we will take some calls. Brian, we want to comment on Jeremy Martin? I did. So, uh, well, a couple things. Uh, one is biggest shocker of the weekend to me, I can tell you, is Jeremy Martin. I felt bad for the people sitting around me because all I could say was, oh, wow, you can't be serious. I mean, I didn't think you'd be an indoor champion, but, man, not qualifying? Oh, it's, man, uh, two races in a row. I... I yeah. That just blows my mind. It blows me away, too. He's, and you know what, though? L- Dallas was a shock. Uh, Atlanta, yep. he just didn't ride that well. He struggled in the whoops, man. Uh, him and Anthony yeah. Rodriguez. Or Al- Anthony, yeah, Rodriguez. They struggled in the whoops, and it, it just it, – it, well, he didn't ride well. Uh, no no yep. excuses by him. I don't think there would be. He just – man, and, and unbelievable. I mean, some people pick this guy for the title. POD. Yeah, and uh, one other thing you guys might get a little what? humor out of. I've called here before. I'm the blind guy that's talked about being from Atlanta, and uh, oh, so I yeah, will you, say... You don't really know how he looked depending... in the whoops in. What's uh, that? Yeah, you, didn't, you couldn't really see how he looked in the whoops in, huh, Brian? I, I, I could not. I, right, I, I right. missed all that. However, I will say, uh, maybe the shocker, maybe the shocker part 1A of the night, mm-hmm. or Ron, no, uh, no egregious mistakes and could, didn't confuse a hold blind on. guy like me. So Hold on, Brian. No, no, hold on. I, I heard from some people... That Irv said, well, maybe in practice. Uh, maybe no, I should apologize. No, no, say, no. I actually, no, no. In, in the in the heat in the night show, her, yep. Irv said that the top nine from the four fifties are going to the main event. You know, we got a new format this year. Oh, and someone someone tweeted me. Uh, yeah, the top nine are going to the main event. Irv said, and he named off nine guys. Oh, I get. Yeah. I mean, honestly, be, knowing knowing the sport. Gosh, this is going to sound bad. Forgive me. Knowing the sport, I mean, I, I kind of over. I, I didn't even hear that, and, yeah, and yeah. No, don't no, really fine. pay attention right. to the rules. So, but hey, you not being able to see, like your ears are going to be like just in tune, man. I bet, right? Like that's how that's mm-hmm. how you. Well, here, here's what I would tell you. I know you're about to. I, I know you guys are getting off the air pretty quick, but it, and I know this sounds a little painful. But imagine if you broke your leg, it, and imagine you know how obviously having to stand up. Well. Mm-hmm. You would, your other leg wouldn't be any stronger, but because you put emphasis on that other, on that other leg, that's going to make it a little bit a uh, little bit more sensitive. So, yeah, yeah. That, I don't have any better ears, but uh, you can uh, you can ask Wygant. He'll he, he's made plenty of blind jokes with me. That's what we do. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's cool. Were you, so, were you at the DMXS party? I was not actually. Okay. I I had dinner with a uh, with another uh, friend that okay. uh, that rode Saturday night and and right. uh, or well. Actually, road Saturday afternoon, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, yeah. so I was not. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Brian, th- thank you. And, yeah, I'm trying. Honestly, my wife is getting a little worried about me bagging on Irv and, and, <laughs> and then the Chris Blows thing. And she's like, people are going to start, you know, firebombing the house, and so you need to be uh-huh. nicer. And so I'm trying to be nicer with Irv. He's on nope, to me. I, yeah, he's on to me. I do need me. somebody with more vision than I do, though. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks, thanks, Brian. So, thank you. Keep it going, guys. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Will, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? Thanks for calling. Hey, I had a quick question for Kiefer. Yep. Hey, uh, would you care to share a Kurt Caselli story? Uh, sure. I got many of them. Uh, I mean, like something, you know. Well, I mean, writing time or day, whatever, just kind of impressed you, kind of crazy or whatever, just something cool. Yeah, um, I grew up with Kurt. We uh, we lived close together, and we raced. I started out racing desert like he did, and we used to race a lot together. But uh, probably one of the things I do think about him the most is um, when it when it would rain outside. And we both live up in the deserts, you know, where we live. After rain, it's the most epic, epic. place to ride, you know, and. Just the smell and the traction and everything you have is just awesome. So um, I have a really bitching place to ride from my house, so I just ride from my door. And he's the same way where he lived. We just rode from his house. So uh, we would always text each other after a rain and argue about, you know, which place are we going to? You coming to my house? You going to your house? And I would say, oh, dude, my house is way sick. We're coming to my house. He's like, no way, man. You got to come out here. So we would barter back and forth and uh, – usually have a bet and then uh decide from there where where we're going and uh and it wouldn't actually wouldn't matter because both places were always cool and he was uh he was such a good guy man and i'm sure you heard all the other stories from other people but just one of the most uh solid guys out there no bullshit always uh willing to help kids and talk to people and uh just an all-around good guy and a good family and yeah it's a really heartbreak what happened but uh um he was one of the best, man. He was a good guy. Uh, I see Donnie Emler Jr. FMF Racing. Uh, there's there's some sort of uh, board or, or something starting for for mm-hmm. for KC. Kind of cool. Yeah, there's a foundation being created for yep. him, and uh, it's going to help uh, safety for off road riders. So I don't know too much about it, but yeah. uh, what I, I do know, it's going to be good for off road racing and I, keep Kurt's name out there. I think FMF is doing a fantastic job of everything yep. they've done with that. Obviously, Kurt was tight with the FMF over the years and everything else, and I, I applaud Donnie and uh, Junior Senior, everybody FMF Racing for what they've been uh, doing uh, to Kurt keep keep Kurt's memory alive. I didn't know Kurt besides uh, I interviewed him one time after when he was riding some nationals, uh, so I didn't know him at all. But, uh, yeah, I think they're doing a great job of that. Yeah, he was a good guy. He's actually a kick-ass motocrosser guy, too. I mean, Southwick. And yeah. He rode really good. I thought he rode... He rode another national yeah, before that, too. Lakewood or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. All right, thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. Yeah, definitely a hero. Thanks. All yeah. right, thank you. All right, let's talk about Atlanta. Will D- Martin Davalos. Yeah. I've always been there for him. I've been a huge fan, and he finally came through with a win. It was good to see him win, and then he could win this title. Absolutely. He's going that fast. How good? Like last year, last week. Yeah, I mean he he was he had like a five second lead on Adam in practice. Early. Yeah, top times. Dude, what if he goes from like never winning for nine years, eight year, eight years or whatever, and then winning a title? He could. I mean, but the bad thing about it is he's out of the class. Then <laughs> here's what so. I, here's what I think. You know, everybody, and I think you included. It's like. Everyone bags on for being in the class nine years. Yeah. Pingree. The way, yeah, Pingree, exactly. <laughs> the way I look at it is it's tough to make it anyway in this sport. You know, you might, if you can keep a ride in 250 class, mm-hmm. and as he did, absolutely, do it, man. For sure. Do it while you can before you go to the 450 class, and chances are he probably won't have a ride after a couple of years. You know, he's probably not going to set the world on fire, and he might be struggling. So do it as long as you can. Win a title. And make some money while right, you can. Right, so right. business wise, speaking from sense. a guy who, no offense, who didn't make it as a pro. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right, and like yeah. I was on Struggle Street all the time. Right, and I would I would have rode two fifty F class for ten years. I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so. Well, and I mean, Ping, Ping's told the story on on the show many times. He looked for four fifty rides, 
250 rides back then and there was none and he's like sweet I'm, I'm back like they just weren't paying they weren't around back then and he's just like i'm not going to do it right and he had no shame you know about it my only thing with davalos and i've said it many times is like he's made a lot of money on had and had good equipment there's not struggling like you 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 know you did as a privateer mm-hmm. you know there's been there's nine years in the class with the last four being on a great team and then there's nine years in the class on good bikes getting paid good money and not being Steve, able to win. Steve, so, what's what's good money uh, for that guy? I bet you Martinez. He, made over, we know he isn't making in purse money. I bet you he's made over two million dollars in his career. No, absolutely, absolutely, no, absolutely. Oh, you guys are crazy. No, are you not? I want to call JT right now, three hours ahead, because he agrees with me. Two oh, million. You guys, yes. you guys have yes. talked about. Yeah, this. we have. Yeah, we have. Dude, for sure. Wow. The guy don't win races, or he wasn't in he the was past. He making good money, good he salary. He kept getting rides. Yeah. Okay, what's he making from Mitch? I would think uh, 150, 200. No way. No way. Yeah, There's no way. way. I no bet you he's making under 100,000. Uh, absolutely. I don't think so. For, for starters, he's coming in. I know. And he's I like, know. Mitch, is, I'll give you a chance. That's a kind of guy that Mitch right. can pay for, get for nothing. Not anymore. Those days are over. Mitch had to bargain, uh, had, to, had, to, had to go out and get Davalos. Had to go and get, like, I'm going to sign you. I want was to sign. Was this year uh, on it? Was it was this an option contract year for him? What no, was his this deal? is his second year. Yeah. Okay, this was his yeah, deal. Okay, yeah. so um, that's my only thing. But look, regardless, guy killed it. He's been riding great. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And how about Adam seen Cirillo? Uh, and I said this on my podcast. What he did on Saturday was what champions and winners do, in the fact that he made it work. He goes down on the whoops twice in the heat. Shitty gate pick for the LCQ. Way on the outside, and we saw this with Jeremy Martin. Had the same idea, and I'm not bagging on Martin, but what winners and champions and the intestinal fortitude of a guy pulling that hole shot in the LCQ when he had to do it, and then again in the main event with you know with another bad gate pick, pulling the hole shot again. That is what like McGrath does and Carmichael does, and all these great riders over the years. They, Chad Reed, you know, they, they make that shit work for them, and what he showed me there. Regardless, I think it was more impressive than his win in Atlanta or in Dallas because he showed me like I'm not gonna like pressure's on. I'm getting a start. Yeah. I can handle pressure. Yeah, I'm way out here. It doesn't yeah. look good for me qualifying. It's four laps. Guess what? I, I can do it. And that showed me something. That was a lot to me. So no, that's impressive. Uh, I and I'm not sure. I asked Alden and RV before the East Coast. I'm like, hey, is this kid gonna be good? Like, should I be worried? And you know, one thing you don't think about. He's big now. He's tall. Yeah, he's grown. He yeah. must have grown a foot. How tall is he? I don't know. He's tall, though. But he's every bit of 5'10". Huh? He's tall in RV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5'10", 5'11". You know? The kid's grown since last summer, even. So uh, he's the real deal. And he looks great. He looks fantastic. Who would you bet? Him, him or Davalos in the championship? I would take Adam. Yeah. I mean, I would. Who would you bet's faster, him or J.A.? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think Ross B. Anderson has him to my... Yeah. Uh, yeah. A good question. Um, we're going to find out in Vegas, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But, um, it's, it, there is no doubt after two races though. And Baggett is okay. Mm-hmm. He had a bad start this weekend. Came from dead last to basically fifth. That's but, what happened to him. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. through two races, Davalos and Cincerillo are noticeably better than everybody else. Well, the kicker is, for me, is Davalos is on top of the board in every practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's going. Yeah. And how, about, and how about Pro Circuit? Everybody wrote them off a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
East Coast are killing it. Hey, with Justin Hill, they went first-time winners three races in a row. Hill, Cincerillo, Davalos. Wow. Oh, I didn't think Impressive, about that. Yep. Yeah. If you count the West, last round of the West Coast. So. 450, we got four, four, four two-time winners. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do now. I never thought about that, too. So eight yeah. races down. Uh-huh. We got four guys with two wins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does Stu knock himself out of this title with that, with that 11th? No. No? No. If he gets another couple of those, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, you can't say that now. Okay. This early, right? Yeah, yeah. And the way this year's been going with, you know, RV winning to fourth to yeah, fifth, yeah. I mean, you can lose a lot of points, you know, mm-hmm. if James wins. So, yeah, it's a different year than it used to be. Be like, did, oh. Did you watch the race? Yes. Did you watch it? No. You were down on the floor, obviously. But no. I, yeah. Did, did you notice Stu took a long time to get going? Yeah. He does that. He does, right? He does that. Like he he was like, uh, got up and like shook himself off and kind of walked hey, over. Like, how quick did Alessi get up after the freaking right, T bone? Right. I gotta <laughs> after go. the torpedo. Right. I got him a torpedo. Right. Seriously, yeah. I mean, he lost two spots. He yeah. was up like that. Yeah, you guys laying there like a drama queen. <laughs> yeah, I'm dude, kidding. the guy got ejected, I'm man. I I'm I was worried about him. Hey, he was down in a hole, and I couldn't see uh, him. I go, where is the uh, where's the kid? I see the bike. Could you go over and smash die in the head? No. no. Here's the thing about that no. too, real quick. Not to go back to that, but when Tickle got ejected and landed on his back. People don't know. In between those jumps, there's huge dirt clogs that yeah, get hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and when he landed on his back, I was like, man, well, if he landed on one of those clogs. That's a good point, Kiefer. We brought up the knee and all that. But what about the actual other part, too? Okay, unless he misses his knee slash tib fib. But what about the, yeah, the cement, eject, the eject yeah. part? Right. That's what that hurt his ribs, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, I hurt his ribs again, which sucks, you know, for him. Um, and uh, He'll be all right. But I wonder Marshall. if James, James isn't urgent to get back up because he thinks he can catch up again. You know, maybe he doesn't. You think? I don't know. That's the way he acts like I can catch back yeah. up, but yeah. he can't. Yeah. Will Hahn killed it fourth. And yeah. again, if you're Will Hahn, I brought this up last week. You're on a production Honda. Your teammate Tomax on a factory Honda, making way more money, and they're buddies and everything else. But it, if you're Will Hahn, you're like, oh, look at me. Guess what? You know, I got fourth. Will's bike is just fine. Yeah. 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 No doubt about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Kudos to Will, who's down with Kevin Windham right now. Yeah, that helps, Right Riding too. down there. I bet you that helps. Right. Um, and uh, hurt, his, hurt his hand a little bit. Dunge, another solid race in Atlanta, third place. I mean, he, he hung tough with those guys the whole way. So, um, And what about Hill? Uh, just sort of a so-so race for him? What, yeah, I'd say so. Did he crash, or did he – what happened? Uh, in the main event, did he crash? No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so either. Just kind of a quiet night for him. Yeah. Last week in Dallas, first time the RCH guys were in the top ten together. So Yeah, that, that was good. good. Although you've, both guys have missed – Missed uh, races with injury. Yeah, yeah. So, um, voicemails. And this thing with voicemails. Okay. Let's go out that way. 702-586-7857. You can call us anytime. These are the best of the best from the voicemails. I deleted all the Alessi hatred uh, ones from here. We got it, people. You weren't happy. We understand. Uh, but uh, let's let's do this. Steve, this is George from Kentucky. Uh, I just wanted to let you know if uh, you play one more rain and yellow voicemail, I'm going to kill myself. My life in your hands, dude. Steve, it's rain and yellow. Uh, you can't get. Sorry, George. <laughs> I, I hope hope everything's okay. I don't. You play one more rain yeah. and yellow. I am going to kill myself. Uh, I'm sorry, George. Can't get that uh, elusive Ryan Dungey interview. Which one Here's is that? Here's who can. Rocky. You need me, Steve? You need help getting all the interviews. 
You need help with goggle prep. You need help with anything. I'm not going to say anything and everything, but anything moto-related. Rain and yellow. You could use this help. I'm just saying. I'm not Nick Way, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the gap. Rain and yellow. Snap it together. Getting interviews. Making fans' lives better. Think about it. Let it marinate. Let it a saute. And uh, I'll get back to you. Randy Yellow wants to be my, my guy. I like that guy. He's You met him. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he, did I show you his business card? Yeah, he did. It's unbelievable. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like, uh, I like guys like that. He's, he's original. He's a little bit of annoying, no doubt. But uh, he's got good songs. He raps for yeah. James Stewart. You've got to admire the dedication. Dallas this weekend. Fucking good time. Guy was there, and I met him, and uh, he's a bad dude. That guy is fucking awesome. Um, and I got to meet JT. He's really short. <laughs> yes, he lives up to his expectations. He's really short. Fucking pants of flooding. And met Nick Way and got to go on a track. I don't think JT is that short. I mean, he's short. He's I was short. about to say, I met JT, and I was like, oh, he's not that short. Dude, he's not much shorter than you. No, not. A, I think we're the exact same height. Is he 5'4"? I don't know, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> five, four, you're, he's not. I'm joking. I just, I'm going to get it. He's going to kick me in the nuts. When he's got to be like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, right? Yeah, look, he's short. 5'6", I, I might give him 5'6". He ain't, he ain't like, oh, my God, circus freak short. No, like, no, you know? no, no. He's All like 5'7", right. with his mohawk. He's yeah. got insoles, too. Yeah. And by of, the way, I'm wearing True Religion cord jeans, JT. Uh, you're, you're into that? I really? That. I'm not into it. Really? He- you notice that? Me, oh, so. no. We got another yeah. Dungy kind of guy over there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's Dungy what? do? Huh? What? Did you hear what he no, said? No, I noticed that. I did. Oh, I saw the, oh yeah. I saw <laughs> the truth. Looking at your pants over there. Yeah, right? nice checking pants, Keith. Hey, no, let's get it straight. I was checking wow. out your ass. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's going to cream his pants it's like cream. kids God, did. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Brittany Chisholm isn't in studio. Oh, jeez. What are you trying to say about my wife, then? Silence. Okay. I don't know Keep what going. to say to that. <laughs> All right. All right. Track walk. Good time. Dallas is the best venue by far I've been to. Thanks a lot. Later. Is that a week old? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it just took a while. Mathis, Louisiana here, man. Uh, you must be smoking the wacky weed or something. You can't <laughs> remember what they tell you in interviews. Y'all were hating on my boy, Alperson, uh, this morning about thinking he was on drugs because he was telling you the dirt was tacky. Freezy told you the same thing in the race recap, as well as another rider. It was just hard. They said it was tacky and slick. Man, you're slipping. Later. It's only because of the extreme uh, respect I have for Jimmy Albertson. I value his opinion so much. But Jimmy told me the Dallas track was tacky a little bit. So JT and I were making fun of him. I don't know. Uh, he's not the only one that said that. There was yeah. good traction. This guy said Freeze said that too. There was good traction. The Seven Deuce Do said there was traction in areas. No, that's with Atlanta. Oh, okay. this guy's talking about Dallas. Dallas, yeah, yeah, even yeah, even, yeah. even Tick said that it's it's certain places, yeah. like on especially like on the takeoffs. It was Did he say before or after unless he hit him because that could affect his mm, brain. Wait a minute, that would have been Dallas we're talking about. Oh, okay, in Dallas he said that. Yeah, I, Dallas. I apologize. Hey, Steve, I'm calling to uh, thank you for having Jenny Taft on the show. I thought that was interesting for us people to uh, learn a little bit about her background, see where she came from. And um, it's kind of nice knowing a little bit about 
her growing up and the sport she's interested in, and it seems like she's doing a real good job this year. When she first showed up on the scene, I was wondering, you know, where did this girl come from? Uh, did you hear that, Keith? I hope it's not another one of these girls that doesn't know what she's talking about, but it sounds like she's going to put in the effort and do a good job. Also, uh, props to Cincerillo, man. To see that kid get a win, I hope he keeps going this season and uh, doesn't get hurt. Real bummer about Chad Reed. That really sucked. And one last thing, man. With uh, Sinjin getting to hang out there with Albertsons and watch the Super Bowl, and Moser getting to go take a vacation at Shorty's house. I'm just wondering how long it's going to be before we see uh, Raining Yellow getting invited down to the Stewart compound, you know, <laughs> hang out with his uh, hero and his idol, maybe detail his cars for him and mop the garage floor or something. Anyway, it's pretty crazy how that happens in this sport. Pretty cool, actually. Thanks for all the uh, info you bring us, guys. Keep up the good work. I love it. And I'll see you in Toronto. Later. It's raining yellow. I have my umbrella out. This is uh, I don't have Fox Sports 2. I cheated. I went online. I was going to wait to watch it live, but I get kind of nervous. And uh, I wanted to watch it and be able to relax and enjoy it. And uh, I cheated. And I guess James got 11th and uh, crashed in the turn or something. It's a bummer. I know he had the fast lap, uh, lap time qualifying. It's a bummer. But, uh, you know, as long as he's, uh, he's all right, not hurt. Finish the race, got some points. Uh, it is what it is. It's a bummer. Uh, you know, I, I thought he'd do really good. Good dirt. His kind of dirt won an ATL last year. But you know, if anything, it's gonna keep him hungry and uh, gonna work that much harder. So it will rain yellow again. Uh, I still got my umbrella. It's all good, James. Keep your head up, and uh, it will. Rain. It will rain, James. And like, oh, what Rainy Yellow thinks of my performance? He's so into it. He's giving James a pep talk over, you know, on the voicemail. So, oh, man. all right. Hey, Pulp of the Mix. I was just listening to the uh, post-race interviews with Barsha uh, after Dallas, and he was now. mentioning, you know, how he thought Roxham was a crybaby. Um, and <clears throat> I remember in Houston, 2012, um, when Barsha was leading, and I believe at that time he had won every main year so far in the East Coast Lights. And uh, Lance Vincent, uh, he was coming around to lap, and Lance Vincent got in front of him and tangled up, and Barsha went down, and Roxon was in second, ended up passing him, passing him, and took the win. And uh, I remember that Barsha um, came around over the finish line, and as Roxon was sort of celebrating his win, his first win of the year, uh, Barsha came right in front of him and just roosted the crap out of him. And so, uh, you know, and then after that, he cruised around back towards Lance Vincent and started yelling at him and stuff. But anyways, I just kind of thought it was ironic that uh, Barsha was calling Roxanne a crybaby when, you know, their history started with Barsha really being the crybaby. I, I, uh, I should meant to delete this voicemail, but all right. Anyway, uh, we remember. Uh, just, but, yeah, I don't think Barsha, you know, has his his thoughts straight on that subject. Um, but on that subject, Kiefer, uh, quickly, Barsha, the Barsha, I felt like okay, I made a big deal about Baggett not stopping for the teammates and people thought I was crazy. The Barsha scrub by Kenny, mm -hmm. your take on that? Yeah, it's total BS. Okay. He saw him. I mean, I watched of course the, he saw him. I watched the GoPro, and then when he whipped and he or he scrubbed and he looked over, I mean, he's right there. Yeah, you could see him. 
I mean, how do you not – when you whip into someone like that, you know he's there. But like the Alessi thing tonight where we all agree that, like, what was Mike thinking because he was going down too? Right. Barsha, what were you thinking because you're also going to the hospital? Right. I don't think he understands that when you do whip into someone, your bike's going to go the opposite way once you hit something. I don't know. It was gnarly, though. It's just like yeah. that video when someone's at Stewart compound. Yeah, and they gnarly. Swat. gnarly. Yeah. And that guy fell to the earth. Like, oh, like, my gosh. I don't know how Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm right. made it. All right. Kevin, it's not your show, man. Guy's angry hey, at you. Steve, this is Gary calling from Georgia. Hey, Gary. I just got done watching the race early Monday right. morning. Well, I haven't finished it yet. I just saw the Alessi attempt to pass on uh, Brock Tickles. And I don't like the fact how... They are roasting him on live TV like that for trying to pass him. I don't think it was a deliberate takeout. He was, I think he was trying to whip it around, and he just caught grip and <laughs> run into him. But they never mentioned the fact that Reed pulled the same move on Stewart a few years ago, and I was there watching that race. And uh, they said, if you don't want to win, then you shouldn't even be racing. So they gave him a pass. But I think because Carmichael's in the booth, and that was his guy got hit, they they light him up. Anyway, I know by the time you play this uh, voicemail, you probably already talked about it, but just want to get your thoughts on it. Love the show. Thanks, man. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. If you look on com, our guy Swiss Corner broke down the Reed Stewart thing. It was nothing like what Mike and Brock Tickle did. So, again, memory over time, but much different. Starters. You make know. the pass. There was no pass attempt at all. No, I. Again, we appreciate you calling, but I. This guy couldn't have been. Mike was trying to whip it around, huh? He was going straight to the. Well, it's like when Mike said on the in the air. He's like, oh, I tried to turn my wheel, and I'm like, You turned your wheel because it hit Brock's <laughs> freaking bike, and that's <laughs> why you're miles front an hour. Yeah. Did, yeah, wait, wait. but hey, we take all callers here. That's right. So. Did, was that the same caller that said it wasn't my show, or did you just? No, different callers. Different callers. So he left a voicemail of like three seconds, yep. not your show, and kept going? Yep, very angry with you. Well, well, I he, mean, was look, the only, he was the only one so we, far. We, uh, I read something tonight on emails that someone liked you and said oh. you were good, so we've got to balance it out. Yeah. We can't get you too big of a headed. That's what happened, to the, last, that's what happened to the last producer. You know, he got marketing jobs, and he moved on to bigger and better things, so we've got to keep you down. Just hook the hose up to my head and start pumping. We've got to keep you down like the, the beaten dog. Just keep you down. So, all right. Chop, chop. Yep. Whatever. Hey, Raining Yellow, it's time to change your name to shit the bed. Um, What's up, uh, 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 Good one. Uh, really <laughs> catchy. Shit the bed. Can't even make it rhyme? Like, uh, you know? Was that, the, was that a single voicemail, too? Yep. We got yep. great fans. No, I love it. Pulp Nation. Benny from Salt Lake. I just wanted to get your take on something. Uh, I wonder if Villapoto is going to eventually regret having, um, you know, Roxon come and train with him and all that at his compound. I feel like he doesn't race him the same way he races other guys. Like, I can't imagine RV racing with Roxon the same way he would race against Dungey. So it'll be interesting at the end of the season if, you know, by chance Roxon wins this championship over RV by, I don't know, 10 points or less. You know, there's, I'm sure, going to be a lot of circumstances where RV could have pushed the issue on Rockton and just didn't because of their friendship or whatever. So, yeah, just wanted to get your take on that thought. So, thanks, Mafia Moto crew, checking out. Yeah, this is JT's thing. 
He's saying Villapoto's being too nice with Roxon because they're buddies in a, in a few races. Not this weekend, not in Atlanta, but at other races. So interesting to see. Two guys that train together, ride together, going for the title. As you know, Berlut, two fast guys can never be friends. It doesn't work out. They can be they friends say. for a little bit. That's what they say. They can be friends for a little bit, but there's always never going to work out. So I've seen it a hundred times. Carmichael, Lusk, Timmy, Chad, uh, uh, Stuart, Dungey, um, down the line. So it just doesn't work out. Stuart, Dungey, they were teammates? Uh, yeah, they were, when Dunge was on 250Fs, rode with Stu back in the day. Not when they were teammates, just they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they just, weren't teammates. No, no, so no, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, that's been it to the show. We thank everybody. Uh, I know some of you probably had trouble connecting to the show, but uh, that's what archives are for, and we appreciate chat room was slammed. We had to cap that thing, and the, the server was lo- logged up, logged up, but uh, blogged up, but uh, – uh, great, great, great guests anyways. Mike Alessi, Mike Genova, Adam Entenap, uh Chris Kiefer, thank you. Thank you for making the trip up here, you and your lovely wife, Heather. Thank uh, you for having uh, us. Coming up, driving up. Um, Good show to be here. You were not as much on the Alessi side as I thought you were. I just thought you were just going to blow them. Yeah. Just like, you know. No, no uh, gargles. You were good. No yeah. gargles here. No, you were good. You were good. <laughs> I keep it real. No, you did. You do. And when we do those bike shootouts, same thing. You keep it real. I, yeah. thought, I thought you were going to be more on their side, but but that's fine. Switzerland. You were good. Hey, we're not doing F Mary deal tonight you don't got fm case tonight no we didn't get any uh, of them no, next time any. i mean we could i didn't if you realize want. you were into that oh, i can fun i could okay come on one without top that yeah that's Brittany cool. chisholm yeah jenny taft or uh diana dogger oh man <laughs> jenny taft Brittany, or diana dogger f and diana yeah mm-hmm. killing Brittany, and um mary and jenny that's easy. Yeah. We did that one last week, didn't we? Was that last week? The, what's your, the, let, let's, was it? let's do let's do our ho, our uh, co-hosts, uh, Brittany Chisholm, Jenny Taft, and uh, Georgia Lindsay. Oh, he's uh, still gonna marry Taft. Yeah, still yeah. gonna marry Taft. Killing she's Brittany. Independent. Now, no. Nothing against Brittany. I just no. Can't now you gotta kill it. Georgia. Yeah. Oh, why? Oh no, no. You gotta f Georgia. Never mind. Yeah, Stay in there, right, right? Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's good. All right, I'm Are gonna do, I'm gonna do f Mary kill with Pookie. Do it. All of it. All of it. Yeah, spooky. You can't. You can't. Play with her? She get mad? Uh, no, she's fine. No, okay. she's she's really cool. No, no, I'm just kidding. Right. Um, yeah, we didn't get one this week. Yeah, I didn't that realize you were into that, Kiefer. We well, next time you come up, we will get one for you. FMKs. Yeah, we will get one for you. <laughs> um, I'll be on um, it. Pookie likes it because it's all stern all the time. It's oh, always yeah, on yeah, stern, so she's into that. Um, all right, and uh, Tony yeah, Berluti. No shit, you asshole. Berluti, thank you for coming in. Thank I appreciate you, it. I appreciate uh, it. Uh, Love having you come Always. in. And uh, I know you came straight from the airport, basically, after building your bike. And that's awesome. That uh, says a lot for our show, and we thank you for that. And, uh, Devin, thank you. Always a uh, pleasure. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, a Cherubis, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Support the show. Support our sponsors. We appreciate it. Swisscore, thank you. Moser, thank you for those creepy questions. They weren't too bad this week. Heather, thanks for coming by and, and hanging in with your man. Uh, no show next week. I'll be in Florida. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you in two weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and 
I was totally nude and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.